Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody, Monday night in Las Vegas, we're live, it is the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thank you everybody for listening, we really appreciate it. Having a good show, we had last week off, so we're coming at you with a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy tonight, at least that's what I keep telling myself. Matthew Good everybody, last parade. Get it up. Check it up on iTunes. Great guy. Great music, we think. Matthew Good for actually saying we could use this song on Twitter. We appreciate it. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto all on board with us tonight. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Mathis, and I'm still sunburned a bit from Hangtown. The motocross opener, everybody. Supercross is done. We're on to motocross. One round down, 11 to go. Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships. Lots to talk about tonight. The man who absolutely destroyed everyone, killed everyone, left them all in his wake. Guy Kohana's Eli Tomac will be on the show tonight. Monster Energy Pro Circuit Joey Savacci will be on the show. Joey had a great, great run. And uh, if he hadn't fallen in the uh, first lap of the second moto, he would have done pretty well. Adam Entenapp will be on, the 7 Deuce Deuce. And Kevin Tyler, who is the owner of MX-101 and the Stand Elite track, and the MX-101 team has chosen, has picked, has decided to bring up my co-host tonight for the first two Canadian Nationals starting the weekend of uh, after uh, Glenn Helen. And uh, he, welcome back, Chris Kiefer. Thanks for coming on. Hey, good to be back. Thanks for having me. Your team owner will be on tonight to discuss Ooh. everything that's going on and your preparation, how you're going to do. We're going to grill them. We're uh, going to make sure. That's good. I need to tell them some lap times, make sure I'm still in. Yeah, exactly. Let them know what's going on <laughs> and everything else. Um, I really don't care. We're looking forward to having you guys uh, calling in the show. 702-586-7857. You can call anytime and uh, let us know what you want, what's on your mind. Talk about Hangtown. Talk about anything else. Talk about talk to some of our guests tonight. Tomac Savachi, 7 Deuce Deuce, Kevin Tyler. You can call in and talk to them. And, uh, hey, if you're going to uh, pulpamex.com, Check on that Amazon banner and uh, make a purchase at Amazon, and we get a little small chunk of that, and I'm able to keep bringing Kiefer up here. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate it, man. We get a little slice of that. Don't forget, too, the Pulpamex app. It's on iTunes. You have an uh, option of the live shows, the Fly Race and Moto 60 shows live. The Pulpamex show is live on there. The archives will be up on there. You can get the Pulpamex.com on there. Bonus sound drops of Tony Alessi, Kenny Watson, and much more. So $1.99 in iTunes, Android, and Apple phone friendly. So we're, uh, we're pumped to have you here. Taking your calls behind the scenes, producing the show. Um, he got his second and final payment of the year, so he's now paid in full for the entire 2015 year. That's right, folks. I wish Racer X would write me a check wow. for the entire year right now. That would be very nice. That's what we do in the Pulp Mech Show. Prepay? 
prepay, and it's actually so we may not see him next week. Is what I'm getting at. He that may takes be gone. Some balls. That's how we do I it. Trust class, class guy. Oh. That's what I am. I'm a class boss. The Devin Gibbs. You know, it's not that I'm worried about you firing me next week. It's just that I don't see anyone in Vegas that knows this job that can do a job. It's like me. Whoa, wow. whoa. Bold words. Bold words. I um, mean, there's maybe one or two guys been, in Vegas that know this show that could do this job. And you, they're busy on Monday nights. You have been paid in full for the I entire year. Yep. Don't so, clip me. He could be. He, don't clip. Don't. Show up next week. That's what I'm asking. Just show up. That's what I do every <laughs> week, don't I? Yeah, but you've, now you've gotten paid. so I'll show up. I still hey, enjoy this. We're going to give away some hot cams, and we're going to give away uh, some fly casual wear, also fly racing, and, uh, and hot cams, of course, on board with us for the show. Uh, also in studio, uh, Canadian National number 8, uh, Dylan Kalen. What's up, Kalen? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Good. Just uh, coming in to hang out with Kiefer? Yeah, pretty much. Just down in the California sun with Kiefer, taking some R&R right now. Now and you, uh, came up to check out the show. You were prepping for your assault on the Canadian Nationals, unfortunately. Da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> photo shoots. I'm just not on uh, not on Kiefer's level. I told him, man, you need like 12 years under your belt before you start bar dragging that shit. Right, right. Yeah, Torn so, ACL. Yeah. Uh, bummer. Coming off your best year up there, too. So you were looking to do some damage with the Devil's Light guys. Yeah, it was. Uh, last season went good, and I felt like we had a lot of good preseason prep and had the bike set up good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a unfortunate, simple mistake. Took me out for the season, but we, it's uh, racing, and that's how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there any truth to the rumor that Ryan Lockhart will be filling in for you with the Devil's Lake team? Uh, I don't think there's any truth to that. Because um, he built up the number 101, I heard. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Noof's got a lot of good supporters. I don't even – I think he's got his situation handled. Eh, I'd, still, I'd still put him in. 702-586-7857. Uh, Chris Kiefer from DirtRider.com is in here. And also, too, in a little while, we'll get to Mim and Casey. They're from Australia. Mim Life, hashtag Mim Life. He's been here for three or four months uh, – uh, that's what he does because he's super loaded and he's riding with MC uh, next weekend. Out. And he went to Vegas and Hangtown and Glen Helen. And I think he's I think he's going to get back to Australia via his space shuttle. So we'll talk to him later on. And uh, they're in studio hanging out. So we appreciate that. Kiefer, uh, what's yep. up? What's new? What's what's happening? Dirtrider.com, Dirtrider magazine. Oh, by the way, uh, you're on the latest cover with a nice shot of Pulpamex on your oh, on your you visor. Go. See, very pretty. I like that. Repping hard. Now you're on a Sherco. Sherco. So that's a little. That's different. That's Sherco's first cover, so niche. that was cool for that. That's definitely that's, niche. That's you know niche. me. I like those niche. <laughs> Sherco it screams niche. Yeah, DV would love it because it's French. So. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And actually, when I went to Finland, I met – remember when I went to Finland in the fall with JT? Yes. I met an old MX2 racer, and I forget the guy's name, but he was a name guy, right. and now he's testing for Sherco. Oh, nice. And he was telling me all about the motors and frame and geometries and where they come from and how they decide on it and everything else. Yeah, the so. new Shercos are cool. They're, they're different, but they actually... The new Shercos are cool, everyone. When's all, the new, the all new Shercos. <laughs> no, everything's good. Just busy getting ready for Canada and uh, testing and had a... You know, busy week last week, and you know, doing dirt rider duties. So it's what, all the same. You kept tweeting out Hell Week. Yeah, what, it was what, Hell what, Week. What for was me wrong? Last week. What happened? What was the deal? I tested uh, what? Key for Ink well, work or dirt rider. Both. Oh, both. But uh, a nine out of ten days I rode. So oh my, wow, my old body's hard to keep up uh, yeah. that many days of riding. What were you doing? What, what, what uh, were you? I can't say. It's uh, stop. I it. can't. You can't say. No, it's. Ca- I'm not asking you to, to delve into like the product, but I was doing motorcycle testing. How's that sound? Ridiculous. Come I can't on. say. You can't. Too many people know about that around this, you know, parts. You just have to say, like, what companies you were working with. That's all. I'm working with a manufacturer okay. during the week. All right. And then I was working with a tire company. See? Now, okay. Last part of the week. That's all we kind of that need. Are that, you that's, satisfied? that's fine. That's fine. That's all we need. 
Gosh. And, and it's like 10-hour days. Yeah. So uh, I didn't get much Heather love last week. So <laughs> well, We were all worried about that. I was we too tired, concerned. so I denied her. Um, uh, yeah, so so busy week for you. Yeah. And, and everything's good at Dirt Rider? And, everything's and great at yeah. Dirt Rider. Um, just real busy. We do some release this week, and uh, a lot of new bikes coming out. I'm sure you guys saw the new KTMs that are uh, getting released. So yeah, those, yeah. Those, those will are... be up on the web tomorrow. Now, those are basically the production KTMs are the, you know, Ryan Dungey factory replica from this year, right? Um, similar, or, yes. Or Air Forks, I saw. Yeah, they won't be as light as the factory edition. Okay. Maybe a couple pounds more, but yeah, lighter than the previous right. version. Right, and, and sort of the new body work and everything else. Yes. All that. Yeah, so that'll be up. In the, yeah, KTM, bro, doing things. Yeah, Yamaha's things will be announced soon, so that'll be up soon. Are they all new? No. Do you know what the Yamaha's are going to be? Yeah. No, oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. So they're not all new? No, they're not all new, but yeah, a little bit different. Okay, all right. I'm not going to open my mouth like I did last time and get 50,000 texts of hashtag all new. <laughs> yeah, you did get, you did get, well, Yamaha sent you a couple texts too, right? Uh, no, it wasn't Yamaha, one person oh, from Yamaha. But, well, yeah, one person from Yamaha and then fans also. Yeah, but so. that, that guy works for Suzuki now, so we're good. Oh, yeah, so we're all right now. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Support our sponsors. Guts Racing, official seat foam of seemingly a bunch of teams in the pits like RCH Racing and Pro Circuit Racing. They've got some really cool things, whether you need a base a carbon base, whether you need lightweight foam, just standard foam, you need some foam for your old bike, you need a cover, you need a, a slip cover, you need a normal cover, gutsracing.com, those guys take care of us, and uh, they'll take care of you also. Um, Atlas neck braces, the best neck braces out there, bro. Uh, Jason Anderson wears them, among others. Uh, RV running them when he gets back to racing. All new brace for uh, 2015, atlasbrace.com, at atlasbrace on social media. And, of course, FMF Racing. FMF, the official exhaust of Jeremy Martin, who happened to... Kill. Take another win this yeah. weekend. Uh, J Mart and Muscan won the, the uh, 250 MX class, and Eli Tomac won the 450 at the Hangtown Dirt Diggler's uh, kickoff for the Nationals. Uh, Tomac, man. Insane. Wow. Yeah. He was a minute 30 ahead of Dungeon in the second moto. He was a minute 21 ahead of Anderson in third in the first moto. I mean, the guy was three seconds a lap faster in practice. Right. Just gone. Yep. Just see you later. Seems like every time. Uh... It's soft and ruddy. The bike and him work really good together. Yeah, traction, yep. ruts, that kind of stuff. He, he's very, very friendly in it. Now, of course, you know, he won his first ever national. His first ever pro race was at Hangtown. He won it. Um, and so, you know, we kind of think, like, oh, he's good at Hangtown. But he hadn't done that well in the years after that. Yeah, not that well. And then this year, just. Do you think this is what we're going to see? No. I mean. I think that's a good start. I think it was just maybe a little bit of a. Dungey having a great bike setup that day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dunge, they went a different way in between motos, and Dunge kind of admitted that it was the wrong way. Right. So, but you look at it. I mean, Tomac was just on a game every, you know, above yeah. everyone else. Yeah. So even Dungey was ahead, you know, a third place far too. So I think it's going to be Tomac and Dungey's year to do some damage. Kenny Rocks, the defending champion. Uh, what? What kind of shot would they have given him between motos to change him in to, to to help him get through that much? I want it, whatever it is. Right? Dang. I mean, I didn't think he was coming out. Well, you think I, he I would mean, have it the first moto too, right? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the Racer X wrap up podcast. Maybe they misjudged. You know how there's, you know, you got to give it at certain times. You Levels, know? yeah. And maybe they didn't give him enough, or uh, too soon, too late. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever it was. Cause he definitely. If he moved around. You watch him the first moto from the second moto. He moved around a lot more on the bike second moto. Yeah. The first moto, man, he was back with straight. He wasn't moving around. Like, it was a bad time. Now, he's got, he's got a, a compressed 
vertebrae, I think? Or, yes. or what, what, what is he? Here's my question. Why the hell is he so secretive leading up to the race? And then the second moto, he's like, yeah, my back's effed up. Yeah, no, he tweets up. out a photo of him in a hospital bed. Yeah, it's like, like, here I am. I don't get it. I don't get it either. We talked about this again on our wrap-up podcast. I don't know what the big secret is. I mean, look, coming in, his practice times were terrible. Right. He could barely move. Now, so it wasn't like a case of like, hey, he's uh, let's see how he can do, and then maybe we'll, we won't keep this private or whatever. It was obvious he was jacked from the very first time. So, exactly. so come out and say that. Yeah, I mean, especially if you come get out and tell people seventeenth in practice. Not even twenty fourth. Okay, something. You, yeah, you know something's effed up with him. So right, let's just announce, hey, my back's messed up, and that's yeah, what I'm, I did. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm going to hope to get through it. Blah blah blah. Right. You know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I, I didn't like that either. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's our right to know as fans or whatever, but. I just don't see the point. Like, why Why would you do that? I mean, he was nowhere near the Kenny Roxon that we've, we're used to seeing. No. And I hopefully he gets the shit together, you know, in a couple of rounds, and it'll make it interesting for, for us fans to watch. But uh, How, if you're Mark Johnson, the team manager there, how long do you let him go with fourths and fifths, you know, before you pull him? I would say at least till... At least three or four rounds, you yeah. know, give him three or four right. rounds, see if his back will loosen up or whatever. The well, he cracked his spine or whatever, his lower spine or something. So it's going to take a little bit to heal, and he's going to have to ride through it for at least two or three rounds. And you know, I'm sure if he rests during the week, it's going to get better, but it's just going to take a little bit of time. The thing I'm worried about is, as a rider, you lose confidence every round, no yeah. matter if you know you're hurt or not. Yeah, you're not up there. You're still losing confidence. Still going to kind of yeah get to you, beat you down a little bit. Right, everything else. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. You know what's crazy is as good as Eli Tomac was, um, and he was amazing, right. and he killed everybody, it's only six points. Yeah, exactly. It's only Don't. six points. Like, it doesn't matter whether it was won by half a second or, you know, and, minute 30 like he did. It's six points. And we know Eli, nothing against Eli, but he's not the, the most uh, consistent guy on, yeah. the, on the track. Yeah. So he could kill it one weekend and get a sixth or seventh yeah. the next weekend. So, God, he looked good, though. <laughs> he did. That bike looked really good, too. It did. Um, we were going to have him on later tonight. So Just that quad or that, that big 150-footer? The that uh, Fly Racing 150. The Fly Racing yep. 150. Right. His bike. Like, I've ridden Honda, so his bike must have been really good because I've seen Barsha. Now how fast that, that JGR bike is. Yeah. He was pulling up, and Tomac was – didn't look like he was pulling up at all. Well, he just seat bounced it. That's all he did. Yeah, I'm with you on the motor being maybe better, but then he was carrying. He was so much faster than everybody that his speed, corner speed, was probably. Right. I mean, he was three seconds a lap faster than anybody else in practice. He his best time to Jason Anderson's time in the first moto mm-hmm. six seconds. That's retarded. A lap. Right. That's best time. And the, the second time. moto was five seconds a lap. Right. I mean, so if you look at five seconds on, you know what? What was the lap time? 204 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was going to say just under two. I thought maybe maybe not. So, yeah. like, think about how just how gnarly that is, what a percent that is, you know, five, six seconds faster on a two-minute track. It's and we just, didn't even talk about how gnarly the track. I mean, yeah. it looked so gnarly. Yeah. They're kind of trying to make them gnarlier a little bit. The track's less prep this year. They put the 450 second because, you know, what – Three years in a row, the Team USA has lost motocross to nations, and part of the thinking is these riders, Dungy, Tomac, Barsha, whoever represents USA, comes in and goes, man, that track was, I mean, that was unbelievable. So the the U.S. guys are maybe trying to leave it a little bit. Right. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if that, well, that's Hank a great Town's theory. Well, Hangtown's always been really choppy and gnarly like that square edge, and 
but I've never seen it that ruddy. Like yeah. coming into those whoops, I mean they're literally like crawling through those ruts. Yeah, yeah, it made some world class riders look right, look like they're struggling. Exactly. And also too, I mean you know this Kiefer, they, they, they rode outdoors for a week. They've been riding Supercross for six months. Right. You have like a week to get into the men- outdoor motocross mentality. The flow, right? Right. And you, and you and it's it's funny you say that because you wouldn't think it's a big deal because it's a dirt bike, but. When you're in second gear, third gear a lot in Supercross, you don't really carry a lot of speed. And then you go outdoors, and your eyes have to adjust how fast you're going. You know, a lot of things come up really quick. So mm-hmm. it's not anything like Supercross at all. No, absolutely. Jason Thomas is going to come up here on the show. My mic is falling down. It's getting limp. It is. There, there we go. There you go. There we go. No. First one of the night. 20 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> 14. 14 minutes in. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com, the number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. Warehouse is stocked with huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. Pulpamex 15 gets you 15% off at KTMPartsExpress.com. 35 years of experience, hard parts, accessories. Uh, KTM is uh, basically kind of taking over right now. And so if you want to save, Pulp MX, uh, save at Pulpamex 15, you can uh, you can do that. So, um, yeah, thanks to those guys for uh, for um, coming on board. And uh, also to fly racing. Hey, did you see the? Uh, it's now the fly racing. The Lucas Oil MA Pro Motocross right. Championships presented by Fly Racing yeah. WPS. Fly gear, best out there. And I, you know what else I liked from Fly is the commercial. The kid working his ass off to get a helmet. I think that's that's cool. That's a cool. Commercial. I didn't see it. I saw some social so media mentions of it. Brings a magazine yeah. to his dad. It's like, hey, dad, I want this helmet. Brings it, a Racer X. I don't know. Okay, I couldn't. I was looking at that. I couldn't decipher okay. what it was. But the dad's like, hey, probably maybe brings a dirt rider. I hope it's a dirt rider. Okay. I would think it is. Probably not. It is. Okay. Anyway, and the dad's like, go ahead, go to work. And the kid has to do chores, sweeping, raking, hay. And then his dad's like, yep, go, go back there and do some more hay. And he rolls back in the back of the hay, and there's his helmet there. So I thought it was cool, like me being a dad saying, hey, you got to do some shit to get, a, to get a helmet, not just go, mm-hmm. you know, I want a helmet. And nowadays, you're like, okay, I'll get you one. So I thought it was cool. Oh, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's talk to the man who uh, is probably behind that whole entire commercial. Jason Thomas. What's going on? Take credit for that commercial? Am I taking credit? No. Happy of credit where it's due. That was our uh, our marketing director's project. Um, obviously, you know, he didn't make it. We had an agency build it, but he was uh, he was the lead on it. He, he, was he, the concept, though, he was the concept of that whole thing? It was his kind of original idea, and then uh, he kind of molded it along with the agency's help. Um, but yeah, he was, nice. uh, that was his deal. Flyracing.com. They make much more than gear people, hard parts, uh, bike stands, to tie downs, to handlebars, to grips, you name it. Flyracing.com new mountain bike line out too. Also fly racing guys. Uh, they're killing it right now. And then how was your day at the nationals JT? You never really went in the pits at all, huh? Just wide open. Yeah. I made it down one time after the races were over. That was it. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was good. I mean, busy, you know, just a different type role than mm-hmm. ever before and even the vip thing was just different than that um uh, you know entertaining dealers I, I was on the pre-show with jimmy for an hour um yeah so it was just a, a little bit of everything as far as uh it was like my real job at, mm-hmm. at the races kind of yeah busy 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 uh john tomac joey savachi adam entenap and tyler uh, kevin tyler all coming up on the pulp Max show presented by btlsports.com and fly racing dirt rider Chris Kiefer in studio. JT, uh, I understand that you had a little help in uh, hooking uh, Kiefer up with some testing. You're uh, you're quite a nice guy. Yeah, nice nice job by that. Look at B two B Pulp MX was, people yeah. helping Pulp MX people. 
So that's good. No worries. No worries. I, I think Kiefer does a good job. So anytime I can help him, I'm, right. I'm on, on board. Yeah, wow. Check it out. <laughs> um, so, okay. First off, uh, Kiefer sat down in the chair before the show, JT. And he said to me, what was up with Chad? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much his first question. That scores don't look too good, JT. Is something up? Uh, I don't know. I was wondering the same thing myself. I I wish I had an answer for you, and I, you know, it seems like I'm not giving you answers because I don't want to give you answers. But I don't. I don't have any. So <laughs> uh, I really haven't talked to him about the race because I, I just know better than when things are. You know, like if something happened, then I'll go find out. But right from what I saw, nothing really happened. It just yeah, it starts were good. Wasn't wasn't you know, good. Yeah, looking at the. He's never been like a big Hangtown guy, right? He's never really done well at he's Hangtown. Won. Yeah, he's he won. won it. Yeah. Has he won? He won a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 2010 he won. Yeah. So. Um, Can't go wrong. He's run Spring Forks. Has to be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it goes again. Hey, uh, let's start off the bat right now uh, with the NFAB question of the day right now. Before we go any further, we'll just get right into that and start with the Hangtown talk with that. The NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com, proud sponsors of the GAGR Toyota Yamaha team of Pike, Barsha, and Nicoletti, who all did pretty well, although Barsha had a DNF in the first moto, lost his goggles, and then crashed. But basically it was a good showing from the GAGR guys and N-Fab.com. At the track or on the trail, the hottest-looking, hardest-looking accessories are NFAB. Step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, and Jeep gear. NFAB has you covered. NFAB are proudly crafted, handcrafted in Houston, Texas, USA. N-Fab.com. Great guys. have been with us uh, for a long time. And also, too, is the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB on uh, Thursdays at noon. And the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Podcast that JT and I do. And sometimes Dan Truman. So the question I have for you guys is... I'll start with you, Kiefer. Okay. Does Tomax win at Hangtown? Did it? Can you? Re, what was the last time you remember a ass kicking like that? Or does did the ass kicking that Tomac delivered take you back to another ass kicking of another time? Well, it takes me. They were talking about that on the the TV broadcast, and they're like, "Oh, it has to be some kind of record." But for me, I think Carmichael did something like that at Millville, where he lapped. Shit, I think he lapped up to second place. Mm-hmm. Lapped uh, everybody. Yeah. So, but that was in the mud. Now, still yeah. gnarly. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, but it was still... unbelievably muddy. Yeah, but even when it was dry, he would lap up to freaking fifth place or something like crazy. Would he get fifth? Dude, he would get into the top ten heavily. Oh yeah, yeah. No, get top ten. And then I noticed yeah. where he lapped up, where Tomac lapped up to um, on Saturday was like tenth, like in the tenth. Yeah, there. ten nine. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I would say it's very, very impressive. Will he do it again? I doubt it. I think Dungey will be closer. Um, but I would say that's Carmichael-esque. I wouldn't say that is a is a mm. huge deal. I think it's happened before. All right, JT, what do you think? It was the fastest I've ever seen anybody go. <laughs> yeah, see, I wasn't there to look. I was just watching yeah. on TV. I don't, I don't agree with you on that, JT. But it was okay. Pretty, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was pretty damn impressive. Like, what blew you away, GT? Like, what on the track, what was he doing that just, like, holy uh, shit? The, well, to start off with, the track was just beat. I mean, it was really, really rough, uh, choppy. It was pretty dry uh, in a lot of sections and dusty at that point of the day. And everyone was kind of, I don't want to say they were picking their way around, but they kind of were because the, the track kind of demanded that. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was almost like a, like a, you know, 
I guess midday, midweek afternoon at Glen Helen, like the second moto, just blown out. You know, all the ruts had hardened up, so they they were really tough to ride. And he was so aggressive. I mean, he if you watched him and then you watched everyone else, it was just a completely different deal. I, they, it was like they were doing different things out there. You know, his aggression level was so much higher everywhere. Uh, I don't I don't really know how to explain it or the right words to tell you. It was just uh, um. He, he was just doing different things than those guys were. I'm telling you, he, his pace was just so much better everywhere around the track. It, it, it's a different ride, but it did take. Remember, I've I've often used the Seb Tortelli '99 Glen Helen mm-hmm. reference. Yep. Yeah. Now it was a different type of ride because Seb came through the pack for that, and then destroyed them after he got to the front. Probably right. took about halfway, maybe I think, if I remember right. But and this was just gone from the beginning. Although, let's hey, keep in mind, first moto, he only had about five seconds on Dunge. Now, it was 10 at the end. The last lap, Dunge let him go a long ways. But right. it was about five seconds. So he didn't ass whoop him in the first moto like the second moto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, it, I, I'm not saying it was the greatest ride ever. But yeah, yeah. I haven't ever seen anyone go that fast on a track like that. I, I haven't seen that before. Nothing from Villapoto days comes to mind? I mean. Not really. Not like <laughs> that. You know what it was? it felt like was that ride in Latvia. Uh, but he just had the whole shot, and he was just doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go back and you look at the lap times, and he was so much better every lap. You know, the Dungy's best lap was over five seconds slower than Tomac's best lap, mm-hmm. and that was consistent, like every lap. You know, he was just run, more and run, more and run. more and more, and that that was Dungy who was gone in second place. So, you know, at one point. I looked at the watch, and, and Reed, I think, was still inside the top ten at this point. Uh, and he was battling with Medi, so they, they were going for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tomac was lapping ten seconds a lap fast. Mm-hmm. Like ten every seconds, lap. Really? Come around. Ten, ten, seconds. ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. I was like, I mean, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it was just that right. impressive. You know, they, you just, that, does, that just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It almost reminds you of when he was on Geico in the 250 class, where he could just put that bike where he wanted to and kind of yeah. inventive lines, and he, he was kind of hopping over stuff, and he just looked like he was on a 250F. That's what it looked like, just with mass amounts well, of Well, I was talking to John Tomac about that. for we, we were talking for a while. John and I were about, well, mountain bike stuff, you know, a couple of, yeah, a couple of, mountain, bike couple of mountain bike guys yeah. talking, you know, talking tips. Um, talking tips. He, John was telling me that, like, he's very – John's like, he rides this 450, he said a little different than the 250, and I'm like, yeah, like, he's more aggressive, and he's like, yeah, he's very, like, he, John was saying, he blows up the berms, he, he grabs too much throttle almost, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and it sometimes bites him, because he's so aggro and so aggressive, and on this track, he could get away with it, but John was saying that on some tracks, you can't, you know, that you just don't have that traction, right. you don't have those type of ruts and berms. So maybe that's something that comes back and bites him, that, that kind of riding style. But John, and I said to John, yeah, like on a 250F, like he could just put it wherever he wanted. He hung up the back. He was a taller kid. He could literally just put the front wheel, yep. you know, wherever he wanted to put it and kind of manual things or whatever. And, uh, and John agreed with me and said, yeah, like we're not there yet on a 450. But It looked good like he was on Saturday. And, and, and he had a, he had, his 450 practice bike blew up uh, on one of the days. Well, I heard that in two-stroke did or something? Yeah, he, so he grabbed his old CR250 two-stroke. And finish out the moto on that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. Who knew? Because Eli wouldn't be old enough to really have ridden two strokes except for like 
right. 60s or whatever, yeah. you know? Right? Yeah, no, no. He, well, he wrote, uh, he was a Suzuki kid, so he wrote RM80s. What do you have wrote? Okay. Yeah, what do you wrote in 80? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. he was a Suzuki RM85 kid. Right. By the way, Suzuki letting him go by folding their whole amateur program. Ay, ay, ay. Lame. They let, they let a few guys go like that. Yeah, their amateur program's non existent. Right. Um, so, yeah, Eli Thomas is going to join us here in a little bit. Um, and um, Dungey got second. Jason Anderson with a third. Yeah. Anderson impressive. and Baggett met each other in both motos. Uh, <laughs> they always find each other. Yeah. Supercross, yeah. outdoors. Yeah. Um, so they're going to go at it. I, I don't know. Jace, JT, do you think this Anderson finish, you know, we saw him come out of Anaheim 1, and he got second, and we never really saw him on a podium, I think, for another, until another, like, 14 weeks later. Now, he had a good Supercross season. It was It was fine. Do you think, though, that this Hangtown, if you had to bet, are we leaning towards a Jason Anderson supercross year where maybe he, he doesn't struggle but we don't see him again on the podium? Or do you think Hangtown was a case of like, hey, this kid, we're going to start seeing him in the top five every weekend and podiums here and there? Well, my honest opinion is until Roxon is back to 100% and until Kennard is back out there at 100%, I think the third place is wide open mm-hmm. for the moment. And that, that door is going to close here soon but for right now like going into Glen Helen I think he's he's capable because all those guys are Barsha Pike yeah um Anderson Baggett uh and then there's probably some other fringe guys Tickle was good too but yeah yeah, Tickle as well um so yeah that that's possible once we get back to full you know full field if Mm -hmm. that happens yeah it's going to be a tough road to hoe to get on the podium because that's four guys that are in my mind clearly better than the rest. How much longer do you keep trotting Roxon out if he's going to get fourths and fifths at the best? I think you have to wait and see. I think you know if the question is can he ride like the first motor or is he going to ride you know like the second right, moto? right of course yeah uh if if he can ride like the second moto, then you keep sending him out because it wasn't that bad, and I think he'll get better. And that's really that's really the question. Uh, the doctor has to look and say, "Are you doing more damage?" Uh, yeah, he says he you know, he says that he him and Carrie were saying they can't do any more damage to his right, back. Right, and so. if, is it going to heal properly while you're just beating the hell out of it every weekend? You know, right. that's that's another question right. too. Right. Do we so, know, do we know how he did it yet, or just? I thought he had a pretty big crash. No, he said Kenny said that he lifted a box spring and he felt it. <laughs> And the doctor was telling him that it's something that's been there for a long time, and he like it just it was coming at any time. Like a it was box spring? a box spring. He said it was a very light little box spring. He moved, and he first felt it, and then he said that was. Then he golfed, and he said it was really sore then. And then the next day, he felt like, you know, he was like a zombie. <laughs> so that's all what he said. Um, so it was interesting to see him say that. And the doctor said it's been there for a while, the crack or the stress or whatever it is, and it was going to surface at some point. So something, right. something that he's done along the line, you know? Well, my my personal opinion is if he goes out there and, and it's just terrible at Glen Helen, then maybe we don't see him for a bit. But if he goes out there and he gets, you know, mm-hmm. fourth and fifth, then I think you got to keep sending him out. I, it's, yeah, it's good it's point. It's tough because if you, if you pull him, it, the season's done. It's the, just game um, over, see at Anaheim type deal, or well, Red Bull Rhythm or whatever. Kiefer, the uh, Glenn Helen should be fine on the back. Oh, yeah, that's not rough <laughs> at all there. <laughs> <laughs> should be great, coming yeah. down the hills and stuff, yeah. no problems. Um, hey, later on did in the you show. Get any, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no. Did you get any hard answers on what they did differently between, you know, for the second motor than they did the first motor? Because it was a huge difference. You mean as far as the, the shot? Well, yeah, pain management or uh, whatever. Yeah, they're, they're saying they changed something on the bike. 
And that is tore such it all. crap. I, that is such crap. No, I'm sure they did change something on the track, on the bike. You know what I mean? They probably did. Yeah. They, but but they, a self-injection for tore it, it all on the, on the handlebars. On top of it. Yeah, and then they added something to Kenny himself. Exactly. No, I you know how that is, JT. We'll probably never know or whatever. So Yeah, I'm, I just didn't know what yeah. their official... I mean, he, you know, hey, maybe he just saw the chiropractor and the chiropractor uh, had something for him, you know. I don't know. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because, to me, look, he's the defending champion. He, he, you know, he's on Eli Tomac and Ryan Dungey's level. I'm not sending him out there if he's going to even get fourths and fifths. Really? Yeah, no, no. He's got to win or be on the podium. You know what I mean? Otherwise, forget it, kid. Go heal up. Hmm. That's my opinion. If I'm team owner team manager like the championship is almost out of line right now you know th- after this weekend you know he goes 19-5 or whatever right so if i see glenn helen i see a four five at glenn helen and i see another four five at a friggin um uh, you pull him after that yeah 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 four five wow yeah 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 i know listen you got to get on the box or you got to be winning you know what i mean four five i i don't i don't know that four five is good points that. Pull him. Yeah. Pull him. This isn't Kiefer racing the Canadian Nationals going 4 5. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that Dodge, Saquon, Soaring Eagle, and all those guys are going to just be that excited about you pulling him when he's still getting fourth and fifth. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, Tyson's been on hold for a while. He's got a question for you, JT. Tyson, welcome to the show. What's your question for Jason Thomas? What's going on, JT? Hey, man. So, my question is. Uh, kind of a marketing braining question but first congrats with the, the first round with fly being such a big presence at the at the race yeah so my question is for for like the moto fans what's the added advantage of advertising the wps because I, I mean the only reason why i know what wps is because i listen to the show and a lot of what mathis does because they support um with fly racing but there's an average moto fan do they know what wps is i mean they know what fly is but like talk about right. you know, the brain with the yeah, and I've, I've been asked this a few times, so um, it's good that you bring it up. Really, the WPS is just for dealer acknowledgement, uh, because you know, for for those of us that are you that don't work in the moto industry, and that was me. You know, I didn't really understand the whole uh, distributor dealer all all that work environment relationship type stuff. So there are a lot of distributors that all. Uh, share the same products they're in their catalogs well in a dealership that parts manager has to decide which book he, which catalog he's going to grab to order that part uh the pricing's all relatively the same or, or you can get it to the same if, if you want it uh so it really comes down to which which distributor is your favorite which which book do you want to grab to order that part that everyone shares so that's why we're pushing the wps side a little bit more we just want dealers to be a little bit more familiar with Western Power Sports, uh, get to know us more, be more familiar and comfortable with our catalogs and what we can do for dealers. So uh, for a long time, we stayed away from that. We just, uh, you know, Western Power Sports was a distributor and we had catalogs, but we kind of stayed behind the scenes because we're not a retailer. Uh, but recently, we've kind of seen the value in, in having dealers become more familiar and just get to know what we're all about a little bit more uh, just to try to grow the overall business. There you go, Tyson. Hey, Mathis. Yo. Do you think uh, DeCoster would have sent to Dungy after Anaheim won? You got fourth. I'm going to bench you if you're hurt. 
A fourth place, man? You would really pull Roxon for a fourth place? Well, I'm saying, okay, so he got ninth this weekend. He gets another fourth in, in Glen Helen and another fourth or fifth at Lakewood. He is now going to be probably 50 points down on the lead. So, yes, I'm going to pull him because the title hope is probably done and he's not doing. He's not getting on the podium to get you exposure. He's not running up front you're saying, to get you exposure. But you're saying pull him if he's still hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not course. saying he's like, like, oh, I feel better. I'm no, 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 okay. no, 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 right. no. Like, like, well, like, like Trey, Trey Kennard, 2010 on the 250 class, right? Because he was way out of it in Redbud and then he came back and won it. Yeah, but he wasn't dealing with a massive back injury that made him look like a zombie. Yeah, true. I you know what you. I mean? Like, like if if you're healthy, great. No, for sure. This is all contingent on the fact that he could barely qualify for the race this weekend, and then he dropped from third or fourth to nineteenth in the first moto, and from second or third to fifth in the second moto. That's all. It's all because of that. So I hear you. Get healthy and come back whenever that is. But all right, boys, have a good night. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Dan, what's going on? What's happening? Dan, Hello? Dan, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Um, first off, just wanted, you know, just like Tyson said, congrats to JT and the Fly Racing crew for making a big presence up front. And to you, Steve, for having an ex-brand athlete almost hit the podium. Oh, so close. So close it, with it's Amar. Coming. It's coming. Oh, I'll have you know that uh, we have a little group text going on. JT's in this group text. Uh, a bunch of people are in this Swiss Corps Moser. Uh, Wygant. I named the group text Amart's Goggles today <laughs> so i actually named it that so just that's how excited we are at x brand that's great um my question was if you guys noticed in the first moto broadcast if you watched it um when barsha crashed and got hung up on the fence he got some outside assistance from someone there helping him get back get his bike back off the fence and get going again but in 2012 at the mx the nations qualifier he got disqualified for mm-hmm. having outside assistance Chuck Are our rules yeah, that son. much different? <laughs> Did, I mean, I'm just wondering if you're striving to win at MX Nations, wouldn't you kind of want to practice how it's going to be there? I think it's uh, it was a little bit more drastic of a, of a help, you know, versus it was at Hangtown. Hangtown was just like a fan just kind of pushed his front wheel off of the top of the fence. It wasn't that big of a deal, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't think it was yeah. a huge thing, so... So, so with with our nationals and whatnot, I mean, if it were to take a more drastic help, is a rider still going to get disqualified for that? I think that um, who you knows know, with the AMA? Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> who knows? I mean, uh, you know, it's DeCoster's DeCoster's job before the designations to be like, hey guys, here's the things we got to remember, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, you know what I mean? Anything, uh, sound, gas, front sprocket covers. These are the things that these weirdos do that we need to do. You know what I mean? So I, the thing is, I don't think they give two shits about the MX designations until it's time to do it. Yeah, I don't think they're yeah. thinking about it right now. No, they think I, about it when it's time to announce the team, and then they're like, "Okay, let's switch." You know? Yeah, I'm too close for I'm missiles. Thinking I'm thinking about it. I can't handle another deal. loss. Yeah, JT, you're 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 <laughs> gonna you're gonna retire from the sport. You're gonna walk away from I'm the close sport. To the edge. I know. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Right on. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's switch to the 250s here a little bit. Jeremy Martin wins. Uh, Marvin Muscan. Uh, they go 2 1 1 2. Kiefer, what'd you think? Aldrich gets third. Yeah, Aldrich is a little bit like Anderson, you know, kind of coming out of nowhere a little bit. So, first of all, I just want to say how fun it is to watch Marvin ride a dirt bike. For me, watching him on TV is so fun because he just hops, moves, wheel taps does all this cool shit that you're like, 
and he pulling away while he's doing it. It's just it's amazing to me to watch. It's really cool. It's kind of like almost watching uh, that three uh, the guy on the husky that didn't do too well. But uh, impressive for me is Aldridge. I knew he'd be good. You know, five three. That's uh, really impressive. And for a crappy Supercross uh, year, he really uh, came out and showed people he's really fast outdoors. I was pretty impressed with Aldridge. Now I heard from one of his competitors, dude, the guy lives up here. He's ridden there all the time. He doesn't live up there. He lives in Oregon. He doesn't live there. I, I just that's what I heard. That's what I'm saying. So, right. That's all. I mean, he's ridden there for Amateur Day and like yeah. Amateur for you know qualifiers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just saying. Uh, Aldridge was like a different dude. Now, I think if Webb's ankle, do we know anything more about Webb's ankle? Has anybody heard, heard anything about it? That's going to be an issue going forward. I think Webb was right there with those dudes had he not hurt his ankle. But what'd you see from Marvin and Jeremy? Like, obviously, Martin got the overall, but I heard Jeremy. Do you flip was, a coin, or what, what, you know, how, how do you pick between these two between I think these two guys? Starts, you know, whoever gets the better start, you know, if, if Jeremy's far back, kind of like I don't know, maybe JT, he was there, so I don't know what. Uh, I was what, there too, bro. Yeah, but sometimes you don't pay attention. Okay. Um, That's a fair point. What did uh, Jeremy F- get for the, for the first moto start? Was he back? Yeah. No, he was actually oh, uh, yeah. like third. Oh, he was. And they shuffled him back. Oh, wow. Yeah, he went back yeah, a little he, bit. He struggled. He, uh, they, they actually all passed him, put him back to sixth. And then he kind of regrouped there and started moving back towards the front. Finally, after he got around Savachi, but yeah, it wasn't he, wasn't good. He was in a spot to win if he could have the pace. He, uh, I thought in the, I thought in both motos, like you said, he maybe he said he was unhappy with his shock in the first moto. They made a shock change for the second moto, but I thought in both motos, and this is no slight to Marvin, but Jeremy showed him why he was a national champion. Right. Like he wore them down. Like I'm just, I'm in shape. I'm gnarly, and I'm just gonna wear you down, all you dudes. You know what I mean? And and, and take advantage of your mistakes. Raw speed, so, you can't deny, man. That well, yeah, the second moto, he was just on a, he was just out of there. Yeah, nobody, nobody had anything for him. The second no, moto. no, and I think like in the first moto, that's the kind of moto though that like champions get because he didn't maybe didn't have the speed right away, couldn't figure things out, a little off on the shock setting, but he's you know what he used all his experience and his endurance and his skill to pull out a second when he probably yep. didn't deserve to get it. You know what I mean? But, I agree. But, I agree with but, that. But so that's the kind of shit where you're like, okay, this dude's ready. And, uh, you know, he's working with the O Show now. Right. And apparently it's just gnarly. Is he just bicycling? I love how, JT, out? I love how, like, in our sport, like, like so he gets O Show, right? Uh-huh. And Barsha broke away. And all I heard from people around Barsha or people that know Barsha, none of this is from Justin himself. I haven't right. talked to Justin about it. Just mad shit on O Show. You know what I mean? Like, like what? Oh, he, he thinks it's a tour de France. He just bicycles his guys to death. He works him to death, blah, blah, blah. And he's on Jeremy. And, like, I talked to Alex Martin a lot. And Jeremy a little bit. But Alex is like, dude, the guy's so smart, so gnarly. He knows exactly how to train. It's just so funny. Like, the different perspectives. You right. know what I mean? Like, Well, you look at Barsha. He was never a bicycle guy. You never saw him riding bicycles a lot until he's with, you know, Osho. Until, yeah, Osho, And yeah. then you look at the Martin brothers. They rode bicycles a lot together. Right. And that's what the part of the training was. So Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, uh, who else impressed you uh, in the 250 class, Kiefer? What else did you think? I mean, we talked to Aldrich, obviously, but. I think A-Rod going for fifth, 7-6, that's pretty good, you know? And, yeah. You know, he was he was fast at times in Supercross, but I didn't see him getting top five. And Plessinger, yeah. Plessinger was good. JT, um, your, your rookie kid, Daniel Baker. Hey, he was top ten for a long time in the first moto and finished, what, 14th? 
and then second moto, uh, I think thirteenth. Second moto, he crashed uh, early on in the race. But you had said, "Well, keep an eye." Of course, he's a fly racing rider, so JT is keeping an eye on him. Love but um, hey, the kids gets fast. Like, I mean, I don't follow these dudes, so for me, this guy came out of nowhere. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's fast, and I, I actually think he has more in the tank. I mean, he was qualifying really, really well. Like, I think he was qualified around eleventh or twelfth, but right. He was, uh, I think, six after the first set of practices, uh, and I kind of expected that. I knew the speed was there. I watched the kid ride quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and I think if he gets, you know, a top five start, right. he'll go with him. He's not, he's not scared to switch the throttle. Right. I don't know what's going to happen after that. <laughs> you know, he, he may, yeah. you know, he may crash, but he's he's right along with all those kids that just go for it now. So yeah. I picked him in fantasy. Yeah, he, got, he got me some good points. He used to train with Travis. He used to come to the desert and ride with Travis oh, a lot really? before he was with Tishner. And oh, he's I, with Tishner now? Yeah. Okay. So I used to watch him ride a lot. And Where's uh, he from? I don't know. Kentucky. Oh, okay. Okay. But, yeah, he, he yeah. Uh, when I watched him ride out in you know, the dry, dusty, crappy mm-hmm. desert, he, he – I wonder if he was inspired, being from Kentucky, I wonder if he was inspired, like, say – 2001, so like 10 years ago, or, 15, or no, 14 years ago now. Jesus, I want it. So, how old is he? he has to be what, he's pretty young. I'm not sure. I think he's nine, maybe 20. Okay, so let's say he's five, six years old. He's at Daniel Boone Raceway in 2001, and he sees Kelly Smith on a Steve Mathis tune <laughs> KTM 520 just dominate that day on the East Coast Four Stroke Nationals. I wonder if that kind of inspired him to pick up a you know get riding a dirt bike. I seriously doubt it. No? no. All right. Thanks. So. Thanks, Kiefer. <laughs> Asshole. He was probably still in preschool that day. I hope you DNF in Canada. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> we'll talk to your team owner okay, coming good. up. So let's, this let's should this should be interesting. Hey, I want to mention something real quick. What? And maybe I can. I already asked you this earlier, but JT. Are you going to ask him about Chad Reed? Because he doesn't want to no. talk about Chad Reed anymore. I want to talk about the Bogle-Nelson crash. Oh, yeah. You're being a bit of an idiot with this. Nelson not his fault, swapped out, hit Bogle. That's fine. I, I get that shit happens. But he looks over at Bogle, wants to help him, but thinks twice and fucking leaves his ass there while he was calling for help underneath his bike and just bails on him. Like, you can't flip the fucking bike over real quick and then get the hell He's out of there. He's got a race, bro. He's got to go. That's fine. It takes two seconds. Help a homie out. You swapped his, your ass into him. Help him out. I can say, Kiefer, that my best friend I saw lying on the ground with a concussion in front of me because I took him out, and I still picked up my bike and kept riding. JT, what do you think? You're a dick. He was fine. I had to win the race, dude. That's a dick move. JT, what do you think? I was last and got Uh, back to third, though. I think helping him is the right move. Right. But I kind of like it. I was kind of an asshole. Bogle was fine. It, he was, you but know, here's the, the thing. He was at, he was stand, he was knee, like it was at the waist. He was kneeling up, like that, he was fine. He was, he might have been fine. But the thing is, he was raising his hand, like, "Hey, help me get this shit There's off." There's lots me. of other people and around. And the second thing is, is Jesse looked over, like I'm going one step towards him, and then said, "Nah, fuck it, I'm out." That's fine. Oh my one god. One time, Shane Drew was, I was racing Shane Drew, and he knocked himself out in, in Melita, Manitoba, and his roll-offs exploded everywhere. And his film was all everywhere, and he was motionless for like two laps. I just kept riding. Okay, right by him. he's and you can't do anything for him. He's he's unless the bike was on top of him. No, but, he was out, out cold. Right. Yeah. So what you can't do shit. So I agree. That's fine. Keep riding. Okay. But if the bike was on top of him, and he was you know right. season out, of course okay. you'd want him. Right. Well, I'll tell you what pissed uh, pissed Red Dog off one time really bad. Uh, Matt Matt Bonnie was riding at Red Dog's track. Oh yeah. Red Dog's bike grenades over the, one of the biggest doubles on the track. Not my tuning. And not my tuning. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. But he steps over the bars, crashes really bad, goes to the hospital. So the ambulance is coming out to the track, 
to get Red Dog. Matt Bonney never even never even slows down. Fuck. Had to finish his moto. No I, way. I, I'm pretty sure he never rode, never came back. This, yeah, <laughs> this was at Red Dog's house. Right. Oh my right. god. Yeah. All right, hey, yeah, we're going to go to a commercial break here uh, on the show, and we're going to come back with Eli Tomac. But before that, um, I want to touch base with my wife, who's out of town, Pookie. Aww. Hello, hello. We miss you, Pook. Pookie, Mim is so here, Casey right is here, Dylan Kalen is here, a kid you don't even know was showing up. And we have dogs everywhere, and I had to organize everything, and we, need, we miss you. It's just total chaos without me. No yeah. one's bringing Steve coffee. Right, yeah, how am I going to get my coffee? How's Donnie, bro? Yeah, maybe now you'll appreciate me more and, you know, realize that I, I do do stuff to help you. Right. You know what? He made me dress up like a chick and yell coffee, and I brought up <laughs> you brought it upstairs. JT's got a question for you. JT's got a question for you, Pookie. How's Donnie? <laughs> Sexy. Are you spreading the love? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Cannot wait. Main event, baby. So uh, how, many times, how many times have you saw him this year? This year, um, I just went to the opening night in Vegas on the 1st, and then I watched the live stream on Yahoo from the Dallas concert just a couple days ago, but I watched it twice. Nice. So you're, just, for the, just for technical reasons, you're gone for five days this time. You're gone for five. Yes. Five days. Five long, excruciating, at, at, never-ending days. At what point, because I have this scale in my head when, when Heather's gone, at what point do you start missing Steve? Like what day? Like what day number? Uh, no, the new kids, bro. She's not missing me. <laughs> <laughs> She's not missing. Yeah, we're pretty busy on this trip because I came down for you know graduation. Mm-hmm. My friend's parents were here who helped raise me when I was younger, and so we've been really busy. I haven't really had much time to miss Steve. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, <laughs> yeah. he's at home with nobody there and nothing to do but sit there and be mad that I'm gone. What the hell? Happened? I'm very busy, and I don't even miss you either. And I don't care that you're not here. So there. You, oh, that's not what your text messages say. Oh yeah, post them up. <laughs> post them. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, you're coming home Wednesday night. Home. You're, I miss you. you're coming home Wednesday night. Yeah. To where we don't have that drop from Watson. Watson's <laughs> drop. Right. right. Please come home. I miss you. Um, all right, Pookie. Yeah, I'll be home on Wednesday, but not till really late. So if anybody so. hears Basset Hounds barking in the background of this show, it's because Pookie's not controlling them downstairs. Correct? Bullshit. So. <laughs> Anarchy. Well, have, yeah. have, Is have, have... there? What? Is Heather Kiefer there? No, no, she had to work late tonight. I was bummed. Like, oh, dang. Yeah. So. He, he brought Kaylin up. You don't know Kaylin, but he's from Canada. That guy's oh, going okay. down. Is that going to be Kiefer's competition? No, he, no. Dylan races a different class, but his ACL, he blew his ACL I T-boned him and blew his but ACL Is Dylan out. the one who tweeted uh, FU dude the other day? Yes, yeah, yeah, him. it was. Yeah, it was that's him. awesome. He's, he's Pook Nation. He is Pook Nation. Congratulations, Dylan. <laughs> You're Pook Nation. You can talk. I turned your mic off. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I actually use that term all the time. F you, dude. Yeah. Well, there oh, we go. Good. Me too. How about killing it? You use killing it a lot? No one uses that. You're, no one you does. You would be surprised how many <laughs> no people do use killing that. it. Uh, thanks, Pookie. Um, come home soon. Have a good time. Okay. F you, dude. Yeah, but I'll, I'm gonna come home. But you know, if Jordan, you know, wants me to stay on tour with him, I am not coming home. It's going to be like Rockstar, the movie. She's going to oh, be driving around. Like a one in a you know, 10 million chance that I won't be coming home. But otherwise, well, that's fine because Hagar wants me to meet him in his hotel room later. So that's fine. Wow. That would be awesome. <laughs> goggle, 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 goggle. <laughs> All right, Pookie. <laughs> Please come home. I miss you. Stevie. All right, bye. We love you. Uh, that's Pookie Mathis out of town. You don't say I love you when you say bye? No. That's mean. Hey, JT, uh, will you come back with us to do X Brand Goggles and some more Hangtown Talk in the 8 o'clock hour? Please. I think you probably talked me into it. Okay. Thank you, bud. See ya. 
See ya. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Let's take our first commercial break of the night. Pulp Omex Show presented by BTLSports.com and Fly Racing. We'll be right back with Geico Honda's Eli Tomac. Hey, guys. This is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. 
How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Schermeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsha. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like got to run Galfer. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com. 
Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. 
Chris Kiefer's in studio. Hey, now. Chris Kiefer getting ready to assault the Canadian Nationals. Assault. Or they will assault on him, I guess. Yeah, never know. Race Tech, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto. Do you have much experience with Galfer, Kiefer? Yeah. Great guys down there. JGR using their stuff, uh, BTO Sports KTM, lines, pads, everything. We did uh, some uh, project bikes with Galfer. Good stuff. Oh, yeah? Uh, Roostam X have been a super, they're super pumped to be a part of our show for this year. They're not your average graphics company, addition to graphics for your bike. They offer a wide range of custom products from t shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. Quick 48 hour turnaround, RoostMX.net. Uh, use the code PulpNation to save 20% at RoostMX.net. They got a great section on the website just for Pulp Nation people uh, t shirts and uh, sticker kits and some real cool custom stuff. I don't know how the sales of Big Boar shirts are going. I imagine pretty well. I think so. Yep. I saw a couple guys wearing them. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah Big cool. Boar shirts. And uh, so RoostMX.net, uh, they're, they're, we're, we're pumped to have them on the show. And uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for them for coming on, man. It's awesome. RoostMX.net. Uh, pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the night. This guy, I mean, what else can you say? This is the kind of... Bow down. When you go to bed at night and dream about winning races, it's the way. This is how you want. This to is how you it. want to do it. Yeah. Eli Tomac, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. And uh, yeah, you guys got that right. That was kind of a dreamy weekend for sure. Dude, just Jason Thomas was on earlier, and he's not. You know, I mean, obviously he loves Chad Reed, but he said that your ride at at Hangtown was the most impressive ride he's ever seen. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I can think of rides from Tim Ferry that were better. That's just in my own head. But um, of course, right? But but that, yeah, he, you know, that was something else, man. That was on another level. So, a couple days out, uh, how does it feel? Still, still pretty good, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean, just to just to uh, have a start like that is just something that you always want, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. It was a bummer missing the start of the series last year, and then I don't know. It just like. This year's been a good role for me. I've, I've been healthy, you know, with my mm-hmm. body, and my motorcycle has gotten a lot better. And, uh, yeah, I guess one thing leads to another. Right, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, like you said, you missed the start of the series last year. You came back, you won a race, ran up front a lot, but there was no uh, no races like this last year. Well, no. Millville was pretty good, but not like this. Um, did you feel good coming in, like extra good, or did you? Did, were you super pumped with your uh, your pr- preparation and everything else coming into Hangtown? Was anything different? what i want to say like did you set any new lap time records on your practice tracks or anything like anything to give you an idea that it was going to be this good no not not that good i mean <laughs> I, I felt fine like yeah like everything was cool but you know this was like our our first go around like on our our kyb stuff you know um yeah i wasn't on that last year so i mean you, you just didn't know and about the motorcycle itself and because we've, we've made quite a few changes since last year so mm-hmm um, I, I had, I had like, I didn't have a big head going in at all. Like I just was going in like right. unexpected, like I wasn't expecting to blow anyone out of the water or dominate. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit, uh, surprising, I guess. I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I, I wonder is, uh, Zach Osborne taking credit for this, him pushing you during the week? Is that, <laughs> is that Zach's new thing? Taking, taking advantage of this? It could be. Yeah. He's, uh. <laughs> He's actually a gnarly dude on a road bike, so. 
Oh, is he really? Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's got some game on the road bike for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, because people who don't know, Zach Osborne and his wife and, uh, and baby are uh, – right? The whole family's there? Uh, yeah, yeah, the whole family's out here, so, yeah. They're out there yeah. for the summer. Zach rides a 350 because it's the elevation and everything, 250F. You know, he rides, yeah. a, he rides a 350. Yeah, the 350s so. are, are pretty bad up here, so, yeah. yeah. So uh, Osborne is with you, and, yeah, I mean, it's just a no-nonsense type of guy, right? Is that why you kind of asked him or why he asked you and you would let him do it? You just kind of know his yeah. work his work style and the way he is? Yep, exactly. I, I knew he uh, he's a good worker, and, and then going to my part, I've, just, I've been up here – whatever the past five years just kind of pounding motos by myself and uh eventually that gets a little bit old so it's nice to have someone else on the track so yeah um yeah that's a good partner for sure 702-586-7857 you have a question for geico honda's eli tomac coming off a uh a great ride at hangtown going one one give us a call if you have a question for him roostmx.net bringing you geico honda's eli tomac yeah, we talked about, you know, you riding back in the day on your 250 and how you could kind of, you even said it yourself, you kind of can put it where you want to. And, and Saturday kind of looked like that when you were on your 250F. You kind of moved around, you your front end stuck really good, and, and you said you changed some stuff. Can you explain, like, what you changed on your bike to make it handle, like, the way you want it? Um, man, I, I mean, actually going into the second moto itself, uh, are you talking about, like, yeah, you even said last you, year's chassis. Yeah, or, like last year's chassis. Even you even said too between motos, you made a little change too, and that helped. Yeah, I mean, well, last year's chassis—that's like suspension component stuff. But, um, but then yeah, between the motos, it was literally just a couple clicks in my fork, and it it made the thing work a lot better. And then I, I didn't get tight either because I was actually getting tight in the first moto, um, like where I, I could go go hard for a lap, and then I'd have to like take it easy and then go hard. And then take it easy. It was weird. I actually thought the dunge was going to get me, but I think we were kind of both doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that. Uh, but the second moto, I was able just to to let it all out there. The uh, track got gnarly, right? It got pretty bad, ruddy, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I think it wasn't way gnarlier than anything normal there. I thought it was pretty typical. I okay, mean, I've actually seen the downhills rougher than what they were, like the big, long downhill mm-hmm. after the, the step up the step in up the middle. Thing, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that downhill, the one after that, gnarlier for sure. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I don't know if you watched the telecast in the next section where Jordan Smith got ripped off his bike all wild. Yeah. No. Those yeah. ruts were insane. Right. Like, that was the gnarliest by far I've ever seen that section. So right. it was kind of a mix. Kiefer here, we were debating earlier. Did you see the Nelson Bogle crash? You saw Nelson accidentally take out Bogle? I don't know if you watched that or yeah. not. Yeah. So, oh, here we go. Yeah, this ought to be good. Kiefer's upset because Bogle was underneath his bike a little bit. Like, his legs were trapped, and he was kind of waving, like, hey, pick me up. Not and, pick him up. Well, help get... help me up. There you go. And Nelson sort of took a step towards him and then got on his bike, and this makes Kiefer very upset. Now, me, myself, I'm saying, ah, big deal. Other people could have helped you. You had to race. Where do you stand on that, Tomac? What would you have done? I think, well, so I don't think the motorcycle was – it was, he was obviously like in a bad position, but yeah, it wasn't burning him or it nothing. It was like on right. the guy's head. Right, I would have definitely ran over there, but it was kind of on his legs, right, in his hip. I don't know. That would exactly. be a tough situation for sure. Yeah, he's so fine. he was stuck. No, regardless, no, he's he was, fine. He was stuck. His hand was up. Okay, he's <laughs> like, hey, yelling some shit, whatever it was. Right, right. and then <laughs> the, the problem I have is Jesse took a step towards him, thought about it, yeah. and then said, "Fuck it," and, yeah, went and then realized, "Hey, I'm in a race. I got to get going." No, okay. yeah, yeah, I think that's what. Is what went through his head. He's like, "Oh crap, maybe I should worry about my own points too." That was that exactly. Was 
All right, so yeah. we're, we're split on this. We're nothing, Tomac's not going to break the tie on this. Next but, caller, let's go next Yeah, call. exactly, right? I'm like kind of split, too. Yeah, that would be tough for sure. Um, hey, one of the things they uh, – you know, you've gone to motocross the nations the last couple of years, and uh, obviously wrote, had some good races. But at the end of the day, USA has lost. And I've talked to you mm-hmm. after these races; you've been pissed about it. One of the things the Coster talked to the uh, MX Sports folks about was putting the 450s back to being second to help with the rougher yep. track. That you know, you, you you've made the comment to me about how rough Latvia was. Dunge has struggled in Germany and Latvia with how gnarly it was. He, you know, he put the blame on himself, but he also said it was pretty gnarly. Do you think this would help at all? Looking way down the line at Motocross the Nations, is, are these the changes that would maybe help um, help you guys out who go there? Uh, yeah, I mean it's going to help a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not going to make or break it. You know, right? Um, man, that's that's tough to say. I don't. Okay. I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Roger. Roger thinks that this is one of the things that could help. Like I know from talking to Coombs that Roger mentioned that. Like, hey, let's put the four fifties at the end of the day. And let's leave the track alone a little bit. So yeah, you know, and I don't, I don't think that's going to make or break it because I honestly think the, uh, I don't know, like um, America isn't the super dominant force anymore. Like there's a lot of, um, I don't know, like just the MXGP guys are right. definitely getting faster, and, and the like, the levels getting a lot more, like the, right. the same. You know, it's not like yeah. where you know there was an RC or Stewart just blowing everyone out of the water. So right. I, uh, the waters I, are getting uh, level, yeah. <laughs> right. I wrote this the last two years. I'm putting, I'm putting a 450 dude on the 250F like the other countries do. I don't know why, and nothing against Jeremy Martin. He was riding well, but he ate shit. Blake Baggett hasn't done great um, there. The I, I'm putting a 450 dude on a 250F. Like Eli it, said, you would do it, right, Eli? I mean, if if, if asked to, I mean. So, yeah, I think I would as long as like our team could. You know, as yeah. long as the teams or the team you're on could get their act together, you right, know? right, of course, yeah, I and think that'd be tough too. But um, yeah, no, I'm putting the four, I'm putting making the team three, four fifty guys, the three fastest dudes we have, whatever it is, uh, Trey Kennard, Eli Tomac, and Ryan Dungey, if it is. That's what they did back in the day, right? They kind did it similar. a lot, yeah. yeah. And other countries are doing it too, and we're not. We're just taking these kids. Again, no offense to Blake Baggett and Jeremy Martin, we're taking these kids over that maybe don't have a lot of experience going overseas. Right. I think Baggett and Martin had never been to Europe before Yeah, when they showed up. Right. You and know? that's gnarly, like jet lag, all that stuff. <laughs> right, too. right. Yeah. You know? Do you agree with that, Eli, a little bit? Uh, how gnarly it is to go over there for the first time being in Motocross the Nations race? Yeah. I mean, and if the level's getting to where it is now, you know, maybe you do just have to absolutely send the best three guys no matter what. But right. I don't know. Once again, that can be split. And right. that's another part <laughs> of the world is being so politically correct now, too. So yeah. tough. Right. Hey, Fly Racing 150 Jump. Um, I know you wish it was probably called, you know, the Alpine Star 150 Jump, but Fly Racing 150 Jump. Uh, what did you think of that thing? We we were talking earlier. Kiefer was saying, like, like a lot of dudes were pulling up over that thing to get over it, and you looked, again, like it was pretty easy. Uh, yeah, it was massive. And they didn't really lift that thing up until our first moto. So, mm-hmm. um, like, when I saw that thing on the site lap, I was like, holy crap. It's pretty big, and I was actually kind of scared to hit it, you know, like wide open because I tried it like once or ti- once or twice with the low lip in practice, and you know, just kind of hung it and cased right. it. But the lip was pretty gigantic, and and for me, it was just pretty much full pole, wide open, and in- just and And I was getting over it, you know, it's somewhat easy, but um, yeah, you just had to rail the outside before it too. Were so. you fourth gear or third? But it, but it was huge. I don't know. I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think 
Did you shift before the jump? I think I was shifting in the uh, in the corner itself, but I think I told someone I was in fourth, but I actually think it was third because if I was in the section before that, it was like a little double-double or yeah. triple single. I don't think I'd be lugging third through there, so I no. think that section would have been second, and then I would have clicked third. Yep. Listen, I have four Manitoba titles, Eli, um, and I think that that's so I'm you know I'm, I'm basically a pro. You're in third, I would guess. So all for, all yeah. you all you yeah, listen I think third. All you listeners at home, that's fourth gear for us mortal people right. because the transmission ratio is a little different. Third gear tapped on a, on a works Honda <laughs> yeah. up the face. But it was big, man. It was cool. It was it was good to see, you know. Um, it was big, yeah. What did you think when you came around? Obviously, look, you knew Kenny was dealing with a back injury, and he's not the same guy that won the title last year, and hopefully he gets better from here. But what did you think when you came around and lap him in the first motor? You're like, oh, his back's really jacked up. <laughs> yeah, I just I, – I, I don't know. I mean, I – that was that was a weird situation. I, I kind of knew he was going to be jacked up, so I wasn't right. like shocked to mm-hmm. see him. You know. Yep. So uh, I, I don't know what uh, to say about that. Roostmx.net bringing you Geico Honda's Eli Tomac, winner of Hangtown. You know what's funny? We talked about uh, Eli. Like you just you had a great race. You killed him in the second moto, and everybody but Dunge in the first moto. However, as much as you beat him by, it's still just six point lead. You know what I mean? Like it's it's mm-hmm. still six points going into Glen Ellen. Anything could happen. <laughs> so you know, one of those things. Like it's your ride doesn't indicate that you. Sh- it really indicates you should have a bigger lead, but it, unfortunately for you, it doesn't. So. I know. Yep. First round of the season. Yep. Do you do you like Glen Helen? You know, I haven't ridden the national there, so. Oh, I guess right. Yeah. I know. I've been there on plenty of Thursdays right. for the practice days, but I know the prep is not even anything close to the same for the Nationals. So um, oh. I'm actually really excited because I think it will be a track that I'll like. So he, I'm excited to to race it. He wasn't pumped. I was in St. Louis doing stuff for you. Yeah. And I asked him, hey, you, you going to do outdoor testing? And right. he's like, in his sigh, he kind of sighs like, yeah, I got to go out west and test. <laughs> no. He's like, yeah. shit. You can just tell he was super bummed about coming back to California. (laughs) None of these guys now. I mean, back in the day, they were all from California. They loved California. Think about it now. Josh Grant and Weston Pike. That's Blake Baggett. That's about it. Yeah. Barsha, Dunge, Eli, I've talked to them all, and they all like, oh, my God, I hate Southern California. Yeah, I don't blame here. them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, dude, there's nobody that pumped to be out there. So The problem is, is like, you just you can't do your your work out there, like, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your sections or your motos without someone being in the way, and then you got the risk of riding public tracks with no flaggers. So it's, it's just a bad situation yeah. for sure if, you, if you're a pro. I went out there when I, when I lived in SoCal and I had a Cowie 450. No, I think I was living here. I would go there. I went down there one Thursday. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm good. Like I, it's lame. Yeah. It I do not need these dudes going, you know, 40 miles an hour faster than me. And then you got guys on the side of the track with wristbands training kids, and the kids right. get behind Eli for three laps, and then the Instagram, I kept up with Eli for three corners. <laughs> I'm stoked. You know, you're like, dude, right. you need to calm the fuck yeah. down for yeah. a second. The dad's sending their kids out. Yeah. Go, go follow Eli. Yeah. Right. No, it's not fun. Uh, let's go take some calls here. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave, uh, welcome to the show. What's your question for uh, Geico Honda's Eli Tomac? Yeah, I'm just curious. Living down there in Cortez, do you have your own plane, or do you have to like go to Durango to fly out of there every time, or what? What you know? How do you get out of that place? Yeah, yeah, we're out of uh, Durango, and then you can either connect in like Denver with United, or you go. Uh, American to Dallas or U.S. Air to Phoenix, so that's kind of our route. And then there is you can go Great Lakes out of Cortez, 
which actually I had to take that last week because our United flight got canceled, but um, it's definitely a little bit sketchy. So we go to Durango. Oh, I saw your your Instagram. I thought you guys had a private a buddy with a private plane, and that's what that that was. No, no, that was Great Lakes. What? Yeah. They they sell yeah. that? They sell that ticket that you they, that's the plane you actually pay money on? Yeah. Okay, so that plane used to have sixteen seats or something, uh-huh. nineteen seats. Yeah. And then the FAA made a regulation to where the, those pilots they can only fly like less than ten people, so they had to rip seats out of it. So <laughs> that's why there was like space in there. <laughs> That thing looked like something like yeah. I just they don't that. have enough hours to fly more than ten people, so it's that just goes. That's to show so you. sketch. Yeah, <laughs> that was a little bit. I've never been where you are. I'm sure it's God's country. I'm sure it's beautiful, but that travel might kill me. Like yeah, yeah. I was thinking, you know, how you get out of there. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a guy. Like I take in direct. I'm almost, I'm almost at the point. Like I'm a United guy, Eli, which we see each other all the time, or not all the time, but quite yep. a bit. And I'm at the point now where I'm just starting to think, like, you know what? Because United's just – they're just idiots, as as you know, Eli. They're all, they're almost all idiots. But anyways, I'm almost at the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm getting direct flights. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to take – I don't care what airline. I'm just going direct. You know? And right. so yeah. living in Durango, you got to go to Denver or, or Dallas or whatever. You know, yeah, you always have to have that little connector. Yep. Thanks, Dave. Hey, hey, hold on. One, I got one question. Mm, okay, Dave. Go Whoever ahead. Whoever did your uh, uh, web page uh, is a little dyslexic. They put on your uh, the phone 702587 Pope. Oh. And then on the bottom, they put the 702586 I'll change it. That, that was me. That was my fault. I did it. Way right. to look out, man. Way to look out. Thanks, Dave. Okay. I'll, I'll get on that. Uh, RoostMX.net bringing you Geico Honda's Eli Tomac. Yeah, I got to change that uh, that title. That would probably help. Um, I got a question. Okay. We were out bicycling the other day, and we were talking about you, me, and my buddy, and we we're like, <laughs> "What are you you're talking about, Eli?" Tell yeah, me. yeah, we were talking about Eli, and uh, we were saying how you know you train. We know about your dad and all the stuff you do up He's there. He's gnarly. Yeah, yeah. When you when you're up there, do you think the you know when you train at elevation, you're up at elevation, and then you travel these races. You know, most are near you know zero to a thousand feet. You know, near sea level. Yep. Do you think? You know, that is a huge. You notice a difference when you're out. You know, racing. Do you notice like? Uh, you know, your training is, you know, your, your performance is better at lower elevation? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously you can tell on the motorcycle, but your body, I mean, there are benefits to it, but, uh, I, I don't know. It, it could be a secret or, I mean, it could work. It could not, but, um, yeah. Oh, there you go, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Eli. One of the things. One, one of the things that uh, your dad was telling me that you had a little bit of a bike issue, and then you ended up doing a little bit of a moto on a two-stroke this week. So, what was that like, man? That was that must have been so gnarly. Like, just a guy riding a two-stroke. You're like, ah, eh, screw it. I'll pick up this thing up and try it out. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I had an issue with the, with the 450, and then uh, the next day we were doing motos. So, or no, I actually grenaded my 450 in, in that morning mm-hmm. and then i i just went and grabbed my two-stroke and, and chased around zach so it was actually pretty fun yeah how <laughs> how much slow how slow was it though how, how how did it did it feel slow i mean it must it, have right it was actually considering what it was because it, it literally has stock suspension and a pipe and a silencer on it and i was only four seconds slower on that than my 450 at my practice track wow. but mm-hmm. i would say the conditions got a little bit better so i think it's like six seconds off the 450 time. Did you chase down Zach? Did you get Zach? Oh, can you imagine? I was, dude. I was terrorizing, terrorizing him for like half the moto, <laughs> but then he yanked me at the end. Oh <laughs> god, he's probably was so pissed. Dude, can you, if, 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 yeah, if I'm, if I'm Zach, 
and uh, Tomac on a CR250 oh blows by God. me, I'm going back home. I'm booking a flight. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> or you sign a non-disclosure so you have to shut up about this. You do not say anything. Oh, it man. was pretty funny. I was like the little hummingbird in the back just terrorizing. You, uh, we, and I guess you only rode an RM80, right, as far as two-stroke goes? That's about the only only time? Yeah. Yeah. I had an a RM125 for like, I don't know, like a month. Yeah, and that was it too. Once, once I made the step up to big bikes. Yeah, yeah that's cool because in the office as a dirt rider, he did a, a cover shoot for Mini Rider when we had Mini Rider magazine, mm-hmm. and it's up in the bathroom in our bathroom. So every time I take a leak, I look up at Eli on oh, the okay. RM80. That's, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, let's go, with Ryan. Ryan, you got a question for Eli Tomac? Yeah, Eli. In that second moto, I mean, you were gone pretty early on, but when did you realize that you had a massive gap, and then why did you stay on the gas so hard the rest of the moto? What the hell happened? What the hell? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I knew I had a good gap pretty early on, and then I started seeing the pit board, like, where I was doing a 208, and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, you know, the other guys were doing, like, 214s, and that's when I knew I was just – yanking them so um but but for me that pace wasn't that like out of control or bad so i just i kept riding and i I felt good so i kind of wanted to test myself too yeah and see uh how hard i could go or how i felt so that was it actually was a pretty comfortable pace yeah which is just insane when you think about the the competition like guys like ryan dungy and everything you know i mean yeah that's it's nuts it's it's got to be great feeling going into glen helen knowing that uh that what you did at hangtown um, anything else, Kiefer? No, I think that covered it. All right. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for calling. See you guys. All right, thanks. Uh, Eli, thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. I know you, your phone was probably blowing up and, you know, everything's going on around you because you're the big winner. So I appreciate you taking the time for some Pulp Mech show. Man, that's awesome. Thanks. No problem. Thanks, guys. All thanks, right, Eli. see you in Glen Helen. All right. See you. Bye. All right. Geico Honda's Eli Tomac, everybody. Just crushing them on the reg. I think the elevation right question kind of, like, did something. I, yeah. He wasn't too pumped on that question. Why like, not, though? Because maybe he thinks, like, because he, he, he's really the only one that lives at elevation and yeah. trains and rides. Yeah. Well, of co- I think, of course, it would help. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I mean, I would, I would assume so. Right. Maybe so. I need to go there. Just live there permanently. Just get, you know what? You should get a tent in here and just, like, live in those hyper- little tents. <laughs> right. Pookie goes to bed. You're like, later, Pook. Yeah. Go in your tent. Just go in the hyd- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hyper- hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Eli Tomek, everybody. RoostMX.net. Great guys at RoostMX uh, bringing you uh, some of the coolest stuff out there. We really appreciate them coming on board. So uh, check it out. Hey, we still have the BTOSports.com Gabba Gibbs, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs, and Fab Question of the Day we already did. And the Race Tech emails. Let's do that right now before we come up with our next guest. Race Tech emails. Race Tech, the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension mod company. Over 30 years, they've supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension. 100% guaranteed made in USA. When racers can choose, they choose Race Tech. Freeze, Gilmore, Ben LeMay, just some of the guys using Race Tech. 10% off. Use the code PulpMX2015 when ordering. Kiefer, yes. please tell me how, what percent of listeners probably need some sort of suspension work. 87.9. Thank you. 87.9 of you jerkies need oil change, bushing, spring rates, revalving, um, anything. So, all right. Here's the emails of the Race Tech emails. From Austin, uh, how will Jimmy D do in the Canadian MX2 series? 
I'm one of the few Americans that have followed Canadian Nationals pretty religiously since 06 or so, and I think he's got potential to do really well if he's in shape. Podium speed for sure. What do you think? Let's bring in Dylan Kalen. He is a Canadian National number eight. Got a torn ACL. How does Jimmy do? Jimmy D do, Kalen? Jimmy will, uh, I think he'll win a couple motos for sure. Um, title, yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, seems like a pretty fit dude, and he'll fit in well, but Canadian tracks is different, different style for sure, but to peg it, top five all the time, podiums, and he'll have his days at the top. I think I'm with you on that. All the time, top fives, podiums, maybe a win or two. Yeah. What do you think, Kiefer? Yeah, I think he'll win a couple of races, but uh, I don't think he'll win the title. Right. Uh, from Preston, Steve, just want to let you know how much I appreciate all the free content you provide. I drive for 15 hours a day with places to little to no radio reception. I listen to a ton of books and podcasts. I want you to know that I consider your janky radio show right up there with the quality of Corolla, Joe Rogan, NPR. The best part of podcasting is the lack of polish. I know you're not being told what to tell tell me by some tool in a suit, as is evidenced by the slurping, chewing, mouth-breathing, and basset-hounding in the background. I love that about your show. It's how I know it's genuine and honest. Keep up the great work with your janky little show. Don't try to clean it up too much. If I make it to Lakewood, I'll hunt you down. Thanks again, Preston. Nice. Thanks, Preston. It's nice. I met some fans at the end of the day at Hangtown that were very excited for Bubba Mech Show. Great. The chick made me call her husband. And say hi. Yeah, because he was such a big fan. Were you weirded out? A little bit. Right. But I did it. And then the, then the husband came over. Mim was there. Yeah. Then the husband came over. Uh-huh. And then he said, dude, we're, we love you. This great show. And can you call my brother? So wow. then I had to talk to the brother. And you did it. Mim, you were there. Yeah. you. Yeah. She was, was very legit. excited. Yeah, she was standing there. We were talking. And she was just like, and I'm like, you want to say Steve? <laughs> and then, yeah, so I had to like call the, I called the husband. I'm like, what's up, bro? And then he's like, oh, my God. And then. He got, hey, you got to call my brother. I'm surprised they didn't ask you to do like a, hey, can you leave like my voice message for me? Some people calling him, Mr. Call, it's Steve. Hey, it's Steve now. Can you imagine? <laughs> exactly you, right. You've reached uh, Lisa. You can't get to her phone right now. Right. Uh, Dell sent us in, hey, Steve, I've heard of your show for a long time and listened to a few small segments, but I've recently got into, pulled into listening as much as possible. I can say it's awesome to hear some real talk about the sport. Not the BS of beating around the bush on every topic, but get into some detail about people in industry are actually doing. It was super cool to you to bring the two heroes of the sport, the privateers, on your show. That's what keeps the sports alive. Thanks for keeping it real. The problem with, with just listening to the Pulp Show is like, okay, so a couple weeks ago I said Sleater's a douchebag, right? Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, whatever. Right. Don't just go off my opinion. Go meet him. Right. And maybe you think he's cool. Right. Doesn't mean. Doesn't mean that's the Bible. Right. Right. I'm just a fat guy with a mic. And fat an opi- guy with, with a little with, mic. With a little mic and an opinion. That's all I am. Right. So. Maybe you like Michael Sleater. I think he's a douchebag. But so don't just listen to me. Rob sent this in. Um, I'm wondering at what point do past achievements or potential no longer play a part in our expectations for riders? For instance, Chad Reed. It's been a few seasons since he was able to contend for a championship. Once upon a time, he was known as one of the most consistent riders. Not the case anymore. Yes, he won a race, but wasn't Wyndham on his way to winning Houston the season before he retired? This isn't just about Reed. What about guys prone to injuries and industry folks still seem to think they are capable of winning championships? I put Trey and Dean Wilson into that. I have a huge amount of respect for these guys. Instead of being surprised by Chad Reed's 15th overall and asking why maybe that's just the reality of where he's at. No. Well, I mean, Rob, I don't think I don't think you'd meet too many educated industry people that would say Chad Reed could contend for this outdoor title. I mean, I, I never believed that. Right. I mean, I think he's better than the 15th. Yeah, obviously. 
But the guy's been doing it for so long, and he's been so good for so long, I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt and wonder what's going on. You know what I mean? That's all. That's my opinion with guys like that, guys like Wyndham. I didn't say Chad could win the Supercross title. I didn't say Chad could win. I never put him as a favorite in mind to win the Supercross title or a favorite to win this outdoor title. That's where he's at mm-hmm. in this part of his career. Right. I mean, so yeah. People think, too, is like these other guys have lives, too, not just dirt bikes. So there could be something else that we don't even right. know about. Uh, this guy sent a message in, Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Remember Larry, Daryl, and Daryl from Newhart? Was that Newhart? I don't know. I don't know. I'm too young. You don't know Larry, Daryl. This is my brother, Daryl. Is my other brother, Daryl. I'm Larry. I don't know Newhart, dude. Mim? No. How old are you, Steve? Hey, Steve. I love what you bring the MX Journalism. I have a question regarding the RMZ250. I've owned an 07 and currently rates a slightly modified 2012. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I guess I have two questions. Why does Suzuki no longer have a 250 team? And have you heard any rumors about any significant update coming? Kiefer, any update coming, and why don't they have a 250 team? Update, I think updating, yes, but all new. I don't see it for next year, so I don't know. I heard they were going to maybe do a 250 effort, so we'll see. Um, Thomas sent him in some thoughts on Hangtown. First off, condolences to K-Rock on the loss of his nephew. Did you see that on Instagram? No. Yeah, I guess over in Germany he had an 11-year-old nephew, sister's uh, kid that uh, got cancer and passed away. Oh, that sucks. Bummer for him. Uh, I'm sure, bummer. Pookie gets so mad when I say that. She's like, don't say bummer. It doesn't sound sincere. No, yeah, I mean. Right. I'm sure you've covered all the obvious stuff by now. I'd like to hear your thoughts on Reach Future Outdoors, Alex Martin's chances of staying top five in the series, how fun it is to have AC back in the sport, and how far Honda has come with the setup on the bike. Well, it's great to have AC back, and he surprised the shit out of me. He rode good. I watched practice. He was ripping. Yes, yeah. ripping. Fastest in both practices. Right. Uh, Reed's future outdoors is whatever he wants it to be, man, uh, at this point. Now, I've been, hearing, I've been hearing OEM changes for Chad for next year. Have you heard I'd love that? to see him on a Yamaha. I think it would be great. You'd love to see anybody on a Yamaha. No, no, not yes, just think it because that's, that's where he did really well in his Yamaha days. Well, he also won a Suzuki title, and he won races on a Cowie. And... Yeah, but I, when I see a Chad, I think a Chad on, on oh, Yamaha. Give me a break. Okay, Preston. Um, love this Preston. guy right here. All right. Um, Alex Martin's chances of staying top five in the series. I think very good. Dude, right? Yeah. Hangtown is not his track. He's never, like, not really excelled there or anything like that, you know? 4-6. That's, that's really good. Was it 4-6? Six four? Six four. Six four. Um so yeah. All right, that's been the race tech email uh segment. Racetech.com. Please go there. Use the code PulpMX twenty fifteen. Save yourself ten percent. Race tech, bro, race tech, race tech, race tech. What is the Detroit oh. email check? What is that about? Oh yeah. Uh we got some voicemails coming up. There's a crazy lady who calls our voicemails. Oh, okay. We played her a couple weeks in a row. I've now gotten a she left seven messages this week. Wow. I took the best three or four, and we'll play those up in a little bit. So, Oh, I forgot to tell you about that. You see that? It's a separate thing. Gibbs, I'll show you. Uh, voicemails and then crazy lady uh, voicemails. She's out of her mind. Really? Is, yeah. it, is it a legit chick? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'll hear. Um, race tech, race tech, race tech, race tech. Okay. What else? What was gonna, oh, um, race tech. I'm confused here. All right. Eric, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling the show. Yeah, man. Uh didn't know if you saw any of Tyler Bowers' tweets over the weekend. Uh, I don't think um, so. Um, well, well, there was one I responded to about the TV pro TV this, program or something. Sounds like Chiz on the Yeah, Yeah, his tweets were just all over the place now. I don't know if it had anything to do with him being on some pain pills from his surgeries or what, but they're, they're pretty out there. 
Chiz, well, how, but, how was your ride at, at uh, Hangtown, Chiz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric, uh, what would you mean about the TV show, or like, am I missing something? I don't remember a whole bunch, but. Yeah, just kind of blowing people out and stuff, you know? Really? I, I don't know. It just seems a little excessive. I don't know if he's deleted them by now or whatnot. He uh, he is on um he is on pain pills because he had a back surgery, yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. Let me see here. I'm just going, um... Who's, real, uh, who's he talking about? I'm sorry. Hell yeah for Weston Pike. I remember at this race when oh, he picked Bowers. my show I was on. Yeah, Bowers, I mean... I know. It, it could be just me. Yeah. He was bummed out he couldn't get the motos on TV, I saw, too. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's just Tyler, though. Tyler's just like he's vocal, and I, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why I like him is because he kind of just says it how it is, and people are used to filters, and I don't think he has much of one. Yeah, he's gonna come up here and host a show soon, Eric. Right on. So yeah, I, I'm I'm going through them now. I mean, it's just a pin, kind of opinionated stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. So Tyler it just seem kind of just seem kind of weird because normally he won't tweet too much from what I've seen. Yeah. Not too sure. So well, good... it, it happens when you when you're hurt, man. You're bored and you're laid up. There ain't a lot of whole whole lot to do, man. So either on social media or you're chucking your mm-hmm. chick or doing something. Yeah. 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 Very true. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. All right. Seven oh two five eight six seven five seven. Uh hey, fly racing casual wear. Let's give some away. Caller three and caller six. Uh, we're going to give away some fly racing casual wear right now, 702-586-757. Caller three, caller, uh, caller six. Can't be six. It's got to be three and five. No, you just hang up until you get six. Okay. You know what I mean? That's fine. Um, you can count, right? No. So, three and six uh, right now, flyracing.com, uh, casual wear package of, I, I don't know what it's going to consist of, for sure a T-shirt. Okay. We're going to give away some hot cams. Hot Cams, leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is a proud supporter of the Pulp of Mech Show. HotCamsInc.com. I guarantee you, you've just been to HotCams.com, I'm sure, Kiefer. I've used Hot you, Cams. You and Heather, absolutely. Ooh. Hot Cams. Uh, they want to help you with all the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount. Hot Cams 2015 gets you, saves you 30% at HotCamsInc.com. Uh, hot Cams unleashes the power within. It's a nice change to a bike. Drop a set of cams in. Yeah. I mean... Nothing, nothing can change your bike probably like a bolt-on thing as much as a set of cams. Power-wise, yes. Power-wise, yes. yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, more effective than many, many other things out there. Uh, so Hot Cams, please and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. He is the team owner for the uh, MX-101 Yamaha team that is uh, going to uh, go across the country of Canada with the Nationals. And for some reason, this guy has decided to bring up our co-host, Chris Kiefer, for four races this year. And Smart. So Smart decision. I wanted to get Kevin Tyler on the phone and, uh, and talk about it. Kevin Tyler, what's up, man? Not much. What's up with you guys? Now, most people on the show probably don't know you that well or know who you are. Unfortunately, I wonder how many people listening will remember 1996 Bud's Creek, Suzuki, your shock braking and you cartwheeling down the hill. Uh, I remember it. <laughs> shock just blew up. Shock, they had a problem with Suzuki that year with RM250 shocks. And Kevin Tyler coming off Henry Hill was the uh, recipient of a broken shock. Uh. And it was ugly. I saw it. It was ugly. That sucks. <laughs> I remember laying at the bottom, thought I died because there was this red stuff all over me. I thought it was my blood, but it was only shock oil. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Suzuki, you went over to Suzuki and you were like, uh, hey, guys, and they like gave you a new shock, right? They were like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was the most professional when I went over, though. 
<laughs> also, too, Kevin Tyler, uh, RacerX gas card winner, uh, two years in a row in Toronto Supercross. What years? Uh, I don't know. What years, Tyler? Like nine and ten, something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No joke, Kevin Tyler. Wow. No joke. Hey, so Dylan Kalen's here too, by the way. Perhaps you heard of him. Um, I don't. I don't think I have. I'm no, not familiar with. Dylan. No, I'm not familiar with him either. He just came over and started eating pizza here. <laughs> so, Kevin, what? Why Kiefer? What happened? What? What? What went on with this? Why Chris Kiefer? Well, just because you talk so much shit about him, I figured somebody had to help him out. <laughs> yeah, he felt sorry for me, man. Stop it! Come on. <laughs> Look, he's 40 no, years old. He's, he's, <laughs> racing, he's racing 250 Nationals. I mean, come on. 40, please. What, what, <laughs> no, but for reals, how did this deal come together? Uh, honestly, it came together when, uh, when we brought Andy White on board. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he'd already been talking to Chris about doing something uh, under his program. I'm not sure whether it was part of the KTM or the Husky uh, side of things, but obviously when uh, you know, he uh, exited stage left there and, and joined up with us to help us out on a bit of a marketing role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he mentioned the Kiefer thing and, and what he wanted to do and what it was all about. And, I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, wait a minute. You say no-brainer. You have Jimmy D. You have Dylan Wright. Now. You have Dylan Wright. Right. We got Dylan Wright. Um, so, like, you, you got Kiefer in, like, what do you, you know? I, I come with more. What, I have more yeah. worth than Jimmy D does. <laughs> what? What? So you, he's going to have four races, four nationals. Yeah, he's coming up. He's coming up for the first two, right? Uh, in the West, so Cam mm-hmm. and Nanaimo, and then Sandley and Deschambeau. Kalen, Kalen, pretend he's not there. I'm not here. But beside you, pretend you didn't. <laughs> you're not staying at his house. How's Kiefer, Chris Kiefer going to do MX2 up in Canada? Guaranteed. Top tens. Oh, stamp it! Like, I mean, he might have a couple motos, like one moto outside the top ten, but the guy gets a start for sure, especially at the Nimo. Um, I think it's just going to depend on the start, and I think he's just got to let it let it hang out a little. You're bit. looking at him, pretend he's not there. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the deal: Homie's a test rider, yeah. and he's used to riding eighty percent. He needs to let his balls drop and just pin it. Dude, he doesn't want to get hurt anymore. He's old. He's got a family. He's not going <laughs> to. He's, he's a racer. He's a racer at heart. You should see this guy get aggro when we go cycling. He cares. He wants to do good. Yeah. Kevin, what would you be happy with Kiefer's finishes uh, after the first two after the first two rounds, four motos? What would you be happy with? Top tens every all day long. Oh, see, that's good. I'm glad. That's, okay. That's not a lot of pressure there then. All right. So that, as a team owner, that's what you're demanding out of him. Absolutely. But what what else? What else other reasons? I mean, look, you got Jimmy D as your number one rider, so why else Let me did break you bring it down him up? For you. I'll what? break it down for you. Okay. Let me break it down. So I'm coming up. I'm going to do an article on the team and the whole deal up in Canada and the bikes, obviously. Dirt Rider Magazine is going to run a team, run an article about the Canadian national team? Absolutely. So it, okay. we need to expand horizons a little Are bit. Are you putting I, a big gas tank on and hand guards? Or? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a hybrid mag, Steve. <laughs> hybrid. So I thought it'd be interesting to you know a little bit about the event, how the teams run, about the bike and their sponsors, and how they brought up Jimmy. You know he's a well-known racer, uh-huh. and a little bit about not a lot, just a little bit about my experience on the team. So, it's okay. a, and you know we're going to do a little video. We have like a, a Dirt Rider Adventures video, so we're going to do that. And there's going to be a lot of cool things we're going to make it out of that thing. Kevin, so you're really going to just use him? Just he's a he's really going to just be publicity whore for your team publicity and your sponsors. Whore. I mean, he's also done. We, you know, we sent him some suspension. He's done some uh, some 
settings with Joe and, and gone back and forth with Joe that have, you know, also helped us. So, I mean, you know, there's more to this, the marketing whore side of it. Yeah. See, Steve, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a well-rounded guy over here. Okay. All right. See that? Hey, and how's the team going, uh, Kevin? Like uh, Yamaha supporting, FXR stepped up for you this year. Uh, you dropped X-Brand, by the way, so I should hang up on you. But um, how's the team coming along? How's it coming together? It's good. I mean, uh, you know, we picked up Canada's motorcycle as a title sponsor along with FXR. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've had Yamaha support for the past 14 years. So, um, you know, pretty spectacular with those guys to, you know, be with us and believe in us for as long as they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, honestly, it's coming along really well. We're we're way ahead of where we were last year, um, certainly on the bike. You know, it was a new bike last year, you know, Probably most people don't think about it, but, you know, Canada is not quite as big as the U.S. when it comes to motocross. So, oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not aware. Not, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a little bit smaller. So, um, you know, we, we got some help on, on the bike and direction, but we didn't get a lot. So, we you know, we were cautious, um, really cautious. And, you know, this year, you know, there's a lot more information out there. And, uh, and we've been able to, you know, test a lot more things on our own. And I think mm-hmm. our bike is quite a bit better than what it was last year. So, um, you yeah. We're excited. The uh, Jimmy D thing. I, 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 we, you and I exchanged some text messages talking about different guys for your team. Uh, Why did you decide on Jimmy D, and how did that come together? Yeah, I mean, we we certainly went back and forth um, with quite a few guys. Um, initially, we you know we were really looking for somebody that had already been on a Yamaha just to make the transition easy because um, you know most of the guys that we were looking at were doing Supercross, so there's not a lot of time. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, once that Supercross series ends to, to kind of get swip, switched over and adapted. Um, you know, with Jimmy being an East Coast guy, it makes it, you know, much easier for us. He's only seven hours away from our home base. So, mm-hmm. you know, travel and that sort of stuff um, is pretty easy. And, you know, when we were, we were looking for guys, I mean, obviously, you know, he's on a bit of a tear right now and uh, in the Supercross stuff that, you know, kept his you know, options open for us in terms of, you know, keeping an interest level. Everybody knows who he is, so, I mean, he's a ginormous fan draw. And, yeah, he is. Um, you yeah, know, Jim- all the sponsors, obviously, real excited to be, you know, mm-hmm. have him, you know, in their products and, and up on the box up here. So, um, you know, when it came down to it, I talked to him, and there was a couple others that were pretty close. And, um, you know, just, I don't know, I just had a feeling with him that he was kind of the right guy and going to be the right fit with uh, with our program. If Kiefer shows up at uh, Kamloops, that's first round, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Kiefer shows up at Kamloops, goes 16-18. 16-18. Does he come back for Vinnymo? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so this he's got to okay. go 2-2, two, two, so he averages top 10, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, what could get him fired, you know what I mean, performance-wise? That's all. <laughs> I'm fired. I need a co-host for the show after a Lakewood, so I kind of hoping he comes back. You're kind of hoping he gets fired. I'm hoping you fire him. So, <laughs> so I don't have I don't have anybody to come up here. So, um, Kalen, just get Kalen to move in. Kalen wants to be down here. Yeah, he's he's yeah. full on embracing America. It, exactly. It's, yeah, it's it, he loves it. Um, <laughs> where's the where's the Kalen? Where pretend he's not there. Okay. Yep. Stop holding his hands. Jesus. What's his best finish, do you think? What's he capable uh, of if all the if everything goes right, where could he finish? Don't look at him. You know, it's tough because it's racing. Oh, it, really? Thanks. It, well, no, come <laughs> yeah, on. Shocking. Anything can happen. It could be it could pour. Happen. I've raced it in Imo in a complete mud bog. I, Guys got I'm saying if everything goes right, like what's Kiefer's high water mark here? 
What do you think he could pull off? Uh, I'm going to say eight. Wow. Really? So, that's fucked. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's 10 to eight all day long. And I don't want to pressure the dude and be like, right. yeah, homie's <laughs> got a fifth in him or something, something crazy. Because, uh, you know, eight. I'll go eight. That's, that's fine. That's good. You know, okay. there's no – It's I'm going up there with my family. What was your previous best finish in a Canadian national motor? Fourth. Fourth. Yes. About 20 years ago, though. No. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, almost shit. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? A long time ago. Tyler, have you been watching him ride at all or anything? Or have you been keeping up on it? Yeah, I've been keeping up on him. Yeah. All right. I, go ahead. How much does the Pulp Mech show uh, publicity and, you know, the fact that he's on here have to do with him getting this ride? Oh, 100%. I mean, we're all about the Pulp Mech show. Right. So I, owe all right, all so I, I need 10% of your purse money. Oh, so that's $3? <laughs> <laughs> I hear the CMRC pays out yeah, well. Stanley Brass yeah, pays well, a lot. Yeah, well, dollars at its strongest right now. Is it really? Oh, okay. No. No, 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 oh, it's not. No. Hey, no. How, you're a part owner of uh, Sandalee Track, uh, a national track outside of Ottawa, Ontario. How's everything going with the track and all that? You just opened up, I guess, for the year? Yeah, it's really good, actually. We uh, we opened, I don't know, I guess three weeks ago now, and um, it was kind of crazy. It went from, you know, snow and frost on the ground on uh, on Sunday. Our first race was the week after, and by Wednesday we had to turn the water on full tilt because it was like a Sahara desert, so it mm. It was it was a really weird year this year where it went from uh, frozen to dusty. So and you're doing Sandalie in Quebec, Kiefer later yeah, on. Yeah, Deschambeau, yeah. Right, yeah. What if he sucks balls the first two rounds? Would you bring him back for those East Coast? I don't know. Maybe we'll bring you up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can ride your Manitoba title. I can ride the sand. Okay, I make can no ride mis- the sand, make though. no mistake about it. Okay, I can ride the sand. Remember Austin? You remember? Oh, I remember. Right, Austin, Manitoba. I can ride that yeah. like no other. Um, like no other. So, okay, so the Pulp Mech Show had everything to do with this, Rod. Everything. I, I like that. I like that. Now, did I read that you're putting Dylan Wright, your other team, your team's other rider, on a 450? No, he's going to be a 250F. Okay. Yeah, we did so, talk about it, though. Okay, yeah. I thought, so there was, I did read that somewhere, or somebody would have said yeah, that. Yeah, Lismore told me that, too. I was like, what? Lismore said that? See, that's the problem. Yeah, listen, listening to Lismore. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, we, were ta- we certainly were talking about it. It was one of our options. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, was to move him up to the, to the 450. Yeah. Um, you know, just to help him, just want to, everything for him is about development. I mean, he is only 17. Everybody forgets that because they've heard about him for so long because he's mm-hmm. been going quick for a while. But, um, you know, it was one of the options that we certainly talked about to move him up for the 450s for a year to, uh, you know, just get used to four right. strokes. He's been on two strokes his whole life. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, the 450 was an option. Kayla, does Jimmy D beat Dylan Wright in the points? Um. Yes. Who's their top rider? Jimmy D? Jimmy D. Okay. I love so, Dylan. Great kid. We have Kevin Benoit. But. We have Cole Martinez. Yes. We have Jer Bear. Mm-hmm. We have Jimmy D. Moffenbeyer. Moffenbeyer. Savage. Savage. And, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. sure, there's always a couple other guys yeah, who show yeah, up, but those are going to be yeah. the main those dudes. Those are going to be the main sure. dudes. Dylan, right? Eight, seven. Yeah. yeah. Right. Jer Bear and Kevin Benoit for the title, would be say? Uh, yes, definitely proven most consistent guys in yep. the MX2 class. When if Jer Bear, when Jer Bear loses this ride, what team would he possibly ride for next year? <laughs> that guy is like what? a cat. He what? lands on his feet. What? I don't. There's know. There's no other brands left. <laughs> I don't know. 
With his luck, Beta will start running a ca- uh, That's team right. in Canada. Shirko. Shirko. I got the lineup. Kiefer's got a lineup on Shirko. Jared Bear can ride Shirko if it doesn't work out with the, with the Gopher team. Um, the niche market. What's the, yeah, what's yeah. the state, Kevin, of Canadian Nationals right now? How are we looking? How are we doing? Uh, what's your thoughts on all that? Uh, I think it's, I mean, I think it's good. There's, uh, you know, there's always room for improvement with everything, but I think all in all, um, you know, it's pretty decent. I think the, the TV took a bit of a step back last year, um, going on to some channels that nobody had ever heard of. But uh, I think, you know, with Mav TV coming on this year, that'll be a mm-hmm. lot better for, uh, you know, for some Southern exposure and also, you know, easier to get in Canada than it was last year. So, okay. Yeah, I think so, it's, you know, I mean, obviously everywhere the same, you know what I mean? If there was if there was more money and better purses and all that sort of stuff, that would obviously really help, um, you know, the general economy. But, right. I mean, even down in the States, you hear that, and, you know, they do pay more than, than what we do up here. Okay. So. God, here we go. I can never fucking feel it already. Before you start <laughs> what? It's in the air. What? <laughs> Kiefer said. That he'd like to go. I said I'd be happy. You'd be happy with like a five six. I would be stoked if I was five fit, seven. I think it was yeah, five, five seven. seven. It okay. was five seven. Jimmy D comes up six eight. He goes six eight. That's okay. what it was he changed it to. Oh yeah, so he knocked himself <laughs> back for Jimmy D's yeah. appearance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> and the, you know, not to discredit those Canadian kids, haul ass up there. Motors are only twenty five plus two. That's another reason why I picked MX two. <laughs> That's right. That's a good plus for him at this. That's point. right. Twenty five plus two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So all of my training had been revolved around thirties. So God, I wish the Noof was riding he has uh, not your rode. class, and we could have the ultimate oh, show. That would be fun. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, what number are you going to run? One twenty. Oh, that's right. Okay, I think I saw that. So. Yep. All right. Well, hey, Kevin, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I wanted to find out the reasoning behind this decision of Chris Kiefer racing four nationals for your team, which I appreciate. Yep. And now yeah, we know so that you're you're doing it for nothing but the publicity. Nothing but the publicity. That's what I, I read that somewhere. So let's stick to it. That's fine with me. I get to come up and ride a dirt bike. I, I'll do all the work I can. I don't care. So you're getting to keep your purse money out of this, Kiefer? Of course. So, and is, that, is, that, is that your only deal, or do you have other yeah, side I, deals? I don't even care about the purse money, honestly. So you're going up there with your wife I'll take it. and the kid? <laughs> yeah. We're having a motorhome. And the motorhome, and you're paying all those expenses out of your pocket, or is Tyler helping you? No, I'm going to pay. You're gonna, and you're he gonna... can help if he wants, but I'll, I'll <laughs> right, pay. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay. And, all right. Well, hey, Kevin, if things don't work out the first round, I can jump in for round two to, to tune the wrenches and maybe motivate this guy. So All right. I've been known to you know motivate riders to take him to the highest levels. Oh, I didn't realize you were a wrench before. <laughs> yeah, perhaps you heard of Tim Ferry? I believe I have, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what? I was a mechanic when I watched you cartwheel down that hill with your, <laughs> with your broken shock. I remember. I remember that was one of your first days as factory, was it not? Uh, no, PJ1 team. But one of my first, was, it was my first that's race. That's what with, I'm saying. PG one. Yeah. Stepped up from the factory of peanut butter sandwiches with Frenetti up to the yep. factory PG one team. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> and then I watched my friend Kevin Tyler uh, cartwheel down the hill with a broken shock in what, an ugly yeah. crash. Two fifty two show. Yeah. RM two fifty with the upset with RM the right side with the conventional forks with those white oh. the white number plates that covered the oh, upper yeah. upper tubes. <laughs> it was like one piece. Yeah. 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 All one piece. Yeah. It was only uh, two pieces of plastic on the whole bike. Hey, maybe we'll get you back on after round one or two to discuss the weekend that was after we see oh. Kiefer's uh, finishes and, and, and all that. So Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, all Kevin. Right, thanks for having me. All right, thanks. Hot Cams for presenting Kevin Tyler. Hot Cams. Unleash the power within hotcamsinc.com. Use the code HOTCAMS2015 to save yourself money. Kevin Tyler, MX101. Great guy. Team manager, team owner of uh, 
What, 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 you showing me the new KTM? Yeah. I saw it. Not, you haven't seen the four strokes. Oh, I haven't? No. Oh, okay. I thought that was a two stroke. That's a four stroke. Okay. Let's show, show what I know. All right. Let's take a, oh, let, you know what? Let's go to this call. Ben, what's up? You've been on hold for a while. Thanks for calling the show. Uh, yeah, I have a question. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think of Charlie Designs picking up Mitchell Oldenburg? I like it. I like it. Um, Jimmy Albertson doesn't, though. That was his rider for the summer, but another thing too, Kevin mm-hmm. offered that ride, Jimmy D's ride, first to Oldenburg. Oldenburg turned it down because he had a commitment to do with Jimmy, mm-hmm. and then he goes and gets on this Troy Lee team. So. I've seen it happen over and over. I mean, I don't blame Jimmy for being pissed, and and team team owners like Jimmy or or Alan Brown who had ran the NFAT, they get mad when. I come on the janky radio show or my columns and I write that this is a step up. They get upset at that. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. It's a step up. Absolutely, yeah. Jimmy's team was great. Arma Yamaha, Jim Lewis knows what he's doing. I'm sure the team was great. This is a step up from that. Sorry, Jimmy. He's in, he's in that, that well, seat next week. But if I'm Mitchell Oldenburg, I'm doing this all day long. I have to do this. Right. I have to take it. And I think where I see where Jimmy's point is is not so much he he knows it's a step up himself, but I think no, it's, these guys don't admit that. But they I don't. think it's the the promise that you know you're you're you get well, you know, when you say you, hey well, I like my program I'm going to stick with you and then all of a sudden they change their mind. Well, you know what shit happens in our sport that that kind of stuff happens. Now I think Jimmy was a little upset at the way TLD handled it, and I don't know anything about that. There's a proper etiquette way to do these things. I don't know if TLD did that or not. Maybe just call Jimmy first. But huh? look, if you're Mitchell and you're Jimmy and Jimmy's a racer, he knows you've got to let these guys go, and this is a shot. Now, if it doesn't work out, Oldenburg can't expect to call Jimmy and be like, hey, buddy, what's hey, up? Yeah. But when you're a Mitchell Oldenburg, you roll this dice and you go with a factory supporter KTM team and you see how you can do. Right. Do you so. see him, is he any better on this team, or is he going to do the same result? That he would on his Yamaha. Um, no, I think he could do better, right? Okay. I don't know. Yamaha was no slouch, but this is just a better thing. He's, during the week, he's going to have better practice bikes. He's going to have better everything, you know? Right. So that's what I think, Ben. Thank you. All right. Thanks, buddy. Pulp and Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Let's take our second commercial break of the night here. Come back with Joey Savacci, the Seven Deuce Deuce, more JT, more Dylan Kalen, and a lot more Chris Kiefer. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you when we get back. Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. 
Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone, Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. MFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power Power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's. Unleash the power within. 
For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX.
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take take the abuse abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Welcome back, sweet Jesus. Let's get off that. There we go. It's all gone. It's gone. Thank you. Oh God, thank you. It's gone. That's my bad. I thought what Adam was. Co- I thought Internet was coming on. I was going to get them all pumped up. I don't care if Internet's ever on. 
That's terrible. You might take the title from, let's see, this shit sucks balls, this is god awful. <laughs> uh, our chat room is weighed in on, on what people are thinking of, of that know, song. It, I, I agree. It's I don't mind best. rap. I'm okay with rap, but that is terrible. Really? Terrible. That wasn't that bad. You're now banned from picking songs like Jim Hawley. I had Super Tramp. You didn't want that No, either. Super Tramp's solid. I would have picked Super Tramp. Why did you call me out on it then? I said Super Tramp's fine. Whatever. I just was surprised. WUSA. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Wheels. WUSA based in Orange, Can- Orange County, California. Nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for Supercross and Motocross. Top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo. All the W wheels are hand-built by a skilled te- team of wheel builders. The guys that build half the pits in the half the wheels in the pits, Ryan Dungey and uh, and Marvin Muskan run uh, W wheels, and uh, great guys um, um, and fantastic company. They even make Project Eighty Eight wheels. So, WUSA.com, great guys down there. So I'm repping my W shirt right now. And Devin Gibbs is running W. So what other reasons do you need? Uh, Eli Tomac, thank you for coming on. We had Eli Tomac on. We're gonna have uh, Kevin Tyler came on from Santa Lee, and uh, he said that uh, he expects he demands. Top tens out of Chris Kiefer. Demanding. So that's all right. Should, should be interesting that's to see how you, should be interesting to see how you do up there. Got a carrot. I'm on your side. Are you really? Oh yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. I'm probably fifty. What if you come up and wrench for me? You're going to be all fifty fifty on me too. I thought about that. I, I I asked Tyler a while back about me coming up and wrenching for you, and then I decided I didn't want to do it. Yeah, just like kept living your life. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of work. <laughs> I got mountain biking to do, and I got U.S. nationals to do. Dylan Kalen also here, now Canadian national number eight. Kalen, uh, I'm no rocket scientist, but your number will drop quite a bit next year. Yeah, uh, probably any future races. I'll go back to the original three, two, four. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. ACL. Are you Keeping serious? It. That was your number? Yeah, that's Gary's number. No, it's my number. Gary's using it. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, we gave out some fly casual wear to a couple of people, so thanks to the folks at flyracing.com for that. Uh, we also have some hot cams to give away, a pair of hot cams or one hot cams. If you're a uh, Honda dude, we got one hot cam for you. So how do you want to do that, Kiefer? I, never, I, mean, I know I'm just springing this on you, but. Do what? I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was, I was doing a math. I was sorry. Go ahead and say it again. Nothing. You're an asshole. <laughs> I got you, Steve. I was listening. I hope you go 15-15. <laughs> oh. uh, hot cams. We're giving away a set of hot cams or one hot cam. So right. uh, let's just do a, 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 an email on this because we don't want to penalize our, our archive listeners, which, of which there are many archive listeners. Contest at com. Just send us an email, and we'll pick a random email, and you'll win a set of hot cams. Hot cams, unleash the power within www.hotcamsinc.com. I was talking to my mom on the phone the other day, and she, she used the word, okay, you, so you got to go to www. Like yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Debbie. We were doing that the other day on videos, and I said WWW on accident. Oh my god! Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Contest at pulpamexshow dot com. Uh, send us an email, and we'll get you. Uh, we'll pick a, a, a random winner, and you can win a set of hot cams. So, thanks, uh, thanks for listening tonight. We appreciate it. Thanks for using all of our sponsors. Check out sponsor deals on pulpamexshow dot com to save yourself lots of discount codes on there, uh, including the folks from Two Under. Uh, great, great underwear. Yeah, very good. Solid Joey, underwear. Joey pouch. Hmm? Joey pouch. Yeah, the Joey pouch. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. So, um, thanks everybody for uh, for listening. And I think I said that fourteen times, but I really do appreciate it. I met a bunch of people this weekend again from listeners from Pulp Mex listeners. So it was great to great to have you there. And uh, we'll do some more Hangtown talk coming up here shortly. Let's get our next guest on the phone though uh, on the line. He is a Monster Energy Pro Circuits. Joey Savacci. Joey, what's up, man? What's up, man? How many phones you got these days? Dude, I'm in the middle of a. Cr-
does battle with uh, both the Little Paytons and Cincerello, and you're over here calling me mid-sesh. Yeah, bro, listen. We're, yeah, no, it's time for a show. It's time for publicity. Time to pump up your, your rides and your, your sponsors, okay? Oh, man, we were, we're – it's right. It's, it's an excuse to charge up the vehicles to get ready for next battle. Hey, how about Cincerello? The dude's six foot three now. He's huge. He's a monster. Well, yeah, but you guys haven't seen him without a stilt on. He's here right now, and he doesn't have a stilt on, and he's still only 5'6". Oh, shit, really? Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Not, damn, who, who knew? Yeah, I don't know if I was supposed to tell you that, but... No, yeah, I think you just blew it. Hey, yeah, probably. Right. Look, look, if some years from now, somebody's going to look at these Hangtown results and go, Joey Savacci, 415. Oh, my God. That's not very good. But they weren't there. Uh, your second moto, you went down on lap one or two right when you were up front. I still think even with that 15th, it was a positive day for you. Do you feel like that way? Um, yeah, I, it's it's hard to, to take away. Um, I mean, I think every day that you finish is a positive day because you can always learn from it. But, um, no, I mean, like you said, no one all they see are the results and see that I went 415. And, and it, it does kind of suck that we crashed. We were right there. Um, mm-hmm. The whole battle was right in front of me all the way to third. So, I mean, you know, the, the possibilities of what, what could have happened are – are unknown, unfortunately, but um, overall, I mean, it's definitely a positive weekend. We, uh, yeah, the, the whole team we qualified one, two, and five. So right. I think uh, I think we know as a team that the speed is there. It's just uh, you know putting it all together, and that's easier said than done. But I think with the resources that we have and and everything else, it's it's definitely capable. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Pro Circus Joey Savacci? Give us a call, and uh, he can answer them to the best of his knowledge. Hey, one thing we were looking at, the guys down there at, uh, at Pro Circuit, Mitch Payton and all, the, all his buddies, the, your bikes look really good, like up the hills. Like I noticed that you were, at least Ad, I noticed Adam anyways, more so yarding some dudes. You guys were up front on the starts. The, it looks like you guys found something in some outdoor testing that maybe uh, really works well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, the, the bikes have always, always been good. Um, I don't think that's ever been the problem, but yeah, I mean, the, the bikes are fast, man. I think all, all the bikes this year are fast though. So it, it's kind of hard to, don't want to take any you know, credit away from any other teams, but yeah, the bikes are, the bikes are amazing, man. Bones and bones on the suspension and, and Mitch and the, and the motor end have been, have been working hard and just kind of been, uh, grinding away, trying to get, uh, the team back to, uh, their winning ways. And, you know, a lot of that lies on us, um, mm-hmm. as the riders to get it done. But, um, I mean, I, I'm fully confident and uh i know the bikes have the, the capabilities and i know we do um i think we showed that qualifying it's not a fluke to be to be one and two it doesn't just happen it's uh it's you know hard work so right. we're there um the speed's there it's just all about putting us together and we're doing a little bit of testing this week in california um before we go on helen but i mean besides that uh, i mean there's nothing bad to say about the team yeah, no, they look good. The bikes look good. Adam looked good. Aldrich third overall. You, you know, run up front. When you just kind of lost your front end, right? Is that like from looking at it from my end, things just look like you kind of washed out your front end. Was there something else there, or what? What happened in the crash? Um, there's always more to to what actually happened than than what people know. But yeah, the, the short the short end of the long story is um, just got in behind some people that I shouldn't have been in behind, and, mm-hmm. and took too long to get around them, and just. Went to go find a new line and, uh, like you said, just pushed the front and uh, tucked it and then stalled it and had to start it. So that took out. Uh, yeah. That took quite a bit of time to uh, to get going. So kind of 
Uh, you know, had a mid-moto heart rate spike, getting up about 210, trying to kick that thing. But um, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, 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 the track was gnarly. So yeah. uh, overall, it's just it was a gnarly weekend. Uh, yeah. For some people, it was easier than others. I think you look at uh, Eli and think, man, the track doesn't look that bad. You know, there's some people and <laughs> right. or anyone else, and they're getting beat by a minute and a half. You're like, man, the track yeah. must be pretty gnarly. So, do, do you, hey, do you? I don't know. Have you ever done? This could be a dumb question coming from me. It probably is. Have you ever done 250 West? Did you ever do? No. Yes. Okay. Uh, See? My yeah. rookie year with JDR, KTM. Okay. But maybe uh, you were right. hurt. But here's my point. Almost the West guys, they go outdoor testing on that break, and it helps, I think. Like a lot of the East guys, you're kind of coming into it right off Supercross. There's not a whole lot of time to get used to outdoors. Do you notice a difference? Do you ever think about that? Would you prefer West? I mean, we'll talk about that a little uh, bit. No, I obviously prefer East. I live on the East Coast uh, okay. down in Georgia. Um, so East Coast is always what I prefer. But, um, no, I mean, I definitely remember a lot more riding uh, as far as outdoor stuff when you're on the West Coast. You have such a long break. So it, there's always benefits to each. Um, you know, benefits to the East is you get more time to prepare for Supercross. Right. And the benefits for, for West is you get more time to prepare prepare for outdoor. So I think it's um, it's – trade for trade you know it just mm-hmm. depends on what what the person prefers or, or where the team takes you do you like do you prefer riding supercross or outdoors because i mean to me i watched you ride supercross you looked really good but you ride your outdoor like you riding outdoors like to me way better well remember when he came back last year uh you missed most of the outdoor season he comes back and you for, i mean i think your fitness was hurting you a bit joey like because you you were off so long but you ran up front more times right. uh, or more than a few times you ran up front in the motos last year when you came back yeah, we uh, I had a broken collarbone uh, the the Monday before Glen Helen, so I had to go home and get that plated. And then the following weekend, I raced Hangtown a uh, week after surgery. So I think as the year went on, um, our fitness got better, like you said. Mm-hmm. From, from having surgery that close and taking the time off, you lose a little bit of, of what you need. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I led, uh, I think, a lap at Redbud, and then I led uh, quite a bit at, at Indiana in the mud. I led that for, mm-hmm. for quite some time. And then uh, I think I ended up getting passed with, like, maybe – maybe three or four laps to go by uh, Musquin and Porcel. Ended up second overall that weekend. But, um, I mean, I like both, to be honest with you. I think at the end of Supercross, you're like, man, can't wait to get ready for outdoor. And then outdoor starts the first round, you're all pumped. And then as the season goes on and gets hot and you're doing 40s, you're like, man, I can't wait to get back to Supercross. <laughs> we only do a 15 laps at the time. Yeah. Yeah, really, right? It's like, it's, yeah, you're kind of like me. And near the end of Supercross, I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait to the Nationals to watch them. Exactly. And then, yeah. yeah, and then the Nationals, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm over this. I'm ready for Supercross. Yeah, it needs to be indoors. Right. Um, yep. Hey, you got another year at Pro Circuit, right, next year? You're- no, um, I'm only a one-year deal. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, how do you feel about that? How's the pressure with that? Or is there pressure? Or, I mean, what, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I don't really think there's. Uh, quote unquote pressure. Uh, every contract that I've had has been one year, so um, it's kind of been one of those deals where if I want to make, um, I guess, make a career, make a living out of this, I, I, you know, it's up to nobody but me. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I try to put myself in the in the best position possible every weekend to uh, to, to be up front and, and to to look good for the people that that do uh, have trust in me or do have faith in me and hire me as a rider. So. I do my best to uh, to do what I can, and I wouldn't say there's any more pressure with a one-year deal as there is any other mm-hmm. two-year, three-year deal. I mean, obviously, every every weekend we line up, the goal is to win, and 
and really trying to get that win for Mitch. Um, I think it's been too long, and, and I know how hard he works, and I and I see the behind the scenes, and I and I see mm-hmm. the hours they put in, and as well as me. I mean, I I, I know what I go through with down there at the farm with Ricky and Jeannie and and my trainer Clint and and all the bike rides and, and everything else that we do, I see everything that goes on. So I know that we're all working hard, and it's easy to say that because everyone else can say that. But mm-hmm. um, I think uh, the wins are coming. It's just only a matter of time. Um, but uh, like I said earlier, I have no doubt in, in my speed. Um, nor the confidence. I think I think it's all about getting everything that first time. When I can finally lead a moto to the end when it when it matters and, and get that first win and, and everything starts to click i think it'll be one of those deals where mm-hmm. once you learn it's it's kind of like you you know what to do and it sounds dumb because you you ride all the time but to ride and to win an, to win a professional event i think are are two different things and that's where the people that have that have been able to win i think they they realize what they need to do i think martin's got to figure it out you know he, he won last year and when you won that first one he's like all right i figured it out this is right. what i need to do I need to do this and and for him, it's it's not automatic, but you know he he has an idea. He's been there before. He's led last. He knows what happens when he doesn't get a good start. He knows damage control, and that's all about putting yourself in the championship position where you you are fighting for every single point. And where a lot of people, let's say DNF or mm-hmm. or aren't there for the points, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh, cool, I have I got third this moto, I DNF this moto. It doesn't matter. I fell on the box the first moto. Well, that's that's not something that doesn't happen when you're when you're battling for a championship so i think it's mm-hmm. for me is it, when i can make those questions and make each and everything happen um i think it'll be something that clicks and and hopefully uh right. continues to uh to progress you and uh uh jeremy there had a great battle in new york it was pretty exciting it was uh it was fun to watch you guys found each other again at hangtown in the first moto for a little <laughs> bit there <laughs> yeah no it's uh one of those deals man he's the kid can ride, um, and he's fast, and you know, he's uh, he's not one to to quit. So uh, you know, to have if there's some, one person on the track that you don't want behind you, I think it's it's him more or less because mm-hmm. you know he's got that he's got the nickname the bulldog um, for a reason because he's he's relentless. So uh, now, but I mean, our battle in New Jersey was good. It was back and forth, and then uh, this weekend it was more or less me struggling a little bit with some arm pump and, and right. he was able to close in on me and doing my best to, to try to hold them off and obviously not go out of my way to purposely go slow, but try to hold them off and, and keep smart lines and right. made a mistake and he got around me and, and he, he sprinted after that and I wasn't able to, uh, to stay attached to him, kind of made a mistake right as he got me and which automatically gave him a little bit of gas. So I couldn't really latch on, but, um, no man, the, the guy can ride. Yeah. Um, obviously he's got the number one play for a reason. So I think, uh, to be battling with him, says that we're we're close um yeah. we're we're almost there just you know a few minor things like i said is it uh is genie is just as gnarly as she is you know right now as she was back in the day man that's <laughs> that's a question for uh i think maybe more for ricky i just made the switch this year before um before supercross the week mm-hmm. before supercross i actually made this made the switch but um i mean you know she's I wouldn't say necessarily gnarly, but she expects a lot out of you. Um, she stands out there in the sun and, and she bakes all day as well as you do. So she sees the work you put in and, and she knows your capabilities better than, than a lot of people do. Um, so I think she, she's not necessarily hard, but she expects a lot. And, and that's kind of what she, what she wants out of you. You know, if you're putting in the work and you're putting in the effort, um, th- there should be no yelling or, or any of those sorts of things. <laughs> I remember I went there in 99 with, when I worked for, uh, Tim Ferry. 
and yep. she was there, and Ricky was on Ricky was on 125s then still, and it was mid-August in Florida, and the schedule for the day was 3.30s and turns. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. 3.30s in August Brutal. in Florida. Uh, JT made two and then tapped out. Timmy made two and a half and then needed an IV that night, and Ricky did all three and the turns. So, yeah. It was, wow. That sounds sounds like a, a genie thing to do. I mean, today <laughs> we were out at uh, we were out at Elsinore today, and a lot of times we were a minute thirty, and I had to do two forty. So between the two forties, I did uh, I think they were twenty six lap motos. So uh, there's uh, a lot of laps, but yeah, I mean, you know, she she knows if you put in the hard work, the the results come. I mean, I think you look at Ricky and and what she was able to do for Ricky, not taking anything away from Ricky, but it takes more than just one piece of the puzzle to uh, yeah. to have to have a, a winning a winning team. So she, uh, she knows, she knows her, her stuff and she knows what it takes to get done. I like Joe dog because he's, you know, one of the best 250 guys in the sport kind of coming up doing well, a lot of podiums. And I feel like, like with this move to Ricky's place, which I found out, you know, during Supercross, and you're investing in your career. Like this is not cheap, right. To do all this and rent the track and, and, and genie, you don't seem to have a huge entourage of, uh, sponsors and people, around you and clothing guys and like i like your attitude a little bit it's you're not you're not i think you realize like you really haven't done that much in this sport you know what i mean there's a lot more for you to accomplish i like that i think you're you're funny too and you're a good interview and all that but kind of like the things i see the way people you surround yourself with and the fact that you're investing in yourself so i like that yeah no i mean like you said you know there's uh i really uh, haven't done a lot um you know i've obviously led some won some heat races and, and, you know, led some professional outdoor motocross. But as far as, as from a winning standpoint, um, there hasn't been a lot. And I try to, you know, to keep myself humble and remember that um, there's always people out there that are, that are better or that are, if you're the best of the time, there's always people out there that are trying to do better than you. So um, being down there at the, at the Carmichael Farm, I think it's just having the, the experience, um, having the knowledge and, and having Ricky on your side, I think does a lot. And, you know, I think that's a, that's a big thing this year for me, making that switch. Just mm-hmm. having somebody that you know um, is was so talented on a dirt bike and capable of, of doing what most people thought wasn't possible mm-hmm. does a lot does a lot for your confidence as well. But, I mean, like you said, I don't, I don't care on an entourage. I just I come to the track and I do my stuff and I leave. I don't. Yeah. I don't have people out there all the time making Instagram videos or taking pictures of me. I just I go and and get my yeah. stuff done and and you know I've been hanging out with the with my same trainer since 2005. Right. And uh, my family's still very involved. They're they're pretty much the one of the main supporters behind me. Um, my dad's out here right now in California with me for the mm-hmm. week testing and and it, you know it's good to have to to know that you have family um, supporting you regardless of the results. I mean you know that they get. They get down and they get frustrated when I have those bad weekends. But at the same yeah. time, they're only getting frustrated because they know um, they've seen the work I put in and they know that that my capabilities are better than right. what we had that weekend. So it's uh, I think between you know my parents and Ricky and Jeannie and my trainer Clint and just everyone around me, the team, Mitch Bones. I think it's right. just a great group of people. It's always positive feedback, um, and even when the weekends are bad, there's always something positive to take out of it. So I think uh, overall it's good, man. I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah, because Kiefer, as you can attest to, there's some kids out there that 
haven't done much, but man, they got a lot of people around them. Yeah, yeah. There seems like there's a lot a of a lot of people. There's like a lot of people. There's like a lot of hype man around these kids, and yeah. I'm just always thinking to myself, like, dude, you have like no idea, you yeah. have no idea, right. like what you know, an Eli Tomac does, or you know, Ryan Dungey to get to that level. You know what I mean? And yep. it, it's, it's cool that like what he said, like the Instagram thing. Like, I I go to the track all the time and test, and I swear to God, these kids bring just their buddies to do. Insta bangers on them, so they can fucking <laughs> yeah. get more followers. You really and, think so? Like they're bringing oh, their, their buddies just oh, for that, 100%. dude? They circle jerk the same jump all fucking day. Come on, no, like, like pro guys, like guys that pro amateur kids that are coming up. That's what they do. That's, that's what they're more worried about is having a sick edit versus busting yeah. motos. So. Sounds like me. Yeah. yeah, they're more worried about having an edit for to get the followers up or to get a lot of likes on, right. on the video. It's just it's. Unfortunately, what the generation that we live in, people are more are more concerned with what other people think about them, um, and I think that's honestly something that that is bad. And that's why um, this might sound off topic, but that's why I follow Tyler the Creator so much because he's one of those guys that is not afraid to express um, their opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And as as far as if they think something is cool, they're going to do it because they think it's cool, not because they're afraid their friend isn't going to think it's as cool or because right. they don't think they're going to get a lot of likes on Instagram. It's more that they do what they want to do because that's just, that's just what he feels like is, is, is right for him or cool for him. And I think that's people get too caught up in what other people think. Yeah. And it's just one of those deals where, you know, you're track and tell, let everyone know how hard they work. Right. Well, I mean, dude, if, if you're working that hard, you're, you're not telling people about it. You're just doing your work and you're going home. Right. That's a very well-spoken for sure. And, uh, yeah, next time you're with Jeannie, be like, hey, Jeannie, uh, hold on. Can you do an Instabanger for me? Yeah, can you take <laughs> – I need, I, need, I need an Instagram shot, Jeannie, in this turn. See what she does, right? Uh, oh, I don't even want to know what she'd say. <laughs> that would be good. Um, hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, Joey. I appreciate it. Uh, I think your hangtown was very good and something to build on. And, uh, and, yeah, it sucks you fell, but, hey, I still think the speed was there and – and endurance looked good and all that. So, yeah, thanks thanks, thanks uh, for coming on, and, and we'll see you in Glen Helen, bud. Perfect, man. Thank you for having me. Good uh, luck, thanks. Man. Monster Pro Circus, Joey Sabachi. Good dude. Yeah, that's I cool. I like him. Good guy. I don't know much about him, but he seems oh, like Oh, you didn't? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, he's, I don't know him really well either. I mean, obviously, I've talked to him here and there, and, you know, I don't know him really well. But I've always liked his attitude a little bit. Like, I watch him, and like I was talked about, I see these kids, and I, some of them have won titles, and they're badasses. But you see them, and you're like, dude, you don't understand, like, right? you're not there. Yeah, like, I didn't know much about it. I knew he was a young, up-and-coming kid, but yeah. I, I've, I've been around some of those kids so much that I assume that he's just one of those guys, and I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt, and that shows you that, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. He seems like a, a down-to-earth, good, solid dude. He's, uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's good. He's solid, and um, um, he'll get better um, as it goes on. Like I said, he's investing himself. You, you know a good what I mean? Supercross here. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, third place. Uh, did he get third in points? I think, I think he, he yeah, third, I think yeah. he did. I think he beat Jeremy, and uh, a lot of podiums and a couple of heat race wins. So yeah, it was a good job by uh, Joey Savacci on the show. Uh, Paul Mac show presented by BTLSports.com. Fly racing. Chris Kiefer in studio. Yep. Top ten MX2 rider. I'm not going to talk. I'm going to go the the Savacci route. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to do it. No, but you're actually there to just talk about it. Like that's <laughs> am, why actually. you're up there. <laughs> I know that sucks. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> We'll have to get you on the show on the on Monday after the first round. I want to be sore. Which shit. is uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not this weekend. It's Glen Helen. It's a Lakewood for yeah. us. So I'm leaving this weekend. The yeah. family and everybody. And we're loading up. We're bailing. So. Trekking up there. Yep. And then uh, we're gonna ride in Washington for a few days, and then go up to Canada. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Looks forward. Looking forward to to seeing how you can do. 
You know I've always been there, Kiefer. I know. You're always there for me. Fly Racing's Jason Thomas on the line. What's up, JT? Just uh, waiting on you to call back. Yeah. Fly gear. Best out there, bro. Uh, let's do some more hang t- No, let's do... we got to knock off these segments. Let's do X-Brown goggle tear-offs, though. Come on. Let's, uh, let's do that now. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. Kyle Chisholm, Brock Tickle, Alex Martin, Kyle Cunningham, Ben LeMay, uh, Luke Resland. X-Brand goggles, eksbrand.com. Save yourself money. Use the code PulpMX15 when you check out, and you can save money uh, at X-Brand. Fantastic company. Great goggles. Nose guards, roll-offs, zip-offs. RT's going to ride a uh, mammoth. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now, you were going to wear X-Brands up in Canada, but you can't? I can't because the team runs Did you hard. actually try, though? Did you yeah. Ask? So, I mean. It's bullshit. So you're running your Smiths? Go I ahead. would rather run X-Brands, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Than what they run? Yes. Yeah. No, they run 100%. Right. It's not very good. They're okay, but they pinch my nose in yeah. a weird way. See? So. X-Brands. They don't pinch anything. Um, hey, and also, too, uh, Mim, you're going to do this? All right. Uh, Moser, uh, Corey Moser submitted these questions. He, he insisted on you taking part in this. Oh, nice. So 15 seconds, rapid fire. Let's do it. Let's do it. JT, assuming that they are paid the same salary, who's a better signing, Baggett or Pike? Pike. 3.4. Killing it. I, I agree. Even though he wears fly racing, and JT would have said Pike anyways. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree too. Yeah, hmm. Blake's good though. But Weston's a cool story, and dude's hella fast. Right. You know, so yeah. Seems like he's just getting better too. Right? Yeah. I mean, the you know he 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 got arm pump. He didn't like his suspension setup in that first moto, and he went he went backwards, which is really weird. And normally, when a guy like that does that, you're like, ah, whatever, your suspension. Yeah, sure, buddy. But guess what? It really was. Because right. look at his second moto ride. Right. You know? So, yeah, great job by him. All right. Steve. Yep. If you're Honda. I'm not Honda. Okay. If I'm you're, Steve. If you're Honda. Yeah. Your name's Honda. Mm-hmm. Do you refuse the first right of refusal on Tomac after investing millions of dollars into him? Do yeah. I refuse the first right of refusal? That's what it says. No, I would... I would take it. Right. Take that. I wouldn't, if I refused it, I would let him go. Right. Um, uh, no, no. In our sport, you know, every team has their first rider refusal on every contract, and they can match and keep the rider. Has that ever happened, JT? I'm sure it has, but I look at it as if he wants to go, I don't see much benefit in, like, forcing someone to stay if they really want to go. Right. That's going to cause a bad, bad relationship. People yeah. are be bitter. Yeah. It's, it, nothing good's going to come from that. So while I can understand that they wouldn't want to lose him, who would? If he wants to go, man, you got to let him go. You got to let him fly. Let the peacock fly. Hmm. Peacock. All right. Do you know what that's from, Kiefer? No. You don't? Uh-uh. Ooh, uh, man. All right. Next question. Quote Transformers is all over it. Mim. Now, I want you to keep in mind I'm still an option for this question. Just keep that in mind before I ask it. If you could donate to any charity to ride with any rider, who would you want to ride with? <laughs> now, the Gibbs charity and so, me is open. <laughs> you're riding MC. You're donating to, to MC's charity uh, for the Be the Match. Be the Match, yep. And you're riding with MC on Sunday. Yep. 
This Sunday Saturday, at his ranch. Sunday, oh, yeah. Saturday, Sunday at his yeah. ranch. Um, this took four years in the making. Three, sorry. Three, three years in the making, but you finally found a date that worked. Uh, yeah, it has to be hot sauce. Hot sauce? Straight up. He's so cool, man. Yeah, what is your deal with hot sauce, bro? Oh, I've, I've liked him since like 2000 when he was on Plano. I think Plano. He's just, just cool, the style. He just, and he's so nice to talk to. He just, just chats to you. Just, yeah? Yeah. Good dude. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I don't think he really likes me that much, but... <laughs> you know, well, he's best friends with Tommy Hahn. So. Exactly. So, hmm. I still like him though. Yeah, good dude. All right, Kiefer. Yeah. The way you're laughing is like he said something about me. Nah, nah oh, not okay. at all. I just the way you're laughing. You're nah, like just the Tommy and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish Tommy Hahn good luck this year. He's a fantastic guy. <laughs> all right. Next question. Kiefer, if you had lined up for Hangtown, where would you have finished? Oh God. Can uh, we assume? Can we assume eight to five? No. Uh, what? Uh, 35-36. Did you look at the list? Um, no. No. All right, next question. All right, JT. Which hate tweet do you about AC? Or let's see. Which hate tweet to you about AC was your favorite? There wasn't really any hate tweets. It was more just kind of like, aha, we told you. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> Out of all the three of us, I was—I felt like I was the most on board with him doing really well. Uh, but in the end, we were right anyway. So, suck it, hate tweets. <laughs> JT, you have got to get a little bit thicker skin with some of these people. I'm I ha- uh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just be accurate. If you're accurate and I'm wrong, we're all good. <laughs> yeah, that's if good. you're wrong and you're trying to rub it in my face, about how I'm wrong when you're actually wrong, <laughs> that makes me want to blow your head off. <laughs> you're out of your mind, dude. Yeah, no, I hear you. Oftentimes, that happens. So much. Uh, I know. All right, next question. All right, Steve. Mim is not an option. Okay. If you could trade jobs with any Pulpamex fan besides Mim, obviously, who would it be? Uh, I don't know anybody's <laughs> Kiefer. Mim's wife? Yeah, I mean, his wife, exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what these people do for a I don't living. Think I'm sure Kiefer there's. Kent isn't considered I'm a fan, sure though. one of these fans is probably a neurosurgeon. I'll take him. All right. I mean, someone rich. Yeah, like really, right? Yeah. All right. Thomas from NFAB. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take his, his gig. Mm, there you he, go. He's got a place on the beach in Cali, mm. big house in Houston, real fast cars. Now, is he a Pulpamex fan or Pulpamex supporter? No, no. He'd be a fan first because that's how he started listening to the show and he okay. came on. So, yeah. There you go. Thomas, there you go. Thomas Victor from NenFab. That's me. It's a clutch decision right, right. there. All right, Mim. He's got a hot girlfriend and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Killing but, it. Yep. Yeah. All right, Mim. Why do you spend so much time playing a video game that you despise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just... I Which love to punish myself. Which video game is this? Uh, Battlefield. Ah. Is that like a sh- that's a shooter game or whatever? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's like a Call of Duty. It's just so broke. And EA, Electronic Art, just... They're horrible. Fuck. They're horrible. Sounds like me flying United. <laughs> well, I keep flying United. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Same thing. Go ahead and for punishment. Right. Yep. I used to play Call of Duty a lot, and I can't I can't keep up. I don't know any more of the game. These like, kids, they just... Yeah, Yeah, they're, they're really good, so I'll just, I just stay out of that. All you gotta do is just play but, one, and you've played them all. Yeah, basically. That's sure. a little bit different, but still, I feel your pain. All right, uh, Kiefer. Mm-hmm. Besides Tomac and Dungey, obviously, who will win the 450 mo? Who will win a 450 moto? 
One moto. And Roxen, you can't take Roxen out of it. You take Roxen out of it too. One moto. I'm gonna say Trey Kennard when he comes back. Good one. Good mm. pull. I agree. I mean, look at all the time Trey missed last year. He came back. Boom. Right. Yeah, he's going to be he's Well, gonna be once he switched his suspension anyways. Yeah. Boom. All right. JT, the most improved rider this we- weekend will be who? Uh, Six seconds. Cheat, cheat. Well, I'm not concerned with your time frame. Ten seconds. Uh, F you, dude. Jesse Nelson. 15.8. Good job. Mm, just made it. Mm-hmm. Lucky. Mm. Steve. Yep. Which rider dropped the anchor the worst? Uh, I know. I, I mean, Purcell, second moto. Am I missing anybody, JT? Chad Reed. Ooh. Ooh. Michelia. Michelia? Yeah, whole shot to 11th or whatever. Yeah. Purcell looked like he was struggling. First moto he wasn't? No, second moto. Dropped the anchor oh, in the second okay. moto. Like, he was struggling. All right, next uh, He was done. Completely done. All right. Mim. Now, considering the first is Reed, who is the second best Aussie rider ever? Um, oh, shit. I love Medi, but Sharky. Oh, oh, Jeff Lee. Sorry. Yeah, Lee's good. Definitely. Lee, sorry. You see that yeah. 89, 500 championship? He was throwing that CR around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably Leesk. Leesk was good at Supercross, too, man. Yeah. Burner? No? Burner's awesome, Matt, too. Metcalf was probably better than Burner. Uh, if you look at the career, career yeah, second, career, yeah. fourth, right. another fourth yep. in the 450 outdoors. Burner did win a national, though. Yep. So did Metcalf. Yeah, tough. Mm. Craig Anderson won a national. Don't forget about that. That's right. Yeah. Endo mm. in the sands of Southwick. All right, last question. I think I guarantee, like, like the Honda Yamaha Troy, like they got Reed, you know, and like he just set the world on fire. They're like, let's get his cousin. Yeah, it's gonna be another one. Craig, that well, <laughs> sorting it yeah, out. Apparently, uh, I remember this. Uh, Phil Alderson was just telling everyone, like, "Yep, we got the next one. He's just as good. <laughs> We're just gonna keep this thing rolling." <laughs> we got a cousin, and he is bad, dude. Like Chad Reed. <laughs> And, I mean, look, Ando's a good dude and everything, but he was nowhere near Chad Reed. Yeah, he struggled he did a bit. Win a, he did win a race, though. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Burner got second in that one. So. Yeah, Burner won the moto. Hmm. All right, next, next question. All right, last question, Kiefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in their prime, who could have beaten Tomac at Hangtown? That's you have the option of anybody. That's retarded. It's Carmichael, of course. Hmm. Yeah, that's a dumb question by Moser. Yeah. And Timmy. Well, I think I think Stu and Stu and uh, yeah Carmichael. Stu yeah uh-huh, Stu. We had a question from a, a fan for the guy that gives. I won't ask it now, but they said in 2013 Ryan Villapoto, which is probably his best year ever riding outdoors. Did he have anything for Tomac? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I think so. Okay. I think so. Although Tomac might have beat him though. <laughs> right. I don't know how you ride a 450 any faster than Eli Tomac did. All right, that's been the X Brand Goggle Tariffs. X Brand Goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Choice of champions everywhere. Brock Tickle wore his X-Brands, and he had a good, quiet, solid hangtown coming from the back, too, both motos. Tickle just does what he does. Yeah, he does what he does. You're right about that. Um, hey, let's talk about Porcello a little bit uh, with JT, Jason Thomas on the line here. So he makes his debut, season debut on the Rockstar Husky team. Fifth in the first moto was pretty impressive coming right up the couch. Qualified well again. Second moto. 
I think he was about fifth or sixth too again and you know got tired near the end and, and finished where you did but overall what do you think Kiefer well I think the first moto is where he's kind of fits in mm-hmm. um, but to me like where it's question mark is his fitness and if it I heard it wasn't that hot it was kind of a cool day hotter than you than it was supposed to be though okay yeah if he's getting twelfths, maybe he's not, and he's not that hot. I don't think it's going, it's going to be a rough year for him because he's on a heavier bike this year, yeah. a little bit more to push around. So, I would, I was hoping he'd get like a podium, you know, because I like watching him ride as well. But I think he's going to be a fifth, sixth, seventh place guy. What do you think, JT? I thought it was pretty good. I, you know, the first moto was better than I expected. Honestly, he was he was good. Uh, the second moto was. I kind of saw that coming. I just didn't think he would be able to put in two motos as fast as he could go. So it really wasn't wasn't much different than kind of what I saw coming. He was just a little bit more competitive in the first moto than I thought. Uh, I, I honestly thought he would run around eight, nine, both motos, uh, and then maybe fall back a little bit in the second one. Do you think he gets to a point where he's going? Like, I don't think he – I don't think – he maybe gets a podium this year or whatever, but I think for the most part – if he goes five five, that's pretty good. Do you think he'll get to that point? Uh, he surely could. I think he's capable of more. Yeah, I do. I think if everything's you know the the stars align for him, mm-hmm. I think he's capable of running at the front. I don't know if he'll win, but cool. if he was in really really good shape, I don't think the pace was just too much for him in that second moto to get third. All right, he, or even the first moto. Right. I mean, I don't think that Anderson is just so much faster than him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I so think, I, he, a podium in a moto doesn't seem out of the question right now, anyway. And he qualified fourth, so his speed's, right. his speed's good. And we don't know how long he was riding before he got this ride. Maybe he wasn't riding. Yeah, anything, no, I don't know. think that much. Right. Yeah. So you know. yeah, I mean, if you just apply logic to it, logic would tell you that for sure, if he's just having a good moto, he could have beaten Jason Anderson. You know, I I don't know how you could argue that. Anything more on Marty Davalos coming back anytime soon for that team? Or is it the fact that Porcel's riding for him meaning he's out for the year? Do we know? Uh, I think he'll be back. He's been practicing outdoors and riding, so okay. I don't have any kind of timeline. Yeah, yeah, I no, think no. he'll be back out there. So they'll have three guys on the 450s? Or will Marty go to 250s? I think he's he's scheduled to ride a 450. I don't know if that changed with the Purcell signing, but he, he was originally okay. supposed to ride the 450. All right. Paul Bumek Show is by com and uh, Fly Racing. What about uh, Adamson Cirillo? Uh, do you think he would have won that moto, JT, had he not fallen? I don't think so. I think he would have gotten second. And I only say I don't think so because Muscan had closed back up right. on those guys. Mm-hmm. And I just think that he has found the pace. You know, Adam, Adam pushed the pace so hard at the beginning. And then I think Marvin kind of figured it out, got the lines, got the intensity, and then he had closed it back down, and I just think Muskan's in a better place physically than Adam is yet. So, yeah, and I just think, you know, those guys ride together all the time. Mm-hmm. Marvin knows exactly where Adam is and his fitness and all that. So I just think, you know, Marvin would have been a little bit too much to handle at the end of that moto. I think Adam's ride, though, Kiefer, to me, like we had question marks about him coming in. He'd been off a bike 400-and-something days since he last raced. Not off a bike, since he last raced. We had a lot of questions about him coming in, you know, how he's going to do, what's he going to do, shoulder-wise, everything else. Like, his rides, even though he fell in that first moto, he qualified fastest, led a lot of laps, had the fastest lap time in the first moto. Second moto, he got tired, which he knew was going to happen, and then, like JT said, it, he'll get better. 
I think immediately right now you have to put him in for podiums and wins every weekend. I agree. Just, just like that. Like We had questions. He answered them. He's good now. Right, I agree. And well, I, I got to get his fitness figured out. Right. Yeah. I didn't think he'd be as good as he was personally. When I saw practice times, I was like, holy shit, he's, he's, he was almost a full second faster in practice. So, right. Yeah, so it was surprising. But I think for sure he's going to win one here in the next few rounds. So, um, How long do you think till he gets his fitness up? What do you think, JT? I think it just depends. I, I think as we go into some of these tracks, because if you, you know, Glen Helen I think will be pretty nasty rough. So that one, you know, depending on the temperature down there, might be a tough one for him. But then going to Colorado, I don't think that track is all that physically demanding. They they seem to work on it a lot. It doesn't get just, you know, brutally rough. So a track like that, I could see him, see him pulling something off, um, and that would be a yeah. couple more weeks. Uh, it just, you know, I think it'll be week to week and situational. But, you know, he's working really hard, and we know the program he's on. So I don't think it'll take all that long it's hard though and Kiefer you've been there JT you've been there it's hard to make gains in the week you know you only ride it you got to recover you only got to ride for a couple days you're flying out you know yeah but these races man they really get you in shape quick (laughs) they tear you down quick too hey uh we had yeah they do but yeah you know those guys are super smart with their recovery uh I I think the program he's on you know this is not a road that Alden hasn't been down before he knows you know what to do to bring somebody back quick so i think uh i think the racing actually gets you in shape quicker than anything else because it pushes your body so hard then you recover put another really hard day in and uh for a kid that young and he's generally pretty fit anyway and he has age on his side he'll he'll, it'll, it'll be quicker than you think uh Kiefer asked tomac a question uh earlier on the show about um Training at elevation. Uh, I don't know how high it is when um, where he is in Cortez there, but what do you? How much do you think that helps? I think it helps quite a bit. Uh, if you talk to any kind of fitness, you know, athlete or any kind of professional in an endurance sport, they're always looking for endurance training. I mean, it's it's a prerequisite to reach elite levels of fitness. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I don't know if, you know, it, I don't think it helps you go faster on a dirt bike, right. but I certainly think it, it allows you to reach a higher level of fitness. Um, you know, I don't think that really for motocross or supercross, it's mm-hmm. absolutely necessary because I, because I think you can get to the, the fitness level you need, but it's certainly not hurting anything. You know, I, I think right. he's able to get to California and ride when the weather uh, isn't really suitable in, in Colorado, but... Uh, for sure, I bet his VO2 max numbers are reflective of where he trains at. I would have no doubt about that. And his recovery, I think, would be better also. Do, do, do you think that Kiefer should get a hyperbaric chamber um, for his Canadian races? Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Do you feel like I should get one maybe before my mountain bike rides and things like that? I don't know, man. They suck. I've, I've spent quite a bit of time in one myself with dealing with injuries. With Chad, yeah, were you they, in with Chad, or was it just? It was Chad's hyperbaric chamber, yeah. No, but you weren't in with Chad. Like, <laughs> no, okay, all right. There's checking. no, there's no way you could physically fit another. Mm, you'd find a way. You would find a way to get in there with him. But did it, how did how did you feel when you used it? Did you feel a difference? Uh, I felt like it, it helps with my inflammation. Um, that was the biggest thing right. that I that I kind of noticed. Um, are they comfy, or they just put them on the floor? No, right? they suck. Okay. 
yeah, it's it's super loud. Um, it's loud. The pump is like oh, because the pump it's creating, pumping. Yeah, yeah, the vacuum and earplugs. It's it's super. If you're claustrophobic, you're gonna be miserable. Mm. Uh, is it like and a, it's boring? Is it, I mean, you spend spend a couple two or three hours in that thing, and you're in just this bubble by yourself that's all zipped up and. Is it, you can't really get out of it. it. It's it's not good. There's nothing really good about it. Is it like an MRI tube or worse? Uh, it's different because it's your whole you know your your whole body's in it and it's you can okay. see out of it. So there's a window. Um, so yeah. you're an MRI, you're just like staring at the you know wall. I kind of freak out at MRIs. I don't know if you guys do, but it's uh, it's, yeah. just, it's similar it's to that. If you don't, if you're claustrophobic, you're not going to have a good time. Right. Um, let's, we were wondering about Adam Cincerillo's fitness a little bit yeah. and when it, you know, when it starts getting better, let's get him on the show. That's what we do on the show. Oh. Adam, welcome to the show. Yeah. I really don't know why I'm here. No, I know. We called you. <laughs> um, do, do I need a hyperbaric chamber? First of all. Ooh, yeah, that's marginal gains and you have a lot of big ginormous steps to make before you can make little ones. Oh. He, he's not plateauing yet. So. <laughs> okay. I see. No. <laughs> Do you think training at altitude like Eli Tomac does helps him? Um, if I man, if I had just got off the phone with Eldon and asked him, I could probably have a pretty educated answer. But I okay. have no idea. Probably, I okay. mean, he won by a minute and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, uh, I'm actually moving to Colorado. I just put I just put ninety uh, thousand dollars down on a two million dollar home. <laughs> Hey, we were talking about your fitness. Good job, by the way, at Hangtown. I think it was a very positive race for you and a big step up. So you were a big source of discussion on the show here. And you kind of knew you were going to get tired. Your fitness isn't exactly there. 400 days since you raced and all that. So it's been a long time. But when do you expect to get better? And how tough is that to get better during the season? I mean, for me, like, I'm never like a guy that's, I'm not like a physical freak of nature. By any means, okay. like I'm not just like VO2 max and just off the chain and all that stuff. So like boot camp and you know all that stuff to get a good base that really that really benefits me. And I've only had about six seven weeks on a motorcycle. And obviously, as anybody slightly educated in that area knows, it's not enough like right. a lot of time to build a base up. So I I don't know how long it'll take, but I even think. On Saturday, even if I would have not crashed and just not expel with things and you start beating yourself up, I, I think I probably would have got tired maybe like 20 minutes, 25 minutes okay. into the second moto, which really, I would think I could realistically, I was in fifth, I was thinking I realistically could maybe lose one spot in mm-hmm. six, seven um, without that crash. So, I mean, we're looking at like maybe like a three in the first moto at worst and make like a three, seven, which isn't. Okay. You know, isn't too bad. Right. So I would expect. I don't know. Give me, uh, give me four races before I'm just pinning it. There you go. Okay. Yeah, All right. So Stamp it. But I'm not. Don't. I mean, don't quote me. On I just that. tweeted don't, it. Don't so start timer now. Yeah. I don't really know. Tick 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 tick. You had to have me on. Yeah. No. We, well, we were debating this topic. I think you would have won the first moto had you not fallen. Uh, but Marvin was catching you a little bit. But I'm going to stick with the fact that I think you maybe you would have won. So. I don't know, man. Um, Whatever. Yeah. I got eight. I won. I won eight. Hey, I won practice though. I went one eight because I won practice. Do you get all the Bud Light you can drink? Because you got the Bud yeah, Light I was, pull. I was making. There's a lot of jokes being made between practice and the first moto, but <laughs> right, right. Not that funny. Um, okay. Well, hey, thanks. I don't want to take up your time. You weren't supposed to come on, but oh, we were, hold on. Oh, what? Hold on. 
You're going through his name's his... Michael, by the way. His yeah. name's Michael. Oh, yeah, what's up? Is that your middle name or something? It's his, no, it's his real first name. Oh, no, it's my first name, and people think it's hilarious. Like, now, instead of people sending me the cover of the Fall Out Boy album and saying, oh, that's you. Did you see, no, did you see this you? I didn't know you were on the cover of Fall Out Boy. Right. Now, I get, oh, I didn't know your first name was Michael. But they don't know it really is. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, people... People think that the MX Sports TV crew are a bunch of morons, um, but they really need yeah. to put it. They really, really need to make it Adam, like for reals. Just change yeah, it. Yeah, they did. I think they're going to. Okay. I think they're going to. Second I was, moto was I was Adam. actually a little mad between motos because I know I was going to hear it a lot. Yeah. On social media. Right. You're you're going through a set of whoops. You immediately turn left and swap out into another rider. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you make the other rider get trapped underneath his motorcycle. Do you pick the motorcycle up off of him and then continue on? Yes or no? Uh, if I noticed clearly that he was trapped under the motorcycle, then yes. Okay, but he if just I, had his legs pinned. His, his upper body is open and free. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, he's gone. I might even wheelie over the you know, <laughs> wheelie over bike. Kiefer is, Kiefer's so pissed at Nelson right now because of – did you watch it on TV? Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I so – I, I, um, I didn't even see it out of the corner of my eye, but – I saw that I almost got flattened. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he kind of like jumped over the thing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Jay, did we ask JT this? Yeah, we asked him. He was agreed with me. He agreed with you? Yeah. Okay, so Tomac and I are on one. All right, so Adam, you're the deciding factor. Tomac and I believe that Nelson, just go, just race. It's not like Bogle's life was in danger. But he's yelling for help. Hey, man. It doesn't matter. Get your, it doesn't matter. You're fine. It's not like Wilbur. Yeah. Wilbur was like tra- full trapped underneath. I think, you know. I think people on the track, like, I don't know, you go into race mode, and, like, when I'm on the track, like, I'm a pretty personable, like, you know, I'm not, like, <laughs> unapproachable or intimidating by any means off the track. Like, I'll talk to anybody on the line. I don't care. Right. But when I get on the track, I hate everybody's guts. Like, they could, I, I mean, I would do anything. I would, I mean, if you asked me if I needed to, I don't know, stick a knife in the back of their leg to mm-hmm. beat them, I would. Right. You know, that's just that's just how people are on the track sometimes. I think some people aren't like that, but you can't really hold it against them like that mentality on the racetrack, I think. But, JT, you, know, you were like I'm that. Eight, I'm, all, I'm 18, and I'm just over overly aggressive, I guess. Yeah, full of hormones. Um, JT, you were like that. Uh, yeah, I was a huge dick. You hated people. Yeah. Yeah, so he knows. All right. Yeah, no, Bogle was fine. It wasn't like Wilbur Hahn. Will was trapped. Like, the bike was burning him, like... When I just thought, when it, was, did I just that, thought that, it was BS because he was heading over there and they decided not to. Well, bro, he's only got one thumb. He's got a lot of the problems going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> and listen, listen with the McDade thing. I don't know McDade, and I'm not trying to slam him, but he probably knew he was going to get like 18th anyway, <laughs> and he might as well have made the highlight. <laughs> now, it, yeah, because it was the first turn, and the whole pack was gone. So it's like, bro, your your race is done anyway. Yeah, like, hey, man, I'm probably going to get 34th. Let, let me at least get a shout-out on Instagram from Will Hahn. Right. But if I don't help him, I'll get 32nd. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know. Exactly. So, if you're a two-digit guy, you don't pick bikes up on people. That's What's JT? That's what? pretty brutal. That's pretty brutal to say. No, he was down on the first turn. He, he, yeah, the, I mean, whatever. The he, race he, was he over. You're going to get last. You might as well help somebody out. That's what we're saying, JT. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm mocking He's you. He's being guys. sarcastic, Steve. Okay, well, i you know, I got to be careful. JT is very sensitive these days with Chad Reed's, with Chad Reed's hangtown. It's not – things are sensitive. Oh, gosh. So. Okay, Adam, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. No worries, guys. Have a good one. See you. All right. 
So four races. Four races, and he's going to go 1-1. Put it out on Twitter right now. So what's the... Adam Cincerello says... <laughs> what's the fifth round? Uh, Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek. Okay. JT, did you book your ticket for Muddy Creek yet? I'm not going. Oh, that's right, you mother effer. <laughs> oh, I just remember <laughs> that <hurt>. again. <laughs> Dude, Tri-Cities was like $1,000 to go to Tri-Cities. Like, come on, bro. Why in Knoxville? I did. No, I did, but I want to go to Tri-Cities. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Hashtag, hashtag media problems. Let, let me know how the lake is on that Saturday. When I'm uh, when I'm sitting with my feet up on the couch watching practice on my computer, and then just you know walking back and forth, maybe get a croissant out of the right. you know croissant. the kitchen and refill my coffee. Right. Let me know how the sweltering <laughs> Tennessee heat is. Uh, yeah, that sucks. It's got like bong juice build up in your shorts. There we go again. Oh, sorry. See, somebody already tweeted. Adam Cincerello said he's going to win the next four motos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joy of, of, of coming on the show, right? All right, JT, we're going to let you go, bro. Uh, it's right. right where you are. Thank wanted you. I wanted to uh, mention huh? a couple things before I go. No, no, you can't. No. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to talk anyway. Okay. Fly uh, here. No, Best there's, there's, uh, I know I've mentioned a couple times, but uh, one of my sponsors, Newberry Park Bicycle Shop, is having a big grand opening this weekend. Uh, Check it out if you're in the area, L.A. area. Uh, they're running some pretty cool stuff, beer garden and all kinds of cool stuff. And so they're in New- Newberry out. Park, uh, California. Yes, correct. Uh, they help out a bunch of us. They help out myself, uh, Cole Seeley, um, Trey Kennard, a bunch of guys. So mm-hmm. uh, it's not just me. <clears throat> and then uh, VIP also, we're rocking and rolling with that. Kicked off this weekend for the outdoors. So if you want any inf- information on that, kind of – Make your outdoor experience the best it can be. Uh, get a hold of me, you know, tweet me, email me, shoot off a flare, fly a plane above my house with a banner, whatever you got to do, uh, and I'll get a hold of you. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, other than that, J- I'm good. JT's got a AOL email address, everybody, <laughs> if you want to hit him up <laughs> while you're at it. You know what? I pay, I pay $36 a month for AOL. No way. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Why? What the fuck it's are you doing? Brutal. I saw my bill today. I was so pissed off. Wow. What, why yeah, would you do that? Good. What? Huh? Yeah. Tell me about it. They've been getting $36 a month from you for 15 years. They're stoked. <laughs> yeah. yeah even more reason to sign up for the VIP. Help support my AOL habit. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe it. Uh, they were charging me for a long time. This was years ago. And uh, they would not reverse the charges. And I was like, I'm done with you guys. And they said, you're locked in or something. I just canceled the credit card that they were billing. And I'm like, ah, suck it. I didn't need the card anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm done with you guys. They were assholes. That's That's a strong move. Oh, they were assholes on the phone. And I'm like, look, bro. Maybe it's because you're Canadian. It's America Online. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we'll send you a disc. We'll send you a disc. You can load it on your computer. Um, All right. Thanks, buddy. These don't cancel. You're not going to Glen Helen, right? No. Good for you. You mother no. ever. Good for you. Just uh, right. just before he goes, that, that these colors don't cancel. That was strong, JT. Um, <laughs> hey, give give us Kiefer's finish in Canada. Give us Kiefer's two moto finishes in Canada. Um, you're riding 250 class, correct? Yep. 9-11. All right. All right. He's happy with that. He'll take That's it. That's all right. Yeah, take he'll it. take it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, see you guys. Jason Thomas, everybody. Jason36 at AOL.com. Email him that $36 way. for that 36 Dude, right there. I never thought of that. I should have brought that Is up. Is that where they came up with the Ma'am, $36? Did, Ma'am, did you ever do the uh, BTO experience? The VIP uh, experience? No, I, I spoke to JT um, 
in the outdoors. I said, oh. Was it not look, enough for you or nah, you need to pay more? I asked him. I said, how about Vegas? But And he said, remind me at the start of Supercross. Yeah. And he goes, nah, already sold it to people who had oh, wow. went before. Mother effer. You motherfucker. Yeah, JT jacked you. Nah, it's all good. All right. Uh, we're coming back, doing the last commercial break of the night. Um, Sammy Hagar's new live disc just dropped. I got a downloaded notice on my phone, so we will be coming in after the third commercial break with the new Hagar album. Probably play it its entirety, an hour and a half or whatever, so get ready for that. 79 minutes or whatever. No, I'm just kidding, I but I will say, be playing it. shit about my pick. And, uh, and we're going to have uh, the Seven Deuce Deuce and uh, much more at BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs, and uh, more Hangtown Talk. And, yeah, we're... Sorry, man. This thing's all jacked up, man. You it's all jacked be- up, meaning you hit the play button? No, no, no. I didn't hit the play button. It has to download because we don't have it on the normal soundbite. Coming in too early again. You were <laughs> wrapping it up, man. It was already good, and then you kept going. Two pumps. See chop. you when we get back, everybody. Hey, guys. This is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. 
For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5-10% to power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. How's it going? My name's Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name's Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes with Andy Wrench on the number 10. Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like better on Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. You go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. 
you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Hope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. 
and they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know, you know these, these bars, bars can take the abuse you'll you give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Sammy Hagar band, The Circle with Jason Bonham, Vic Johnson, and Michael Anthony. It's a new live disc. Who's singing backup? I don't know who that is. They had different people at different places, you know? Might have been Michael Anthony. But you want to talk about a live disc. Halen just released a live disc with DLR, and it, it sounds like garbage. Garbage. Dave just can't sing anymore. He's just garbage. Gibbs, can we get Seven Deuce Deuce on the line, please? Thank you. Adam Internet coming up here on a Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. You want a set of webcams? Hot cams? Oh. Hot cams. Hot cams. Uh, unleash the power within hotcamsinc.com. At the checkout, type out the, type out the discount code HOTCAMS2015. 
We're just going to do a random uh, email, so contest at pulpamexshow.com. And we will pick the best person or a random winner. Or Mim will pick the winner's number or the number, and we'll pick that email, whatever. Actually, with Mim, it'll be number nine. Email number nine will number win the... Nine. Uh, number nine. Number nine will win the Hot Cams. Hot Cams unleash the power within. What do you think of the new Bassadown? Willie. I like Willie. He's cool. Yeah, Willie's chill. Tilly, Willie. Yeah, his name's Tilly, but we're changing it to Willie. He, sniff, he sniffs around for food, too, just like Oh, others. he is a food hound. Oh, yes. God, yeah. He, uh... We got him, and he was all shy and kind of like not knowing what's going on. Uh-huh. And today, he tried to leap up and grab my food out of my hand. So, so I'm like... So he's talking to the others. Then. Yeah, he's yeah. just like... They're like, bro, it's yeah. good here. It's cool. Just jump up yeah, and get dude, some shit. <laughs> just take what you can. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Joey Savacci, Eli Tomac, Kevin Tyler, Dylan Kalen, Mim Life... Hashtag MimLife, all in the studio tonight. We appreciate it. Also on the line tonight, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Oh, yeah. Vortex. Email Roger at Vortex Racing for 40% off. Roger wow. at VortexRacing.com. Vortex leading the leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years. Proud supporter of the Pulp Mech Show, going, and they're going big this year. You say 40%? 40, bro. Dude, that's insane. Probably pissed off some dealers here listening, I bet. Wow. But, yeah. Chain and sprockets and bars. Babbitts runs it. Yoshimura Suzuki runs Bab- runs Vortex. V3 Motocross Bar, 29% stronger than competition. Man, that lady's going around with them drinks. She didn't even bring me one. What the hell? Oh, Sammy. He's just ready. Sammy. Some up in Ah, oh, Sammy. I can't believe I missed this concert. He was here. So this is like your NKOTOB. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, no. Hagar with, with Halen would be that. Okay. This is. Let's see what, what song they're playing now. Oh, finish what you started. That's a good song. Yeah, it's probably it's about sex, so you probably like it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Anything with sex, I like. Yeah. Yeah, it has like it's just like baby making music. I like it. Yeah. Priggers. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, I I I, got, I did get tickets to uh, Third Eye Blind to come into Vegas. There and, you go. Yeah, Third Eye Blind, solid. Yeah. New disc coming out. So. Good. I like Third Eye yeah. Blind. All right, enough of that. Vortex Racing bringing you our next guest on the show. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. You know him as our regular co-host, Privateer Hero, the Seven Deuce Deuce. What's up, bud? What up, guys? How you guys doing? How are you, bro? Dude, good. Did I really just hear you get 40% off anything Vortex? Yeah. That's insane, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Dude. I'm about to go there right now. <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. I was like, shit. Uh, I, I, was I can't the... even get that discount when I send my resume in, dude. <laughs> hey, you're, uh, how's the healing going up? How is that? <clears throat> so so everything's going good with the healing. I had surgery uh, two and a half weeks ago now. I got a pin through my navicular, uh, a pin through my triquetral, and for people that don't know what that is, which nobody knows what that is, the boxer fracture, so the one on the outside of your hand, I got a pin in that. Mm-hmm. And then I ripped the tendon off the middle of my hand because oh. it was dislocated. So they put a little grappling hook on that thing. But luckily, uh, the surgeon I had was really, really good, and she put me back together just perfect, and everything seems to be healing just fine. So that's good. Good to hear. So when, like, when do you start riding? Like, When would you think you'd... Uh, uh, it's going to be beginning mid-August. So okay. it's, it's going to be a while, but it's not too long. Someone just tweeted that you're coming up next. They're going to listen to the rest of the show tomorrow so they can fast forward through that waste of time. 
Wow. <laughs> oh, really? That's a real bummer. <laughs> you still like him, though, right? You're still buddies. You yeah, still like that guy. Yeah, cool, dude. Right. I'm sure he has his reasons. Right. Hey, um, <laughs> exactly. How's the how's the Subway rap and the Pulpamex rap coming? Is that happening? Oh, yeah. No, it's in the works. I just have so much shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so much stuff going on. Like, it's crazy. I, I got hurt, and now I have almost more shit going on than I had when I wasn't hurt, which right. is kind of crazy to think about, but at least I'm, I'm kind of just trying to do something and, uh, stay in the, the eyes of all the fans and kind of keep everybody up to date and keep everybody kind of having that seven deuce deuce way. You know what I mean? Uh, here's someone also on Twitter. Kiefer will get last. Okay. All right. I still like him. <laughs> Kiefer, I still like yeah, him. I'm sure exactly. he has his reasons. He has his reasons <laughs> why he thinks I'll get last. <laughs> that, that, that should honestly be one of those little, B-roll things on the show. I'm sure he has his reasons. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, so what are you doing right now? What's happening? And you, you got a new show going on, a web show. That sounds cool. It sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it. It's going to air um, this Wednesday. It's uh, it's going to have race highlights in it. Uh, Motorsports, the uh, main supporter of the B- show. BTOsports.com. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to have, you know what I mean, some... Uh, some gear and uh, obviously race highlights, some of the stuff that I thought was key to the race, mm-hmm. like some of the passes and crashes to the race, um, some funny commercials that we kind of made up, some little skits and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and a little seven-deuce-deuce twist to the whole show, and uh, my nice. brother and Mo Filthy are going to be in it. So we also have a cool little giveaway each week, and uh, I- I'm hoping to be really, I'm hoping it's really, really good. Everything's coming together very well, and uh, I'm stoked for the show. And the guy who's like filming it, kind of editing and producing it, is a big time dude, right? Like a guy who really knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, this is this is like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big deal. I mean, we the camera quality and the guy who's editing the show is it's it's a big deal it's going to come out really really professional i think everybody's going to be really surprised on how well the show turns out so i'm stoked and you're literally doing it in your in your garage (laughs) yeah it's uh (laughs) i mean it's kind of like it's in my garage but it's like we obviously set it up so it's it kind of looks it's the moto shop the name of the show is Mm -hmm. called the moto shop where do they go uh, for it where do they got to go to watch it um you're going to go to motorsports youtube page so you should be able to find it on uh, motorsport.com and a few other avenues and then um, the main spot to look at this is uh youtube on the motorsport page also you can find the link on um the moto shop show uh Obviously on Instagram and Twitter. So if if you guys want to check it out there, that'd be awesome. Is a is a it's, it's a live deal? Yeah, no, it's not live. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be recorded and got produced. It. So so it should it should it's gonna turn out really sick. We got a lot of cool clips, a lot of really really funny stuff, and uh, it's coming out really really good. I'm how are you it. How are you able to get Mo Filthy under contract for this for this thing? Uh, it was really really hard. A superstar like Mo Filthy and uh, mm-hmm. and T Dog. It, it was difficult. I had to spend about 100 Gs on Mo and 250 on Ty, so I'm pretty <laughs> – the budget's tapped right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, Fil- uh, it's a little crazy. I picture I, I, I picture Mo Filthy just being, you know, super busy and no time for something like this. He's just very yeah, busy. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he's ridiculously busy. He, uh, <laughs> he's got two jobs, one hosting at Firestone, the other one cutting me at Albertson. So it's like <laughs> – it's he's he's you know what I mean, and then online school, so it's right. up. he's he's booked up. I was lucky to get him for a hundred thousand. How long do you expect the the video to be or the the, the show? Um, the show the show's going to be pretty short. It's going to be a little highlight film with just kind of like a bunch of punchlines and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. about ten minutes 
it's eight to ten minutes long. So no, we're it's not going to be a super long show, but it won't be short. It'll be just enough to where everybody starts the show. You're entertained through the whole thing. You get everything you need to know, and and you're out. So yeah, don't don't make it drag on like four and a half hours, like some shows that I know five hours. No, don't. no, it's <coughs> definitely not going to drag on. You're going to be entertained. I meant more. And, this show. You know what I mean. And to give us a little bit of break, this is going to be the first one. I think it's turning out really, 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 really good, but it's only going to get better. So I think, it's, I think it's really, really, really whack. Nah, it's going to be really, really, really sick. Easy crisscross. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just please make it better than Hot Lap. Please make it better I than Hot Lap. I, got, I, I honestly, I think you guys are going to be blown away on how sick this show is. So Wednesday, drops Wednesday. Drop Wednesday. Uh, will you stick around on the show for us right now to do btosports.com Gabba Gibbs? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. BTOsports.com, Gabby Gibbs. BTOsports.com, Gabby Gibbs, Gabby Gibbs, Gabby Gibbs, Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs, 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 These are questions submitted to at Pulp Mech Show. And Gibbs over there, who got paid all his money tonight for the rest of the year and has been on his phone most of the show. Chicks. Um, is uh, wait a minute. Gibbs has been on the phone most of the show, and I got him fly boots. Yes, absolutely. Have yep. you worn them? No, not yet. What? They're still what, man? What? Dude, I've been busy. They're still in prime condition. You tell me we're in a blender. Two little guys. What? Yeah. No one got that. You didn't get that. Gavin Gibbs, BTOsports.com. Okay. Use the code PulpMX when you're checking out. Save yourself big time at BTOsports.com. Much better than Motorsport. And all, anything else that Motorsport does, BTOsports.com. Maybe I don't want to wear the fly I'm boots. just kidding, Antonap. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't want to wear the fly boots. Keep them clean. Um, Gibbs got paid his whole entire 2015 salary tonight. It's like 20 grand. Uh, and uh, and he's been on his phone all show. I, his enthusiasm level has just plummeted. Friggin' gone nosedived. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I don't understand the difference between this show and the last show. Um, okay, so these are the, the best questions, and submit it to at Pulp Show Twitter. You've gone through them, them and picked them, the best ones. So yeah. Adam Antonap, Chris Kiefer, Dylan Kalen here, Mim Life. Let's let's do this. All right, this first one's actually from A. Corey Mosier. Yeah, coming in hot tonight. He says, Hangtown used to be considered the worst track on the circuit. Does it still hold that prestigious no. title? No, it's good. It's strong. That, there's probably been no track that's uh, made more of an improvement than Hangtown. I think the worst track now is by far Utah. That was his other question. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Utah is just garbage. Glenn Helen. Uh, although, Antonab, you did pretty well there. Dude, I think Utah is awesome. <laughs> I think the spectating really, really, really sucks. Right. But the track's not bad. Yeah. All right. Chris wants to know. That's my feelings on that. Chris wants to know from everybody, does Tomac's dominance rank higher than Tortelli's at Glen Helen 91? 91. Yeah. No, that's 99. I don't even remember that. I was only I was one years old. That 99 was Tortelli. This guy has his years. He's off on his years. Or Gibbs read it wrong. But yeah, of course. Uh, 99. Well, we talked about it a little bit. Um, it's on that level. Yeah. Hmm. The Tortelli 99 Glen Helen ride is it's impressive. It's an all timer. Really? Oh, I need to go watch it. Oh god, yeah, dude. He rips through the pack. He gets terrible starts, number 44, and he rips through the pack and he passes everybody and leaves them behind. He's wearing like a chest wow. protector underneath his jersey. Yeah, no fear gear. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, dude. Hope. Did you know Tomac won by a minute and thirty-one seconds? That's ridiculous. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was a great ride. That's like fast. <laughs> yes, yes. It where, is. where where do you put yourself on at Hangtown Seven Deuce Deuce? Where would you thought you would have been around? <clears throat> I'm saying anywhere between eighteen and twenty-two. There you go. Stamp it. Stamp it. All right. Hobo Nick wants to know, 
Is Parcells' deal just for the summer, or is he planning on lining up at 8-1 on a Husky? Good question. You know, I heard that it was supposed to be GPs next year. It was a deal with Husky again to carry over and to go back to the GPs this year. Really? That's what I heard. I also heard from somebody that talked to him that Porcell is very angry with me. Said he can sue me for some of the things that I've been saying about him. What? So I look forward to seeing that lawsuit. He can line up with Genova because Genova is also threatened to sue me. So get in line behind Genova and sue me. I was going to ask you, did you, you didn't do a post-interview with him. And I was no, he doesn't like me and whatever. Uh, so, like so what? Exactly. They right. Say they don't, uh, oh, oh, oh! I thought you it was you. Oh. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. Um, what? There's people who like them, and and yeah. I mean, all I've ever done is the problem that I have, the problem that he has, is I know all these people he's worked with as my friends over in Europe. Last year with Factory Yamaha, his mechanic last year, the pro circuit guys. Unfortunately for Christophe Porcel, I know these people well. And when I say to them, how was Porcel? And they immediately launch into a bunch of swear words and talk about working with him. Okay. And I go, I go, hmm, okay. Well, what, 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 is, what does he do? What is he picky? Or what yeah, he... just blaming the bike. Okay. Very hard to work with. Uh, never able to kind of say, hey, it's my fault. It's always something. Everything's shit. Right. Nothing is ever good enough. And so... Okay, so we're working on, since he's left Pro Circuit, he's literally gone to four different teams and had one-year stints with these teams. So let's see at the end of this year if he can stay on a team again. Now, I guess he can sue me for saying this, but I'll I'll bring all these other dudes that told me this stuff into court and we'll we'll have it out. It's funny because you say that because I saw an interview with him. I mean, I think he's a nice guy, like as far as, like, whenever I tried to interview him back in the day when he was talking to me, he was kind of a dick to me, but... I was like, ah, he's French, doesn't know the language, whatever. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's it's okay. It's not the first time that a guy has been a little weird. And I've I've seen great interviews with him. Where he's friendly and laughing and joking. Like John Knowles from Scotts, like loves him. So that's cool. Right. However, I talk to people that have worked with him, and this is what they tell me. Right. So then I go and tell my listeners or my readers these things, and now I'm the dick. So whatever. Okay. So maybe I should just not say anything. I don't know. That's, it's funny because the interview I, I watched with him before the race, he blamed the Yamaha last year because it wasn't set up right for him. Oh, shocker. So, And I rode that bike, and that bike was retarded. Retarded fast. Jeremy Martin and Cooper Webb did pretty well on it. Right. You know? So, again, like, yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting, He's an interesting guy. He's incredibly talented, but there's a lot of bridges that he burns with people, and good luck to him and him and his team in this little. Who's his mechanic this year? Uh, it's Brent Myron. Oh, it is Brent. Yep. Okay. So, all right. All right. TJ has a two-part question. Okay. He says, I saw Pike on TV cutting well inside the yellow track markers around a corner. I saw that too. Does JT get fined? <laughs> That'd be good if we should have JT on the line. <laughs> and the second part question That's is. That's good. Yeah. And, and MX Sports will send him a photo <laughs> of Pike. Pike. <laughs> this is what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then he also. That's was, an all timer, too, story. That's a good 100 shit. bucks. Yeah. You were cutting the course. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Prove it. Here's why we're cutting it. <sighs> all, all time. That's good yeah, stuff. Exactly. His other part question, which is probably not a good time to ask this tonight. Everyone would agree Gibbs is killing it. Is it time for a raise? No. Okay. No. Just wondering. You got your boots, bro. Can Did you just you- back off? I didn't ask the Did question. Did he actually write that part of the question? Yeah. That- I didn't no. ask that the, question. The, the, the Twitter name is Mrs. Gibbs in no. LV. No. You can look this up. At name Mrs. Is Gibbs. There's no Mrs. Gibbs, thank God. <laughs> I like how it says uh, uh, 
Everyone agrees that Gibbs is killing it. That's exactly what it says. <laughs> I, Over under on how many fake handles uh, Gibbs has I on know. Twitter. Everyone agrees. It's unanimous. Just everywhere. Oh, jeez. All right. Everyone agrees, it. dude. Well, I don't know what to say. All okay. right. Rick wants to know, and the uh, perfect deuce deuce is on the phone. Maybe he can answer this. Do all pros still hit their first shift off the gate with the heel of their boot like McGrath did back in the day? No. No. Why? Hell no. Nobody does that shit. <laughs> Hell no, no one does it. We all we all use our toe. Well, I can say that the uh, the fly sector boot has a mean ledge on the heel to be shifting that first. It does. Was Willie just trying to hump Rocky? Yeah, he was. It was oral sex going on for like two seconds right now. Rocky just got put down yeah. by Willie. By Willie, right. We he's out. He, yeah, are we talking about the dogs in the studio right now? Yeah, yeah we are. He's we like are. a true male. He's already sleeping, dude. Hey, I did a I did a feature story on Andrew Short starts, um, and um, yeah, look forward to the next issue of Racer X. Uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, did he call? Did you call Shorty? Andrew? I called Shorty. I talked to Burner, who first told him kind of the third gear stuff, and yeah, interesting little uh, thing. I talked to a couple of guy data guys that don't work for the BTO team about starts and things like that. So nice. Yeah. Did he heel shift? No, no. I, I think like you said, no one does that anymore. No. But that that was MC's move back in the day. Yeah, no, it was. I remember that. All right. Uh, Scott wants to know if Amart finishes your top five, does he get offered a top tier ride? No offense to Rock River, or is he too old? Um, no, I don't think so. He had a good year this year. He's not too old. How old is he? Twenty five. Twenty six. He's, he's that old. He's got twenty four. No, maybe? I think we were talking. Me, uh, my brother, and I were talking about this last night. Okay. I think Allard's going to get a ride. I, I really do. He's been riding so good, even in Supercross. And just rolling over to outdoor. If he keeps this up, there's no reason that somebody won't give him a ride. But, hey, don't sleep on that Cycle Trader Rock River team anymore. They got Yamaha support, GYT Motors, uh, GYTR good mo- good motors, uh, good bikes. Alex credits that team and his bikes for a big reason why he did well. And you know they have some money now. They get money from Fly X Brand pays them. Like, right. don't sleep on that team for you know stepping up and keeping them. So I yeah, feel- no, that, that's. That's definitely true, but if I guarantee you, if Rockstar Yamaha offers him a offers him a ride with his brother, he's not going to turn it down. You saw racing Yamaha. Yeah, that's that's the one I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. And we, and, you know, we talked about that with the with the uh, Mitchell Oldenburg thing. You know, Albertson's pretty pissed at him leaving, and I get it. But if you're Mitchell Oldenburg, that's your shot, man. You got to take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you have to. Right, like Antonep, like you, you know, Cycle North helped you out and. And you've got all these great sponsors, including Fly Racewear. If Rockstar Husky called you and you had to wear four or whatever, you got to do it, right? I mean, you love these yeah, guys. No, but you, you have to. You love all these guys. But what you have to do is you have to call these people and say, this is what's happening. You know what I mean? I got this offer. I have to take this. And they're going to be fine with it. And yeah. if they're not, you got to do what's best for yourself yep. in the end. Exactly. Well said. All right, Which next question. sucks sometimes, but you got to do it. All right. This next question a person like you, Steve, hates, but a person like Mips loves. Mips? Who's Mips? Mims? Mips? That's the shit that's in the helmet. Mips. Yeah, 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 Mips. My bad. Mips? Mips technology. What's, Mips technology. What's up? Hashtag so Mips that's life. why you're rich. Got it. <laughs> all right. Okay, Steven wants to know, or I'm sorry, no shakes. If they were all still under prime, how would they finish in an outdoor race? Villapoto, Carmichael Stewart, Everts, and Kyle Rowley. Yeah, this is a stupid I question. I know you hate right, that right. question. Yeah. Yep. But every person listening probably is intrigued. And especially because Timmy Ferry's not in there either. Okay, let's add Ferry in there. Everts. Who else? Villo. Villo, Carmichael, Stewart, Everts, and Kai Rowley. Outdoor race. I'm going to make some people mad. 
I don't know about the order, but it makes people mad right now. Mm. And it could be because I really don't like Carmichael, mm. which is true. Mm. But James Stewart's just so, I mean, those battles that they had, Carmichael usually came out ahead. But Stewie's done things on bikes that I, that's still never been done. So, I don't know. I'm that's go, a hard question. I know. Let's go with Stu, though. Yeah, no, I like Stu. Well, we know you were going to say Stu, Adam. <laughs> you wrote I, at I his don't house. know, dude. I was leaning, get, I was leaning towards Bill Puddle, honestly. Mm. I lean towards Timmy Ferry. Here's my, here's and my top Mips, five. Mips says Tedesco. Mips, I'm going to go with Stu, RC, Villo, Everett's, Caroli. I don't, dude. I'm saying Villa Puddle's. I don't know, dude. In Villapoto's prime, he was he's fire. Somebody in the chat room is named Gino Vanelli. Do you guys know who that is? That's my is that only handle. is that only my do I am I the only one who knows that is? No. I don't know what is that is. Kalen? Uh, no, no. That's a mid eighties Canadian solo singer. He had like one big song back in the day. <laughs> That's it. Gino no wonder. Gino why Vanelli. Sounds like an Italian. No, he was. He was a greasy Italian dude and he had one hit song. Oh, man. It's just funny that me and this guy in the chat room are the only guys who probably know who Gino Vanelli is. All right, next question. All right. Ben wants to know, are there any Euros coming over to do some Nationals this year? I haven't heard. It would be cool if they did, though. All right, Ben, sorry. He hasn't heard. I don't know. Uh, John wants Mips, to- Mips. Who's the next great Australian? Like, who's – is there a guy coming? Like, I asked Chad this question. Now it's going to be Mips Law. Thanks, Steve. I asked oh, no, Ch- it's already done. I asked Chad this question, and you know Reedy. He's just like, nah, nah they're all garbage. There's like, no, there's no. nobody. You know what I mean? But is there a next Australian great? Nah, nah. You don't think Todd so? Waters is pretty good. Yeah. But no, he's, he's guys, decent, yeah. But, and he's still, what, ninth in um, yeah. 450 GPs? Yeah, nah, I can't see anyone. There's no next this, kid coming up. Like Luke Stake? Luke Stake's pretty good, but nah. Okay. Not not on the Reedy level, but not someone that's going to yeah. come here and win. Or even top five? Away. Or even top five? Oh, yeah. Luke Stake could probably go. Oh fuck! He needs to be on a star Yamaha. Looks okay. like on two DF though. Actually. Yeah, two DF. Yeah. He, he might, but it's just so much more to do when they come here. It's different. It's just it's a yeah. big, big jump to America. Right. Well, this is good luck Premier going back series. to Australia. They're going to throw rocks at you, all your, all your fans. <laughs> he likes America better anyway. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mips. All right. All right. John wants to know uh, what is uh, Bogle's status. Do you guys know if he'll be racing Glen Helen? Is he hurt? Uh, he's hurt. He tweeted today that he had an MRI. Going to get an MRI done. His shoulder's okay. But he may have some internal stuff because he was coughing up blood and stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. Bogle. <laughs> My shoulder's Dude, that up. crash was gnarly. Okay, here we go. Kiefer ass Antinap. Antinap. This is Bogle. It's a pretty uh, good yeah. job, actually. I want to know if you hit me on the side of the track and I'm laying under my bike. Are you going to help it off me, or are you going to leave me fucking hanging? Cheers. I don't know, because I think it looked like it looked like homie Bogle, it looked like Nielsen got up and looked at him, right? and then Bogle was like, go, right? and then Nielsen was like, oh, I, and then left. That is what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was calling really the motherfucker over here. It looked like... It looked like it looked like Nilsson got up and he's like, yo, Bubba, you all right, bro? Right. Like, Maybe he didn't hear me. I was screaming at the top bro. of my lungs. I was <laughs> like, yo, yo, Nelson, Maybe he didn't hear me. That's, that's as much as I got, man. 
I barely pass AMA sound. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> oh, hell no. Adam, Adam probably helps him up. Adam's top-notch dude. He oh, dude, no. No, you know what I would do? I'd just, like, I'd run over, flick his bike off of him, and then dip. Just kind of, I'd leave him laying there. I wouldn't ask him if he was okay. That's I'd cool. That's all I wanted, man. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Just a little bit of help. Hey, wanted, let's man. do a rap together. Let's collab on this motherfucker. You know what no. I'm saying? No. <laughs> no. Bogle and, into, like, Bogle's not that cool with internet rapping. Oh, really? Dude. Yeah. Dude, me and Bogle, we, we got beef, bro. We oh, it's like, it's like old school NWA shit. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it is. All right, well, next question. I'm, I'm kind of threatened just that you're making his voice right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Randy wants to know, what is the best... Randy. <laughs> Whatever. Rand. This is my other ha- handle. He says... Jalapeno. Uh, Randy wants to know, what is the best way to avoid leaky fork seals? The dirt sock or something else? Seems to be a common issue for weakened warriors. Put a fork boots on. Oh, wait. It's upside down. Seal savers, bro. Seal savers. Uh, yep. w- yeah. Do those work? I mean, obviously, they probably do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Get a business card and slide it up there and go yeah, around right? the seal and take the little grit off. Right. Yamahas are notorious for leaky seals. Mm. It's, it's all about how the seal is, too. Some guys have uh, more friction to make them Here last longer. Here we go. Come on. Get my back on this. No, just you're turning this. Gonna, you're going to turn this into something sexual. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm waiting. Like, that's what no, I it's need. not. I was being serious. Seals and stuff. Like, KTMs I know three years everything. ago were notorious for having stiction in their seals. Mm. And, but they last a long long time i can't even think when you start to start thinking about vagina if you keep doing this dirty mouth okay anyway, yeah, anyway next question i'm over it but no okay so yamahas are bad for seals yamahas have more performance versus durability and friction and shafts less friction okay and shafts, shafts. just don't ride so many sand tracks you'll be good right okay. there you go and be careful with the pressure washer too the pressure washer will jack them up hmm. all right eric wants to know how do you run out of who picks these questions me Eric wants to know, how do you run out of gas with 10 minutes and two laps left like Regal did? No, Peters. Did he Peters. say Regal? He said Regal. Regal wasn't there. Good job, bro. Uh, I didn't think it was right, but I was running with it. Uh, no, no, that's fine. It. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I don't know what was going on there. What was going on with Peters? I, I don't know. I don't know. He ran out. Yeah, he stopped for a fuel stop. I don't know. i got to ask Cooper what's up with that. I mean, maybe like uh, it boiled, the fuel they were using, and it was puking out. But wouldn't EFI control that nowadays? They don't well, boil fuel anymore. Well, no, they still boil. They still do. The yeah. the okay. other thing that could have happened is I know that you have to fill your bike up with a like a little bottle full of gas after he could have forgot to do it after the hot lap and ran out of gas. Dude, but he was stopped in like twenty minutes in. He still had a lot of time left. Oh, he did. Yeah, it wasn't like the last lap or nothing. Well, then maybe he had maybe his fuel pump wasn't working right then. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, but, it couldn't have. But look, as I don't a, know. You can't mess it up that as, much. As right? a racer, like, you just pull off, bro. You're out of the points. You could die right. if the thing runs out. Yeah. Just pull off. Right. Yeah. All right. Steven wants to know, why is MAV TV's HD so much different than NBC Sports they HD? They don't have HD. They it's have HD. Bullshit. No, they have it. It's just not on a lot of channels. Really? Yeah, some people MAV TV, bro. I hate that it, man. That was horrible, bro. I was like, dude, are we watching 98 MX Nationals or what? Yeah, you I can't see like, the bumps or nothing. coverage is blowing. <laughs> yeah, Stephen was just wondering why, because it seems like same right. camera, same production crew. What's the issue? Yeah, no, it's all the same that way. It's just a f- quality of television channel. Like, I don't even get it, because I'm at Dish Network, so they're fighting with Mav right now. Mm. All right. Scott McElroy. Uh, this question was for JT, but JT's not here. 
at any point will Reed say F the outdoors and put Burner on the bike? No. No. Burner could go on if Grant or Chad get hurt, but no. Well, Grant's on a ride right now. Scotty Mack used to double class it back in the day. This is the same Scott McElroy. It is. Okay. Yeah. Killer. Uh, Roman wants to know. Great, great radio, bro. Killing it. Roman wants to know if Tomac wins this week, will DV still be MIA and give props to Eli instead of shitting on him like usual? I don't know about that, DV. Let's call him up. DV, uh, I, his call him on Publix should be done tomorrow. So, yep. All right, that has been the Gabby Gibbs segment. We don't have an outro. No. Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. BTOSports.com, use the code PULPAMX when you're checking out brand new website, great guys, mobile phone friendly. BTO Sports KTM team, Andrew Short, Justin Brighton, just some of the people that ride with BTO. Uh, Internet used to ride with BTO before he got booted off the team, and uh, now he rides for the competitor. BTOSports.com, great guys, and uh, we thank them, and uh, yeah. Antonap, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah buddy. I appreciate you guys. Go to Motorsport, Motorsport, the YouTube channel on Wednesday for the Moto Shop show with Mo Filthy, yeah. Tyler, and Adam Antonap. Hey, we got to get you in studio. I need to call you about that or whatever. I got to figure it out. Yeah, so. Let's do it. Hey, and I got something for you when you're healed up, by the way. Oh, really? You and your bro. All right, cool. Tell your brother I to like heal it. up, too. What do you have? What are you talking Don't about? Don't worry about it, Steve. It's super secret. Technical right. stuff. Hey, give me give me Kiefer's finish in Canada. Yeah. He's going up to Canada at race MX two the next two weeks. What's his what's his oh, motor? I'll get it. I'll get it. No, we want a prediction from prediction. You. Oh, prediction. How many guys get to line up? Forty. Thirty. It's Canada. I'm saying, It'll be Forty two. I'm saying Kiefer is a great rider. And he's been riding a lot lately. It's going lately. downhill from here. It's going downhill. But, he's buffering okay, no, no, it. No, no, it's not. It's no. It's not going downhill. And you're running the 450, right? No, 250F. Oh, you're running a 250? Yeah. I'll give you 16th. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you have your reasons. That's cool. I still like you. I still hey. like you. Maybe. Wait a minute. Is that good or bad? Dude, uh, that, that's horrible. We had his team owner, team okay, manager. Well we had his team well owner. I'm saying 10th. Right. Okay. 10th I can live with. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think you could get 10th, too. Like, I don't know <laughs> if there, but, like, I know a couple guys who've raced before. Oh, yeah. I think you could really, really get 10th. Like, at least 10th. I think, I hope I can get 10th, Deuce Deuce. I'm putting you around 16th, who, but I think you'd you get 10th. Who do you think, who do you, who's there that you're worried about? Jimmy D. I'm worried about nine other guys in front of me. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. No, really? Like, really? No, there's like, like a lot of bikes breaking there. Like, if you get a good start and finish, you're going to do fine. <laughs> I, there's, there, there are really good guys up there. So, yeah, 10th would be okay. Yeah, I think anywhere between 10th to 15th, you should be immensely stoked. All right. Well, maybe I'll come through. Thanks. Uh, th- I think you will. I, I really do because you ride a lot. You're really good at racing. And the other thing that you have over a lot of people is that you're an experienced not, – this is not shitting on you, Kiefer, but you're an experienced veteran. And you're going to be relaxed at the race. That's and right. there's going to be kids way too amped up. Right. And you're just going to do good because you can ride. Just because I'm mellow. What about if your wife is your mechanic and she's like in a bikini top giving you pit board signals? Well, she threatened me. To flash her boobs to me, I said, "No, we can't do that." Oh. CMRC wouldn't like. Yeah, it. that wouldn't be good. Yeah. Right. 
So honestly, dude, they're up in Canada. I really don't think they care. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably go in a magazine somewhere up there. Yeah. <laughs> Seven Deuce Deuce, thank you for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. Work on that subway wrap part two, please. Oh, I am. It's in the works. Okay, and uh, we'll touch base soon, bud. Thank you. Heck yeah, thanks guys. Thanks See you, for man. Having me on the show, there, boys. See you, Adam Antonap, everybody. Uh, Mips. Someone on Twitter <laughs> said uh, that was a bit of a write-off by old mate Mips. What about Richardson or Clout? 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 Jackson Richardson. That's what this guy said? What's his handle? At Mitch Rodwell 266. Oh, I'm sorry. At Jax- Jackson Richardson's mom. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that'd be no, about I'm right. Kidding. I'm Luke joking. Clout's got a lot of skill, but a lot of kids love him because he scrubs and all this. Oh, he's an Instagram kid. Yeah, he's an Instagram He's an Instagram banger, <laughs> this Luke yeah. Clout. And I don't. Like, I, this, I grew up watching Burner, Sharky, Reedy, and they, like, you could you tell they were special with these other kids. You just you it's it's cool to watch. They're fast, but yeah, they don't have that special something. <laughs> okay, I, shit, I could throw down. I saw it. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We're wrapping up here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. We'll give away some Fly Racing casual wear tonight. We got hot cams uh, contest at PulpMechShow.com. Uh, for um, for some hot cams. We're going to give those away to a random emailer. Uh, Dylan Kalen, Chris Kiefer, MIPS in studio. Uh, Eli Tomac, Joey Savacci, Seven Deuce Deuce, and Kevin Tyler all on the show tonight. Let's do some voicemails right now. Um, first. Crazy so, lady first. Yeah, we talked about this crazy lady, and I think her area code is from Detroit. I think I, I gave it wrong. I think it's 330 or maybe 303. I can't remember. I may have mixed it up. But So we've had this crazy lady calling us uh, for months now, and I just delete, delete, delete her messages. And I'm finally like, she thinks I'm Sony or she thinks I'm a record producer. I'm really not sure. She's right off her rocker. I was going to block the number. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't block it, but embrace this. Mm-hmm. So we started playing her messages the last couple of weeks here and there. She called seven times over the break. We had we missed her show last week, so she called seven times. Six of them, five, five or six of them, she left messages. A couple of them, she just hung up. And uh, she's she's nuts. So I took the best of this week's voicemails, ramblings, and uh, and put them together. Okay. So uh, let's listen to the crazy lady and see what she has to say this week. By the way, ugly TLA asshole. You're not getting century linked. I burned your ugly fucking shirt. You ever come near me, I'm going to break every fucking bone in your ugly fucking face. In Marie, I'm not into asking you son of a bitch. I'm the owner of Playboy magazine, and I hate you. You come near Hugh Hefner and my children, I'll kill you. Why don't you go piss the ass off the fired fucking girl called Thomas next door. She's your ugly fucking nephew. They got fired from Anthony I am... The Queen of France, the Queen of Sweden, and the Queen of Zurich. I hate you. Go ahead and try finding anything that says Iceland. Don't you hit my chest. I'll kill you. That's it. You're going to be jailed. The Leland House is killing you. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, wow. that's message oh one. God. That's message one. Oh, man. Um, She's scary. It's kind of gnarly, right? Yeah. She dropped a hard R in there, bro. Yeah. That's scary. Um, mm. She's the Queen of Zurich. Queen wow. of... Switzerland. Yeah. She owns Playboy. She owns, uh, she's owns she, she owns Playboy, Playboy magazine. So, yeah, it's uh yeah. she's out there like she needs medical attention. That's that's one of the worst messages that she's left, but wow. She certainly had some other ones. Um, hey, is there a title on our crazy lady 2? No, no, just I got crazy lady. Oh, that's 518 crazy lady. Oh, okay. Uh, cuz I had some other I think I I think I had one before that. Mm, I'm going to give you the wrong file. Super Lame. Super lame of me to do that. I'll check it out. 
Yeah, okay, keep, okay, let's play this one. All right. I, we can skip that one. I can't even be killed now. Severe Romanian government can cut your throat and I can drink your blood. Is it okay for you to lose Romania now? Ugly? Uh, yeah, so she's, a lot of Armenian stuff going on over the messages. There's four or five Armenian messages, so. Well, you can't own Romania. Ugly. First off. Yeah. That's it. That's it? Is it? No, there's more. Especially not back in 72. You should have heard what the Olympus were in the last five or six or seven or eight years. I know what the Dragon Run was like. The one in Munich. I know what Sashi was like. The ones that say they have balance beam people. They're people. They're Have a nice day. <laughs> have a wow. nice day. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Yeah, she leaves. I mean, all, i just been deleting Have them. you ever just tried, thought about just calling her back? Yeah. And? I've done it, but thought kept, about it. Yeah, living your life. Yeah, thought about it. I don't know if I really want to engage this person. So wow. All right. I hate you so much that Lionel Richie's going to take you to your next show called "Where's the Old Place Where the Really Cool Simpson Guy Called OJ Slapped, Mister Ugly." Hey, my son, going to OJ Simpson's house. So you can ask where your gloves never went. Yeah. What if she's hot? Probably oh not. My God. Probably not. Shocking that Kiefer says that. Like shocking. She reminds me like like what if she's like maybe hot? she's like crazy hot supermodel. Yeah, maybe right. she's crazy hot, and then she reminds me of like that movie Fatal Attraction where she boils a rabbit and like she's right. gonna go crazy. That's gnarly. That's it, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy that's crazy lady this week. Uh, there's a few more, but I, I left them out. But uh, yeah, that's crazy lady, everybody. Three three zero area code or three zero three. I think it's Detroit. I think I checked one time. So what if what if she is yeah. just like completely normal and like there's, this yeah, is just the number she calls, just a letter shit. She out. calls a lot of times and says, "Yeah, Sony." She threatens me like I'm Sony, so she doesn't like Sony. So she's threatening me about like different things about Sony and Armenia, Armenia. So. Man, you are three hundred three. Three hundred three is Colorado, so that's not that. Oh no, it's three three zero is Akron, Youngstown, okay. Ohio. I, I want to say I checked and it was Detroit. All those areas sound crazy, though. A lot of people come out of there that do yeah, meth and kill just, people. Just uh, so seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven is the voicemail. You can leave a <laughs> message, and uh, these are the ones. These are the real guys that called while we were gone um, over the break. And uh, here's the best of the best from that. Hey, Steve, just got done listening to this Vegas show. I uh, wanted to give my input on why uh, Dungey's, you know, as in my observation, why Dungey is referred to as a diesel. Why would it be pissed if you call that? But, I mean, Dungey really doesn't have the flamboyant style that Broxton or Tomac has. You know, Broxton scrubs the shit out of everything. Tomac wheelies to the woods, you know, just racing, not for show. You know, and Kennard, you know, always on your rear wheel, always on your ass. That's why he crashes so much. He's always on your ass. But, you know, just Dungey doesn't, he plays it safe, you know. He doesn't really attack people or the track like everyone else does. You know, he's, he's, just, he's just, he's fast and steady, you know. Just thought I cleared that one up. Thanks, guys. That's good. Yeah, that fucking crazy lady is. Great radio, bro. Well, you need to put a bunch of her voice messages together and just literally make a segment on her. She sounds like she's cracked out and needs welfare. 
that is amazing stuff. Mathis, Roger from Massachusetts. What's up, Roger? way to work listening to Pulp Next Show with Jake Weimer. Um, you guys are going on and on about, you know, why are there a couple guys that are always better than everybody else? And you forget, these guys jump out into the lead, and then they have a wide-open track in front of them. You know, they're not bobbing and weaving between these lesser riders or, you know, the B group, as, so as you say, or, um, you know, they don't have to play any tactics. It's just ride your clean laps, ride your clean line, and as long as they don't make any mistakes, you know, they've got a clean track, and they're just taking away, taking off. Uh, let me know what you think about that. Um, love the show. Keep it up. See thank ya. you for listening. I love the fact that you love the show. And no, I love Kyle Chisholm, and this could get me in trouble with Kyle Chisholm wife fans or Kyle himself. You could give Kyle Chisholm a clear track. Let him go. He's not winning. That's not the reason why those guys are so much better. Right. We were talking to Weimer. I'm like, Weimer, why are these guys so much better than you? And I didn't want to be a dick about it, but I'm like, look, like, what is it? Because Weimer's... He's straight up. Weimer could show up at any track in the world and about be the best rider in the world at that track. You know what I mean? He's a great rider. Terrific rider. So I was trying to get to the bottom of like why Tomac and what makes him so much special or James or Timmy. What was his answer? Yeah, I don't remember. But anyways, the point is is that um, like, you know, Kyle doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. It's not a clear track. This guy's saying a clear track helps them. It's not a clear track. I think you're 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 born with something. Hard work obviously pays off, but hard work only goes so far too. You got to have, like you said, right? That something in there. Yeah, and like, what is that? I mean, you're gonna find out in Canada here. Yeah, I can work as hard as I want when I was young, but I still is only going to be this, you know, right. this guy. Even with extra CCs. Right. Extra matter. CCs, right. exactly. All right. By the way, Sinjin's on too and wants to talk about Crazy Lady. Okay. Mathis, here's a request that I think would be kind of fun or funny. Take Pookie to a national, any of them. Uh, have her come up with like four or five questions for any rider or each rider she interviews after the motos. Um, it would be, they can be serious, they can be funny, they can be about uh, Instagram, seeing that she follows a bunch of them. Uh, I know she likes them by their personalities and whatnot, but it would be cool to see uh, her perspective and whatnot. Um, love the show. Keep it up. And Gibbs, as a Flyers fan, fuck your Penguins. I'm glad they got knocked out of the first round. Take it easy, guys. Uh, I, I don't think just, I don't think Pookie. I don't think that would work. Mm. You think? Hire me. I think Pookie would make it entertaining. I think she'd make it, but I think it's just, it's been done. It's kind of like, eh. What's she gonna do? She doesn't even like nationals. She's supercross only. That's right. It's hot. It's dusty. Right. You know. True. Right. Mips? Yeah. Bring her or no? Only if she wants. Oh. She'd ask them the new kids on the block questions. Yep. Which is your favorite new kid? You know? That'd be fun if you could get an answer from someone, but it'd be yeah. difficult. Good luck. These guys don't even <laughs> yeah, know what new exactly. kids are. Uh, Sinjin. Hey, um, I have a question about Oldenburg real quick, but the crazy lady, can we call her right now and all talk? Um, yeah, I need to get her number. I, I don't feel like that'd be a good thing for her. Uh, health and welfare, like if I called her back and engaged her in this stuff. 
I want to just tell her I'm an Armenian Sony person. <laughs> I'll get you. Yeah, I'll get you her number off the air. You can call her. Okay, if I do call her, I'll, I'll record it for everyone. But um, my question for about Oldenburg is, uh, oh, what is like? I know he is obviously trying to get a ride with a good team, if not Troy Lee for next year. What's ideal in your mind for him to be getting to get uh, you know a good on a good team? Uh, next year, even though he was already on the best team, um, he was on Jimmy's team, the best team. You mean? Uh, hey, fuck Raider. Uh, ten, I think top ten. If he gets a top ten overall, like He's in a series, steady but, top ten yeah, all time. We'll do yeah, yeah, for sure. You think that's good enough to? Yeah, have Charlie pick him up. I do okay. for a first year. Yeah, I do. So, all right, sounds good. Okay, I, yeah, I need to get that girl's number because I I would love to call her. Okay, I'll work on it for you. All right, there you go. See, you. I have a question. And what? What does Zach need to do? Because Zach's on his last year, I think. No, another year. He has another year. Yep. Okay, never mind. Go on. Okay. Lips. Lips. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? How are you? Good, thank you. I was just um, wanted to make a comment about um, watching the motocross now and the way that like it's produced and all that is compared to the Supercross. Mm-hmm. And I just that was so good. Like I couldn't. I was so sick of watching the Supercross. The way. They did it this year. I thought it was shit. I hated the way they like the production of it. I couldn't stand um, just the commentators and everything. And I just yeah, it was good to see Langston and Weege again. They do a good job of it. And George Lindsay and yeah, just the way they do it, it was just so much better to watch. I reckon that it went downhill the Supercross this year a bit in the way they did it compared to last year. Uh, interesting. Yeah. What what yeah, did you I think? What do you think, Kiefer, of the two TV productions? Do you think Lips has a point, or what's your thoughts? I think he has a point. I, I kind of agree with him. Okay. You know? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I'm friends with those guys, so. You can't say anything? Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, but it's not really about, like, I know, like, you guys, like, well, you, you know, you're at the races, so it's not, it's different. Like, if you're at home and it, all you have is to purely watch the broadcast and you're stuck there and you can't do anything about it, it's frustrating because. You can only see whatever they're going to show you. Yeah. Especially at the start of the Supercross, like, the producer or whoever says go to camera one, camera three, they were constantly missing key things that you could see were going to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And then they'd go back to it. And then they would replay it, and you're going, fuck that, that's happened. Right. Just watching the race. And then right. it just got really frustrating. But with the motocross, the way they do this, it's, it's nowhere near as bad as that. And this is the way the things they talk about, the point of views... Everything is it's mm-hmm. way better. So, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It's good to, I just thought I'd say that. I know you always go on about, like, how lucky we are to have it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. that's a really good point. That's true. But what I'm saying is a little bit different to that. I'm yeah, no, no, I got it. No, I got what you're yeah. saying. Some good points. You're right. It's the same people behind both shows, but there are different thoughts of producing it. Yeah, directing it. You know what I mean? But it's the same basic people, but two different philosophies, let's say. Yeah, and I think maybe it's a little bit more um, not for so much a novice watcher the motocross. Like, they don't treat you like a, a, a dimwit. Right. Like, they sort of, it's yeah. a bit more, you know, they're not having to explain everything like, oh, this is the throttle and this is the brake. Right, they're Sort right. of, you know, they'll talk a bit more about it, which is good. Mm. Yeah, no, good points, Lips. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, see you, guys. See you. All right, let's keep going with our voicemails here. This is Travis 
I'm from Southern Illinois. I listened to your live Marine Cross broadcast, and I loved it. It was amazing. You guys, you guys did a great job. I love what you guys are doing. I literally cannot get enough of this show. I'm an attractor for 60 hours a week, and I just go back and listen to the archives. You guys are just amazing. You do a great job. Thanks a bunch. It's nice to uh, have a guy call in and just be really cool and be thankful. There's a lot of those guys. And compliment us. Yeah. It's nice to have that. Right. Instead of getting verbally beat down all the time about how I suck and I'm fat and I should quit. And... You don't get that that much. Yeah, I do. I get it a lot. Hey, Steve. It's both. Anyway, on the Vegas broadcast, when Marvin was winning the main, they mentioned he would be joining Dungey on the 450 team. And they said it multiple times, and not one mention of uh, Wilson also being on that team. Those guys just, it's frustrating how easy they forget about people or choose to not mention them if they're not in the current picture. Also, Ricky was being such a dick to Ralph during the broadcast. I don't know if you guys caught that. But anyway, um, on the Vegas Pulp Show, Weimer killed it. And if you go to hockey, I'm going to give up moto as my primary sport because this is where I get all my information. Keep up the good work, guys. Later. Again, don't get all your information from me or the show. Do not because I'm biased and I'm not always right. So you need to figure something out. You mean you're not Switzerland? No, 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 I'm not. I mean, I like you listening, but don't don't lean on me for everything. Because <laughs> you'll be thinking Tim Ferry was like a you know the greatest rider of all time. <laughs> you'll want, you'll be like, what was this summer cross? Right. Was it like the you know like the Olympics? Of Van Halen's the best band of right, all time. Right, right. Do not just listen to this show. <laughs> Get some other opinions in your life. Maybe you like Michael Sleater. I think he's a douchebag. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. Good luck. Um, what else was this? Oh, Dean Wilson. Yeah, they didn't mention it because they didn't know it. <laughs> right. That's what these guys do. They just didn't know it. So he also commented on uh, Carmichael being a dick to Ralph. Yeah, Carmichael's a dick, anyways. So again, don't well, just listen to me. I think he was. I, I can attest to that because when I watched the Vegas show, he was being a little dickish to everybody. They, they go back and forth. They they jack with each other. Yeah, though. they do. They, but this they one do, seemed yeah. a little bit further. I don't know if it was because it was the last hurrah of the year. Let me tell you something about Carmichael. He's not a nice guy. He isn't. He tries to get me fired. Tries to write my bosses and to get me fired. Really? Yeah, he does. Still? Yeah, well, that's recently. You know, whatever. Six months ago, eight months ago, or whatever. Why? What could he write to fire you? Like what was just his that I shouldn't have a job? That I'm garbage. Wow. So instead of just letting me be, he decides he wants me out. Not a nice guy. I don't think Suzuki should fire him. I don't tell Suzuki that. Right. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's go. Hey, Pulp. Love the show. Catching up on podcasts this week. Hey, uh, when Kiefer's in studio and that guy gets on a roll, starts laughing. Have you ever noticed that he sounds like Burt Reynolds a little bit? <laughs> right? Is that me or Burt Reynolds? That's Burt, I think. Uh, no, that's for sure Burt Reynolds. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But it's not far off. It's not It's not bad. It's not yeah, far it's pretty off. pretty close. No. Yeah. yeah, when you really laugh, like when you're really laughing, Yeah. yeah, you know it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's good, yeah. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? Good morning, fellas. What's up? Make this quick. So, you guys talk about the outdoors and the and Supercross and the and the broadcast and the differences. Man, I ain't gonna comment on the production of it because what's a blind guy know about a production? Yeah, but yeah. I'm, te- I'm telling you, length and <laughs> ten times over fro, unfortunately, because 
dude, man, I feel like there's just, uh, I feel like there's some energy there. I feel like they're, I feel like I'm learning some more. I feel like, uh, man, this, I, I feel like he, he, he's definitely more entertaining, unfortunately. You know, I, I keep bagging on fro like that, but, and of course, you know, we just there a whole lot uh, mm-hmm. more knowledgeable than Ralph on, mo- on moto, but uh, that's how I got it. So, uh, I know you guys got a roll. Quick, uh, quick technological question, if you don't mind. So, um, I know Steve, you always do the pre-stuff, uh, from Racer on Racer X on the and uh, Twitter for the show and things like that. Uh, so for TuneIn, what am I? What do I need to search under TuneIn to get to you guys? Obviously, I get the show, so it ain't no biggie. But man, I'd love to be able to get to TuneIn because that is more accessible than uh, than the app or Safari. Uh, TuneIn app, just search Pulp MX Show. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, because I've been doing that and it found absolutely really it's found, oh. found nothing. But I mean, like I said, no biggie. Obviously, I'm uh, here. Um, I got it. Yeah, no. But, uh, um, well, hold on. I just did this. Let me look. Oh dear. Okay, <laughs> hold on. This yeah. this is the part where I get shown up right here on the air. And yeah, I'm totally no. Okay with here it. it is, bro. The the Pulp MX show. Like that's uh, like look. Tune What am I? What do I need to search under? That's you talking to you guys. I'm saying get the show. So you know, biggie. See, that's you talking because oh. it's thirty seconds behind okay. or whatever. Just, so, okay. so check out uh, the, the Pulp MX show. Uh, Oh, is that Paul Pim- well, I mean, maybe that makes a difference. I don't yeah, know. But, hey, that, I'll do it. No worries. Absolutely. All right, thanks. Super weird right now. All right, too. Yeah, this is really weird right now. Yeah, super weird. Okay. Anyone right. living in the archives right now are tripping. I can't even stop it. I don't even want to stop it. in the archives, bro. Archive in the archives. There, we got to stop it. Okay, yeah, no, the stop Paul Pimex show. All right, let's go. Hey, Steve-O, what's up? Hey, I was just kind of curious as to... Uh, I'm sure everybody knows Ricky Fowler was an ex-moto guy. I'm just kind of curious as to what his background was, if he raced or if he's just a freestyle guy. Or I've never really heard anything about his moto background other than that he did ride. And as we all know by now, uh, he won the big uh, championship Sunday on TV. So yeah, he, um... he's blown up. All right, thanks. Yeah, he wrote, he's just a SoCal racer, right? Do you know anything more he's just, about yeah, that? Yeah, he's, he's just a guy that likes to ride. Yeah, but he used and to he race at, some local yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like uh, wasn't really good or anything or whatever. Yeah. But he likes to ride. Race People and... always think, oh, is that Terry Fowler's kid? Terry? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm like, yeah. no, it's not Terry. Terry Fowler, Fowler Lachine's buddy. Yes, because yeah. Terry lived next to me for years. Oh, he did. Yeah. Was he off the rails as much as Dogger? No. Oh no. I mean, he partied, but not like Dogger. Okay, because no. they always wore JT, rode whatever bike Dogger rode, which I imagine he got Yeah, they were buddies hands. back then. They're still really good buddies yeah. now, but, uh, yeah, right. no, he wasn't like that. Okay. I've seen Fowler at Glen Helen one time, and he throws down. Like, he's not slow. I mean, for a professional golfer, right. I mean, that just won $1.5 million and still riding a dirt bike, he fucking throws down. I thought he'd win more than that for winning the deal. Well, I think that's just purse. I don't oh. think that includes a sponsorship from Puma. Steve, it's Whitey. I downloaded the 450 preview, but instead I got a bitch session on people that are complaining about TV coverage again. I've told you before, you get 20,000 downloads. I can't imagine that more than a handful of them are the people bitching about TV coverage. You probably seem like it's a lot more because they send tweets to you, but just ignore it. Don't make all your loyal listeners like me have to listen to a bitch session. It's not good radio. You've taken that show to 
further heights than anyone ever thought you would, and you're really good at what you do, especially since you don't, you're not such a dick to people anymore, and you're just being funny. You got some talent, especially thank, thank for somebody you. who doesn't have any formal training. So get off of the bitch sessions. And by the way, Gibbs, you should be seen but not heard as much. Don't keep trying to jump in on conversations. Okay, you're a good kid. I know you're probably going to tell me to go suck a dick, but just trying to help. <laughs> I'm a loyal listener. I never missed a show, and I enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> I like Whitey. Whitey, like Whitey calls in every now and then. Like, he gets on me. He was and on me. He, like, has, he has good points on both sides. A couple months ago, he was really on me for, uh, I think, just making fun of people. Or, or I don't no, remember what it was. Dick, oh, me being a dick. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's really on to me. Now Whitey says I'm doing a good job, and yeah. I got talent. Less of a dick. I like Whitey. He just he puts it out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I should be seen, seen and not heard. Not heard. Yeah, he wants want you to talk less. So like he says, you're a good kid, though. Yeah, right. he can tell you're a good kid. All right. So suck a dick. All right, suck a dick. Keep up the good work, man. Hey, Mathis. Uh, listening to the last show with Weimer on the podcast, and on the exciting scale of one to ten, ten being really exciting, and one being miserable, this thing might be a two. Uh, did, Mips, did you listen to Weimer's show? Yeah. It Which, was pretty good. I thought it was good. Yeah. I think Weimer's, he's a mellow dude. He's yeah. not, you know, he's not a hyper up guy, but. Was his wife in the studio? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I had a good time, Kiefer. You should have been here. Just creeper Kiefer again. Yeah, like that's if I was gonna pick one wife of the moto, that I think she's really cute. Really? Yeah. I had to back it down a little bit because then everyone, I, all my Britney Chisler supporters were like, "Hey, right, watch your back." Um, I thought he was good though. Why was a good interview? He's almost too honest. You know what I mean? He's a good guy. Yeah, I liked it. Sounds good. Uh, I like him too. Did you listen to Kayla? Yeah, I listened to it. I thought it was a great show. I don't. So this guy's really, saying, yeah. I think it was I don't know where he's coming from. His delivery. You know? Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. He he would pause before he would answer, and that threw me off all the time because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because he would, you know ask him a question, he actually thinks about it, mm-hmm. I'm like just spouting off in the mouth like you do. Right. <laughs> he's always done that though. Yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. But not surprised about Chris bringing up his wife. Yeah, she's cute. Smoker. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like her too because she knows a lot of old school rock songs. Like it's impressive. Okay. So. All right. Let's go before Kiefer gets weirder. Steve, this is Mike, longtime listener, first time caller to your show. Hey, I've got a question for you or maybe one of your guests. Maybe you guys know the answer to this. Um, I went over to the MXGP of Spain um, and uh, I was hoping to watch uh, RV. Knew that he might be hurt. He was. It was still a great experience. But what I noticed in the program was that uh, he his championships were only listed, only his Supercross championships were listed. He did not get any credit for his AMA titles. And uh, I subsequently learned that that's because the FIM does not recognize, uh, you know, our outdoor series as a championship series. So the question is, if the FIM doesn't recognize the series as uh, uh, one that counts towards uh, whatever it is that they're counting, why do they have the power to penalize James Stewart and keep him out of that series? I get Supercross, SFIM, but if they're not going to recognize the titles, why would they have jurisdiction in that respect? Anyway, just a question, uh, and maybe one of you guys has an answer. Talk to you. News to me. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Know either. Uh, who knows? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, if they're not going to recognize it, then hey, race away, Stu. Right. You know, the whole thing's jacked up. I mean, we just have a we have such a massive leadership problem in our sport. We have MX Sports, we have Feld, we have the AMA sort of in there. FIM ruling. There's sort of an AMA thing to do with the Nationals, but not really. It's more MX Sports with the rules. We're so fucked up. Like, we've got so many wrong people in charge and making decisions, and we're not uniform, and we have different rules, and it's just... Dysfunctional. Oh, God. I mean, you know, you hate to give the power to a Bernie Ecclestone type of guy or a Brian... Or a uh, France? Brian France? Bob France? The NASCAR. Oh, I don't Fan, know that. France family. I don't know. You hate to give the power to one dude like those places have, and maybe MotoGP does. I'm not sure, but or Giuseppe, you know, from yeah. you hate to maybe have a person like that in charge because who knows what the hell they're doing, how greedy they are, or whatever. But yeah, it, it, I'd almost prefer that to what we have now, where we have three different heads of the sports and shits all disorganized. Right. Maybe Mark Stallybrass needs to come down, Kalen, and just run it. Uh, I don't know about that, but you know what? One person makes it a lot more simple. Yeah, just as long as you get the right person, I guess. Yes. Yeah. It's like a wife. <laughs> hey, what's up? This is Cody, North Carolina, Hank Town. You guys got interview number 275. Lapper, he was in damn near last place. <laughs> Cleared the fly 150, 50. Lapper doing it. Guys. Uh, Tomac, Dungey Pike, Anderson. He was doing it, dude. You got to interview that guy. Hey. <laughs> It's, just calling from the chat, bro. Was he at Hangtown? Yeah, that? he's at Hangtown. Johnny Geralda. Nice. Gelda, Del, uh, Gelderda. Gelderda. Yeah. He's the guy airing out the fly one. That's the guy I, I raced against at the two-stroke yeah. race. Yeah. Did you notice it, Mims, or no? No. No. Yeah. And since Cirillo was the only guy to do it on 250F that you saw, or I, that's the only guy I saw? Uh, he's Jerry, Martin. Also. Jerry Martin did it. Martin did it? Yeah. Okay. He cased it, like, right. but still, like, yeah. knows Willie. Adam did. Yeah. Yeah. And Martin cleared it? No, he did the same oh. thing. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm talking about the fucking slow-mo videos on the Instagram. Fuck Racer X. Everyone, stop fucking doing it. Right. Is we you get names? that it's fucking a feature on your phone, but fuck it off. Right. Stop making them look like me going through a set in breaking bumps. They're the best fucking riders on earth. Right. Let it go normal speed. Yeah. Fuck slow-mo. Yes. It's, it is fucked out. Like, I'm yeah. fucking over it, too, like... The yeah. sound it makes is horrible. It just, ugh, this, I agree with this guy. This guy's rad. And his accent backs it up all the more. Yeah. and just makes it better. Yeah, it's, it's actually was Mips calling in. Australia, Mike. Yeah, Australia. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hey, dude, we get a lot of people from Australia listening to the show. Yeah. It's big time. Like looking at our numbers and stuff. Like we get callers from Australia and voicemails and listeners. Like uh, Aussies really love pulp. Like and a couple of mates come to my house over the weekend. That yeah, yeah call yeah. yeah, they're Jack, good yeah. dudes. Yeah, you brought him in. You gave him lunch. Yeah, Heather, yeah. Heather made everything. him lunch. Yeah, to keep. Yeah, that up. was crazy. Yeah, dude, I'm not letting those. I'm not like. I mean, they seem like good guys, but I'm not coming in for lunch. Oh yeah, come on in. It's good. They donated to the Bassett Rescue to come in here. Right. You know, they're good is, dudes, right? No, they're great dudes. Right. Yeah, great dudes. But and I even took him to Travis's house. I know. Yeah, they told us all about it. Yeah. You're like way too nice. Well, they're there. I mean, fuck. Might as well do something for them, right? It's just you're way too nice. I mean, that's nah, all good. No, it's good. Don't get me wrong. They're good dudes. I'll sprinkle Just, some more dick next time. When when they were like, "Yeah, Heather made us lunch," and then Kiefer took us to Preston's. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, what? Oh, uh, anyways, you can just sprinkle the dick when I come up, dude. All right, there you go. Yeah. Hey, this is Andy from Cincinnati. Um, three things. I uh, just watched the first moto. Um, 
that big 150 foot fly zone jump was badass. Seeing Tomac hit that was amazing. That's an awesome jump. Uh, second, that uh, quarter pipe, that was awesome. I've never seen that anywhere before, but they they need more stuff like that. That was really cool. And uh, that step up that Tomac was doing was awesome. Tons of style. I just, God, I wish JS7 was there. I couldn't imagine the things he would do with those jumps. I'll pee all over myself. <laughs> Maybe a little much. <laughs> yeah, a little TMI. too much. Is that it? That is it, yeah. 702-586-757. Give us a call anytime. You can leave us a uh, voicemail. All right, we're getting ready to wrap this up here, but Derek has got a bike question for Chris Kiefer. What's up, Derek? Uh, this is not for Kiefer, Kiefer at all. I was I just reading something on Transworld about uh, this guy that came forward. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Luck. He was a amateur trained down at MTF and okay. uh, just came forward to USADA saying that uh, he admitted to he was a cyclist as well. To he took a twelve month suspension for doping yep. bylaw infraction, and now he's saying he's going to come forward with a bunch of information about training amateurs and MTF and whatnot. So, uh, did you tweet me about this? Nope. Oh, yeah, someone Twitter. I just, so, I just read it a few minutes ago. I figured I'd call in. And the new Transworld, is that what it said? It's yeah. on Transworld's site, yeah. Oh, try oh it is on the site. Okay, yeah, The um, I, someone tweeted me this last week, and I read the I read the, 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 the thing with him and everything, um, the story a little bit. And, um, yeah, you know what? Cool. Great. Like, <laughs> just another one to add to the issues, but whatever. Yeah, no, look. Get it all out there. Yeah, right? same with the Millsaps thing. Like, uh, all that, that's a bunch of bullshit. And, like, we have all these people in our sport doing these things to our to these riders, and these riders are morons. For granting their trust to these people that aren't qualified, they want these people want to get in with the money and they want to get paid and they don't have the right credentials. And so, yeah, bring it out, man. To, you know, like let let it all out. I'm for. It. I'm gonna go and read that article a little bit more. Well, if yeah, it, I guess he's currently he's currently listed as a trainer for MTF. Yeah, and he's on their. I guess they have a cycling team, mountain biking team, mm-hmm. and he's one of their riders for that. And apparently, he's gonna come forward with information about the problems with drug and uh, doping and supercross and motocross. So, well, Hey, if he's got blower, if he, hey, if he's, him, I guess if he's got proof, bring it, you know, does he yeah, say what drugs are used or and no? he's already accepted his punishment from USADA. So like, he's not trying to, he basically came out, I guess it sounds like he's doing it on his own. He wasn't forced to do it. So, I mean, you think you'd, you'd get, I mean, I don't just see someone just coming out unless they have some kind of vendetta to get back at someone, but, I mean, does does the article say what they're taking, or just real vague about it? Oh, it's real vague. Just yeah. you know, with things that are against uh, you thought a code. Right. But it right. sounds like he has a lot of information about it, and you know, more will be released later. From the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. As long as uh, as long as he's got proof, you know, it sucks to get to tarred with that uh, with that brush if you have no proof and you're just suspicious or whatever. I, I always hated that kind of stuff. In our sport, but if you got some solid proof, bring it, man, and the truth shall set you free. That's what I always say. So, um, you know, do it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's amazing some of the shit that goes on in our sport. Um, that just kind of like we're we're like a multi million dollar sport. Like the Ryan Dungey, Ryan Villapoto, James Stewart, they make four or five million dollars a year, which is big time. Mm-hmm. 
And yet we're still so cheeseball in other ways. You're like, wait a minute, are we professional or are we not? Yeah, it's like backyard shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy that way. Like, so if we're not professional, then those guys should if we're if the top riders in the sport are making hundred grand or five hundred grand, okay, whatever, we're cheeseball. We're talking millions of dollars. These teams are investing millions. These riders are making millions at the top. Bring it. Let's be professional. Let's let's then again, you're doing a show from um a, t- a Home Depot table. Right. So maybe we're not so Fuck professional. It, but we're not making millions. <laughs> no, we're not. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Tomac, Savachi, Seven Deuce Deuce, Kevin Tyler for coming on. Mim, I hope you had fun. Thank you for coming by. No, thank you. Uh, you were great. a couple years ago, I think, and uh, so you're back in. And Casey, thank you for hanging out the whole time. You and you got a friend there in Rocky. So at least you're nice to him. Pookie's not, not home. So, you know, these things happen. Um uh, so you're going, you're not going to go in hell and you're going to ride with MC? No, i got to go to MC's ranch. i got to go to MC's ranch. What, what are you going to ride? So bummed about it. Right. Well, he is sorting me something. Oh, so he's going to dial you out? I, apparently. Nice. Is it so just I, you or is it other jerkies? Nah, just me. I was, I was, I was, the package was for like a family. Yeah. So five. Okay. So I invited one of my close friends, but he couldn't. So, yeah. Cool you want to come, Kiefer? Shit, I would come with you I if I come. wasn't leaving. I'd go. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Right here. I, I can't even say his last name right. I want to go. Yeah, McGrath. McGrath. <laughs> he's going to go see Jeremy McGrath. He's dyslexic. McGrath the crime dog. He's my idol. Can't yeah. say his name. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, can I ask you one question? That's the one. Yep. It's over. <laughs> how you doing? That's it. That's one question. Hey, how you doing? Uh, All right. Um, no, it should be fun, man. Looking forward to that. He's a good dude. He's a good guy. And, uh. I don't know what you guys are going to talk about or whatever, how that's going to go, but whatever. Awkward. You take some photos and stuff and all that. like. Yeah, yeah, help. Yeah, I'll, I'll do, yeah some do some stuff. cool stuff. And you got two days with them. And actually, seeing as you donated the money, just, I would just be like, hey, MC, knack, knack. Yeah. I'd now. be like, knack, knack, now. Knack, knack, knack. Yep, knack, knack, now. Get the 96 CR out. <laughs> right, knack, right. Knacks. Like you just own them. You're just like, knack, knack. Knack, knack, that. <laughs> knack, knack, that. that. Sandwich. Yeah. Give me a sandwich. Yeah. Mops, meatloaf. Here's a meatloaf. Have uh, a sue. Now. Kiefer, thank you for coming in, bud. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it. We're not going to have you for a few weeks. You're uh, hitting, the, hitting the road for the Canadian Nationals. You going to be all right without me? Uh, no. Blame. No, it's going to suck. <laughs> uh, I hope you get fired the first round so we can get a co-host for, uh, after that. And, uh, that guy's going down. DirtRider.com, DirtRider Magazine, uh, Chris Kiefer, and uh, Kalen, thank you for hanging out. Being Kiefer's driving partner, sorry about your ACL. Hey, it's all good. Thanks you're for gonna, having me. You're going to run uh, national number eight. It was going to be it was going to be a glorious opportunity. Instead, you uh, are going to no. get surgery. I let a Jesus, super fan. There's a Jesus candle lit in my in my living room for him. So okay, yeah, got, yeah. Hurt. yeah. You do really do take Canadians in, and yeah, really, I take Australians in too. Yeah, yeah, you did too much. Yeah. You take Bassets, I take humans. Keeper <laughs> takes a lot of things in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy. All right, everybody. Easy. Hey, thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. Sponsor uh, deals on com, And uh, we will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho. <laughs>